Welcome back, all you weirders, to the podcast that not only performs, but informs. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, number episode number 184. <laughs> ah, yes. Hello, everybody. I'm just going to get right into it, Eric. It's the Good. week of July 15th, 2018. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. I'm waiting, Eric. Proud. You're proud. You are I'm proud. proud. We are yeah. on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics. I'm Podbean at WeirdScienceDCComics.Podbean.com. On Twitter at Weird Science DC. And we have an award-winning website, WeirdScienceDCComics.Com, where you can go and read all of the DC reviews, plus all other companies as well. IDW being a it's very a big focus during the weekends now. But, yeah, come on the weekend you like check out some more you things. You got all them Transformers over there, apparently. You like barbecue sauce? We also have a Patreon account at <laughs> Patreon. Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can get a lot of other shows besides these. And this week, we had a Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses of Superman number one and the Immortal Men number four. So if you wanted to hear us talk about Brian Michael Bendis' first run at the official Superman book, there you go. And also, if you want the War of the Immortals, you can go and hear that. Oh, my God. Isn't that one guy named Sniffer? Isn't that his name? Stray. Stray. I know. Sniffer. Yeah, you, you could Sn- go and as you know, Snipper is part of Mr. Alicia's team in Damage. Well, you could go there and you could go and listen to us talk about the Wolfman's, Wolf the Man. Indian, uh, the the Kung Fu that's, guy, that's you know, all those things, <laughs> all those guys. You can go and hear us talk about because boy, I love that book so much. The Lady Paul Bunyan, yeah, the ladies Paul Bunyans, all the stuff there. The guy who can shoot with his fingers, I think maybe reload. Yes, reload. He doesn't shoot with his fingers. Reload. Doesn't he shoot? Doesn't he do the finger bangs? That guy. Uh, I thought that he did. Oh my goodness gracious! I see the comedian now. I'm thinking of mime. Yeah, yeah, mime. Mime does the finger bangs, right? Well, here we go, Eric. Because if you do join up on the Patreon and decide to be a badass, then you get to be part of. The badass roll call, Eric. Here we go. We're going to start with Pop Culture Noise with Ron Saunders. Eric, I'm not going to make that mistake anymore. Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk, Lord Mike All Oxwelling, Josh Vermillion, Abuse Mama and the Horizon Hole, Algin Stosia, All New Dave, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond Mark, Jay, Bill Beer, G-Man, Manship, we got B. Murray, Brandon Murray up there in Buffalo, Bobby, Reggie, Andy, Paul, and that is Pauly P. We have oh. Todd T., Zach Davis, T., 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 you didn't yell T. <laughs> Fred Reed's Comics, we got Eric G., Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G., Dave J., Ian, Missy T., our man Rob Lewis, my man Pete from NYC, Lone Wolf Marv, Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben's in Ruben. the house. Sir. Ruben is always in the house. And yeah, we like uh, to thank you guys, especially, and everybody else on the Patreon who do support us. And this coming up week, the badasses, they, they have to pick uh, amongst a very little bit of books. We've got so, like eight uh, books next week? Yeah, so when they see this list, I haven't put it up yet, but when we see this for the Patreon spotlight, you'll, you guys will see there's not much to pick. Plus, you say we have eight. We already have Batman on uh, the oh. deal. So 
Yeah, so I think that they're going to get to pick one oh, more no! book. It'll be Batman and one more book. Uh, but that yeah, we sense. thank everybody. And with that, uh, I just wanted to use that to kind of segue into announcing again. We're not going to have a regular spotlight on the regular feed. And the Patreon it's spotlight. It's so passe. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 2017 called, Eric. They went their spotlight back. We have the Patreon spotlight, which we talk about. And I do want to tell everybody that that does come out as well on Thursday. That is an early spotlight as well. This week, maybe even Wednesday. We will see. But, yeah, that's an early spotlight. But we're not going to have the regular spotlight anymore for now because of the fact that the, it, it's there's not a lot of books. Now, I again, Batman. I don't know if that's again, accurate, I say, but I, I say this. It's not taking any books away. It's just that the whatever Where would have been on the regular spotlight. spotlight yeah, whatever's going to be on the regular spotlight will be on the regular podcast. It's just the regular podcast has gotten so small because of not a lot of books that we decided to yeah, skip the spotlight for now and then just have it all on the regular uh, show because it's supposed to be a dip your toe in the deal. But with the regular podcast getting a little less books as well. so we'll You guys might as well be cannonballing into that thing. Yeah, that's it. But with that, Eric, we're going to get to the meat and cheese right now and go off to the books. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Ah, uh, yes, and it's time for the meat and cheese to begin. And it is, um, it's mac and cheese uh, day today, so can we have the is cheese it? be mac and cheese? Yeah, I was actually just oh, yeah. gonna, I was just gonna look up meat and cheese, and the first meat and the first cheese was gonna win the meat and cheese, and when I put cheese, it says, Mac and day, mac and cheese day today. A history of your favorite dish came up. We're gonna throw some ground beef in there. What are we doing with that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe some sausage or some hot dogs, cheese dogs or something. (laughs) Maybe the cheese dog could be the meat and cheese. Rafe won't eat cheese dogs. He hates them. We we went last night to go get some snacks, and he actually wanted hot dogs for snacks. And I said, oh, we can get these. And he actually Boy, thought, I said, no. cheese dogs. He hates cheese dogs. He will not eat them. I don't know what happened. He liked them at one point, and then he bailed. Uh, but they're gone now. It's going to be quiet here in the Werner residence because there's nobody here but me. Zach's at Amazing. work. Uh, but they're off. Eh, it seems a little odd with them not here because I really don't do anything uh a different, you know, it's not like they're going to be gone. I can do this, that, and the other thing. We're always recording. So it's just I won't have to yell in between yeah. the things. And, Your eh. voice will sound amazing for the next yeah. couple of days. Oh, yeah, great. It'll sound wonderful. Here we go. We <laughs> have some I'm, I'm exhausted right now, so I, I can't even pretend to be fun. 
having some fun here. I'm not no. having any fun. I'm about to fall didn't asleep. Realize we're going to pretend. Is that what we do? Yeah, we usually I try fun. to get up. No, usually I try to make it seem like I'm having a fucking ball. I'm not. I am exhausted. I could barely keep my eyes open. Took my pills. They didn't work. I took them a while ago, too. Eh, something's wrong here. I think I'm about to die. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I even I took three showers in the, in the past hour to try to wake up. I've drank about seven cups of coffee. I'm just exhausted. I guess at one point you get so tired uh, that the pills just don't work and you have to sleep. Even though I did go to bed fairly early last night, I think 3 a.m., I got up at like nine, so I got some yeah. sleep. That's enough sleep. That's more than I get during the week. But we're going to start these books with a book that if if this book isn't going to pick me up, then none will. Uh, it is oh. Detective Comics number 984. It's my favorite book of the week. It's my book of the week. I'll tell you right now. Uh, there's no other book that would get even close to it. Even in a week this week that you'll see is pretty positive. But it is Detective Comics number 984, written by Brian Hill, art by Miguel Mendonca, Diana Ega, Adriano Lucas, and a Sal Cipriano. Sal is hey. the solid. He's the solid guy on this book. He will not leave this book. He said he will leave it once you rip his cold, dead hands off of it. Brian Hill continues his detective But did he say run. in Italian? No. I, right. I, I listened to him on Twitter, or not Twitter, on uh, YouTube. He has uh, almost like a boy's toys thing that he does with his kid. He does Son not have an accent at all. Uh. Brian Hill continues his detective run by showing how badass karma is, but also showing how much I want him to stay on the book. The overall story doesn't go that far ahead, but the combo of great dialogue and action has me loving this book. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. We still don't know who Karma is. That's the big mystery. Uh, we're getting dribs and drabs, basically just pointing that Markovia. He has a connection to it, but with this scene that starts out, I'm not so sure that he is Markovian, that I said at the beginning, because he has arrived there with American money. with And that money Bloody has American blood on money. it. Telling oh. you, you have this lady there, and she's like, "No refunds, no repairs. You get stuck. How is said as is?" And Did she's you notice selling. that she's missing her ring finger? Uh, she's missing her ring finger. Plus, has an awful scar on oh. her face. But she, I, I think, part of her thumb might be gone too. The weird thing is, too. This is how crazy I get when I'm trying to figure out things. Because I, I want to figure out who Karma is, maybe who this lady is. And I look, and it's not a Mazar. Markovia is where they are years ago. Yeah. So I'm thinking of this, not a Mazar. So I'm like, okay, what is that? So I look it up. I can't find anything about that. Obviously, it must be a town right. in Markovia. But then I start thinking, not a Mazar. It's not Mazar. Then I'm thinking of Debbie Mazar, who was Spice in uh, <laughs> Batman Forever. Look up that to see for some reason if they have any connection with that because – Kind of looks like a scarred up ring finger missing Debbie Mazar there. Then I'm thinking if it's not Mazar, maybe then it's Sugar. Who was Drew Barrymore. I'm like, this is going nowhere. I'm really desperate trying to find anything where I can impress people with my knowledge and, and my detective skills. I'm no detective. But what we, we didn't get have here? that, though. But we did have some stuff unravel for us because we're going off on a bunch of stuff last time we had Detective Comics about who this karma may be because yeah. obviously he knows Bruce Wayne. But when we had this whole thing where this alien tech helmet that he buys in Markovia it has the power to read minds so yes. maybe he does not know yeah, who maybe Bruce he Wayne doesn't is. know he yep. just picked it up off 
for the people he's been reading minds of. And that may be. Maybe because he read, you know, their minds. If you Signals read mind, Duke's mind, yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna probably be able to find that out as well. He finds out even more as we go on. Now, again, the other thing that kind of gets me thinking around that I don't think that it is a connection, but this seems very similar to say what a Gotham and Gotham, uh, Gotham right. girl went to do buy powers We're and things powers, like that. Yeah. Uh, he goes and buys this mask that she says, you know, it's alien tech. She doesn't know what it is, but it's made you know, kill you. Yeah, and it, you you try kill Superman. Hey, Die. hey, you kill the Superman, the is, do you? The silly thing for some reason though, I loved reading this lady's like you know. No, I love it. Dialogue in a Russian accent, like da. No. You have money, only American cash. Like da. I do not know origin of equipment. Some say an alien. I only sell. Duh. I'm yeah. Like, I was uh, for some reason having a lot of fun playing with well, this. Well, and the thing why. is, uh, Brian Hill said that when he writes dialogue, he makes sure he reads it all and says it. Maybe even said it as Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> you will lose. Oh, I hope so. Uh, what do you want with you this? Do, yeah. What do you want? You want the army? You kill the Superman? But no, Karma's like, he just wants to bring justice to this world. I would say, hey, what do you want with this? You kill a Superman. He's like, no, no. He's a weird I, place hey, all of a sudden. No, this is Brian Hill. He's like, I don't think it's working Italian. I think I might go Russian kind of Markovian there. You, but you this are. again, this, another, this little bit here is a connection to what we had last time because we saw in the news that things were happening in Markovia and it seemed and that Karma knew why. Said, I know why. And yeah. everything leads back to uh, Markovia as we well, see yeah. here. And again, uh, you would guess that possibly somebody selling things for this amount of money could start a revolution, could start a power struggle in Markovia. Uh, but yeah, they, they said there was upheaval in Markovia. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of shit going down in Markovia where they have a lot of this tech and things like if that. If you have a lot of these masks, mind reading will cause a hell of an upheaval. Yeah, I don't think there's more than one mask. If there I'm was more saying. than one mask, you'd have some issues, I think, that you'd have everybody running around. But yeah, who knows what's going on. But I think that that actually was a little uh red herring about markovia because it does seem now that this would not possibly not be a markovian at all just somebody else uh but yeah he goes on and it, it's even weird later when he does uh confront batman and does have a line about the pearls and why would you focus on that kind of makes it a little more personal again as well it, it's very odd uh uh, line when we get to it, but you go with him. Oh, no, he's now. just reading. He's just reading Batman's mind. Yeah, but he's reading his mind. But why would he say that? Why would he focus just on that? It, it was an odd thing then to smack throw talk. a knife. No, it, it didn't seem like smack talk to me. If he's reading his mind, plus you're saying reading a mind. Do you read every single thing that's going on at that point? Because well, if you're gonna, this guy would go nuts. He's constantly thinking of his dead parents and what yeah, but he wouldn't be. Dead. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think that he'd just constantly be thinking of pearls, and that's <laughs> what the guy says. So I, I think it might be a something. Obviously, this guy has a personal vendetta on Batman. He's not yeah. putting on this mask just to, oh my god, I'm gonna go get Batman. So there is a connection, and it's got to be very personal. And when he's reading the minds, I think some of it is mind reading. I think some of it's he already knows some stuff. Again, I don't understand how if I go and I have this mask on and I go and read your mind, does that mean I know everything that you've ever thought in your life? Because I don't think that Depending you'd be thinking of... Depending on how good of, the alien tech is. Yeah, I think that it would drive him insane well, if I'd he would say, do though, that. You, you'll get some deep, dark, personal stuff if you happen to be reading my mind while I'm in the shower. Well, I that's think the thing. That I use that yeah. time to think back on but that's all the, thing. the terrible things if that I've done in my life. If it's when you're getting shocked... Mistakes. 
and you're in pain, I, I don't know how much you're going to get in the mind at that point. But the, the no, issue goes very my quick parents here. Thought when they got shot and yeah. died that yeah, night I don't know. I, oh. I, I'm telling you, I think it's more personal than that. And, and the idea that he frames it by then throwing down a knife when he says it, uh, I think that there's something about that, that actually he knew about that before and then kind of scanned for that to see what's going on. I don't know. But he's fighting Cassandra, and he basically says to Cassandra, you're angry. You're angry because you're so powerful. You don't have fear, but you fear yourself. And Batman, Batman is actually you making you weaker when all the rest of the Robins and Signal are uh, making, making Batman him weaker. Yeah. And he, it's almost like he's saying, like, you know what? I could get you. Me and you could be a team. We could go forward. Come on. Let, let's do this. Let's get I, I, I rid of this like Batman. I just like this idea of karma, though, because it is very reminiscent to what we said last time about, you know, death of the family and stuff like that, where the Joker felt that everybody was making Batman weaker than he should be. Yeah. And it'd just be a cool, funny idea to me, where if Cassandra was around during that whole story, like, it's like this. All right, grab him, him, him. Cassandra, nah, you're cool. Okay, you're out of this story because you're not making them weaker. Let's just yeah. grab the rest of the Robins. Well, and, and with this, I'm, I'm just looking at some stuff and some stuff I don't know that people are focusing on. But maybe there's some telltale signs of things because they're fighting. And when you get that, you, you know, you're scared of yourself that Batman yeah. put that fear in you. Just look what he's wearing. Because he's got a lot of pearls there. He's got pearls draped around him. He also has what appears to be like a ninja belt and the mm -hmm. knife. But he definitely has pearls going around his neck and down. It seems odd for him to bring those pearls up later when that's kind of what he's, you know, garbed in. So I don't know if that's supposed to be something, a subtle hint, whatever's going on. But it ends yeah, up that Cassandra and him are then fighting. Uh, and then we go off to see... Uh, you know, Jefferson show up in his Wayne Enterprise uh, plane. Batman shows up, and he's basically like, man, you must owe Batman a lot, or Bruce Wayne a lot, for you get the plane. And he's like, he owes me his life. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> what is this whole thing? Like, what are you playing at here? Like, obviously, you don't want Jefferson at this point to know you're Bruce Wayne, but how are you going to take he owes me his life. <laughs> Come no, on, man. Jefferson doesn't even ask. He's like, oh, really? That's okay. And like, why do you want me? And this is where I like it. It's not a set forward thing. This is a Batman thing for me. Though, I think Batman might have been better to say this quiz before Jefferson. But why would if Jefferson says the wrong thing here? Because he's like, he it, right away, it's like, you get handed a group of students who have personal issues equal to their talents working together. You know? what, do you, what do you do? What do you do? And he's like, well, I'll uh, find their common interests. We'll get them together. Uh, you know, I want to fight alongside them, whatever. Good. <laughs> that's the he's thing is he, he got him here. There's no chance in hell that Batman didn't already know this is no. what he was going to say before. I think I just, he just wanted it to hear thing. it. All right. Say, say what I want you to say there, Jefferson. You got one line. It's Let me so hear it. funny. I you wish Jefferson kids be kids. You damn right. Yeah, no. I wish Jefferson was like, well, I'd probably separate them. Probably, uh, you know, pit them against each other and maybe like a blood sport Spare competition. The Spoil the child. Back to Detroit. Back to Metropolis. <laughs> Metropolis. <laughs> Back to Cleveland with you. No, That's how he got to Cleveland. Cleveland. I'm sending you off to Central City. Nobody <laughs> likes Central City. But no, he no, says the right thing. But. As, as they're going on there, well, really, you have uh, the rogues there are one of the biggest villains. They don't like to kill people usually, Eric, so I would say I'd go to Central City in a yeah, heartbeat. Right. Uh, but he gets a call. Batman gets a call. Uh, you know, basically, that karma is ripping through downtown Gotham and almost killing Cassandra. So he has to kind of set this aside, say, okay, we got to get moving. You pass the test. Let's go. 
I'll drive. I'll drive. And, and the Batmobile will. comes up and he says, you know, change on the way. And again, I, I like the way this this is not the sing song dialogue that a lot like a no. Keith Giffen or a Brian Michael Bendis does. And it's more natural. The change on the way. It's, change? It's, Got it. And he gets in. You were telling he, me about this earlier in the week, though. For some reason, when you were telling me about it, I was like, you know, I wasn't putting it all together at this point. Like, it was Bruce Wayne and Jefferson Pierce at this point. They were both in their, like, you know, uh, regular clothes, and they were both in a change on the way. And all I kept thinking about was this Batman Returns toy I had as a kid where you you had uh, Batman's cruising, like, you yeah. know, uh, car, or Bruce Wayne's cruising car, and then you put him inside there, and you, you pull it back part, and the thing flips around, and all of a sudden it's Batman that yeah. flips around, and now it's a Batmobile. That's all I kept thinking about for yeah. some reason. What is this, boys, toys? do that for me. Yeah, it might as well be. <laughs> no, I like it. I just like that it's not like no, it's this change on the way. Change, change, change. Okay. Got it? Got it. it it's just easy. Change on the way. Change. Me, oh. boy? Oh, I know. <laughs> Me, boy? Shit, boy. Uh, they go, you go back to the fight. And again, you have karma just continuing. Signal, Robbins, all useless. But you, you deserve more. Come on. We can do, uh, you know, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And this pain is going to clear, you know, it gives you the clarity. Uh, to know what's going on, uh, he's about to kill her. And he basically says, you know, who she is, you know, daughter of Shiva and Kane. Take yeah. my hand, we can help Batman together. Which for some reason I forgot about the Shiva aspect, yeah, even though yeah. we had that before. Yeah, and she will not give up. But they reminded me. Yeah, she won't give up, keeps fighting, but he steps it up then, pulls out that knife. He is going to kill her. Jefferson hits him from behind. He flies away, and she's just like, hey, you know, I know you're orphan. Oh, you're, you're black lightning. I hope that this also ends up where after this... Maybe they let Brian Hill rename her. I hate the name Orphan. I hate that so she took I. it from her father. You want to go back to the bl- uh, Black Bat that we had before? Yeah, yeah. I want to have something like that. I, I just Even if it's something completely new, I'm you know, sick of this, this Orphan. This could actually be a thing if we had, had Black Lightning here mentoring her for whatever, yeah. you know, how many six she run that Brian Hill has. It might be a whole thing where he's Black Lightning. She might, you know, take him and actually call herself the Black Bat because yeah, of maybe. that. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. But uh, they're talking like, hey, Batman sent me. we got to get going. He gets hit by a car door that just hits him, and now you get another and, bit of energy or another bit of power. And now what the hell this mess could do? Because first yeah. we had the whole thing, so you can read minds, and now that Black Lightning zapped him from behind, it absorbed that energy yeah. and gave uh, Karma the ability to have Red Lightning at them. Bad. I, yeah, it's saying, just I know it's alien yeah. tech, but what the hell just happened? Here's the thing, though. I don't mind, because as it goes on, he explains it. Usually we get these things where you have a hero. I'm telling you, you have these new age of heroes books where things just start ending. Oh, they they just happen. Like we had uh, just in uh, the Immortal Men that we right. did on the uh, Patreon, where you had Caden. All of a sudden, he has Matrix abilities and stuff like that out of nowhere. This actually says, "Oh, look, you just gave me this lightning." He's explaining that you know there's the power, so now we know more power, and it's setting up. Pretty much to me that at the end of this book, Batman has to go after Karma by himself. It's not much he's going to be able to do. I mean, this is a guy who has the crazy alien tech. Also, I even like it set up at the beginning when he was buying the tech. I don't think that the lady knew exactly what was going on anyway. I, I think that no. Karma might be figuring this out on the on the go as well because he just got. She's like, I don't know what it does. I have no idea. Just like, pay I, me and I, get I out of here. Reads, I heard this allows you to read minds. Duh, maybe. Duh, I just maybe. Say, I don't know. I don't know. I, I may, may, may absorb things. power too. Not sure. 
But yeah, he's going and uh, yeah, so then we have that. And even later on when he's leaving, he just kind of steps on the edge of a manhole, ends up cracking over like, was that black lightning no, power no. as well? Or is that so, something else? He ends up throwing a sonic grenade. They, they yeah. can't hear anything. Uh, but in the meantime, I like the progression here because as he's trash talking, Cassandra sees Batman behind him. She sees him coming down. She smiles and yeah. laughs. And yeah, I, I guess that might have ticked you it off. Gave you know, him away. Yeah, that's what gave it away because he just turns around. He knows Batman's showing up anyway. Uh, also can read minds. So I don't know if you have to yeah. look at the person, whatever, but. He ends but up even just that, when he him. looks at Cassandra, though, in my mind, she's thinking about Batman coming down from yeah, behind and him. And laughing. And, he knows and she's Batman. laughing. Just turns around and zaps him. He goes fine. I mean, he gets the crap kicked out of him. And that's where he starts reading his mind again. But he just says, your thoughts, most of all, Bruce, so strange, of all the things to remember from that night, you chose pearls and throws that knife right at him. And I don't know if that's him giving Bruce a clue. I mean, why yeah, would he do that? It's very mind. odd. And walks well, away. I can't stick this in orphan like i planned i guess i'm yeah. gonna stick it in the street here, here it is and as he's going away cassandra gets up tries to catch her or catch him he ends up cracking the manhole which what appears to be lightning powers and then goes down into the sewer and it, it, the only thing i can think of cassandra goes to kick him he he goes down the sewer just zoom down the sewer and she's like where'd he go she's wrong turn now i don't know where he went but yeah, she has to go back and Batman. Now I'm telling you, bad. I don't care what powers he has. That's a long drop down, and like and the, he turned his ankle. And now he's got to be like you nah. know, flipping away. I'm so glad they didn't see that happen. Now he's got to so look way down the sewer. I got to look pretty kick ass. I don't know. The, the, the sewers <laughs> outside cool. our house. It's only like four feet, it seems, when you go down there. But uh, so I just have to imagine right there. I'd like his head still sticking up. That's where. That's as far as deep as yeah. it is. His head is just right there. Uh oh. You you don't see the man in the manhole. I don't, know I don't think this talking. through. Yeah, well, they go back. Batman's just the crap kicked out of him. He oh, says to Black Lightning, call Alfred. And again, I Alfred. like this where he's like, okay, sure. Who's Alfred? He has no idea. Well, they end up calling. That's where he realizes now when he's there that it's Bruce Wayne. And Alfred comes out to give him yeah. tea. And he says, I never would have imagined Bruce Wayne. I thought he was the guy who crashes cars and dates models. He was like, yeah, Bruce Wayne does do that. But he also does that. And, and it's funny. I like the way Alfred plays this. Is basically just – he's not going to talk about it. He's just like, yeah, Bruce Wayne does. Uh, you know, you should drink your tea right now. It's getting cold. And like, you know, how could kids be brought in here? Why does he do this? This is bad for the kids. If I knew that that's why I was here, I wouldn't have agreed to it. I would never have agreed to doing this, which is odd because – he still knows about the Robins and things yeah. before that, but he's like, you know, why does he let these kids go out there? I guess the, the whole thing was is now he's figured out that the Robins are his kids, and right. that makes a difference. I don't think it does. Uh, but Now that he, I know that Batman's a billionaire, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. agree with this what at all. What the heck? But uh, Alfred, I love the line where Alfred says, like, oh, then that conversation has happened a lot in these walls. I thought that was a really good deal. There but, was also a time when I had a We Are Robin group that I yeah. put together and got He's a guy like, I used yeah, to call He doesn't want to talk about killed. that. It'd be great if Jefferson's like, and that We Are Robin thing was really odd because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bruce was dead then. Did you know it? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But he's like, maybe he wants you here to make things better. And yes. Jefferson's all down with that. That's a good interaction. Yeah. And he gets called up to Bruce. Bruce is standing. It's so funny. Bruce is just looking out the window. Bad time? I come back. What's a bad time? This is my look out the window time. 
It made me laugh, but he's like, no, no. And, and I also, George Jefferson. Uh-oh. I think that Brian Hill does this great. Is the point where Jefferson is probably walking up the stairs, going to the room, like, oh no, what's gonna happen? I know he's Batman now. He's gonna be mad. I'm gonna have to convince him stuff. Bruce doesn't care. He doesn't care at all. He just is like, no. listen, close there. And earlier, when they were, uh, when he first met. After he got to Gotham, when he got off the plane, he's like, you know, you could have said please for me to come around. Uh, you didn't. Superman and Wonder Woman say please, and that's the big line here. He's like, listen, please isn't a word I use often, but I will say around, thank yeah. you. Cassandra would have died if you weren't there. She would have. And it's funny, too. He also says, you know, if you're ever wondering if your powers hurt people, they really do. They, they hurt very a lot. And uh, it's a weird wraparound because if Jefferson thinks about it, Cassandra may have died, but Batman would have gotten there, and there wouldn't have been powers able to be siphoned. There's a gray area there. I mean, he really, Jefferson being there might have saved Cassandra, only because then the focus was put on Batman with his powers. But that's okay. And he's, he's Well, at know, least that way now we do know that this guy can siphon powers when hit. Yeah, yeah like, you know, know that. Like, uh, don't hit him with any kind of energy because then no. he can use that energy against you. Well, again, you. and that's this is one of... That's why you see Batman go in there first. Like, yeah. He's like, thanks for getting there, Jeff. like, we drove there together. What were you hanging back for? Yeah, yeah. And, and with that, that's kind of the thing that I think Bruce is thinking, well... You know, I, I got to go myself. These kids are going to get killed. Can't have Jefferson go because without his powers, you know, he can't use those. The guy's going to get them. Plus, the only thing we don't know also is when you siphon those powers, do you get them forever? Is it yeah, something know. that can burn out? We're going to have to see. Uh, but he For basically some reason, says. I think they burn out just because I'm telling you, I don't think it was that black lightning power that he used to crush that uh Manhole cover in for so this, yeah, just I don't because know. he didn't keep using it, I think that he lost it then at that point. Maybe. But he then says, you know, Jefferson says, These kids, they they need therapy, you know, not costumes. I'm an educator, none of this makes any sense. And he says, That's why you're here. That you're right. That's why. That's also why you're gonna make them stay away from anything I do now. I'm going after karma alone. They are gonna wanna come and help. You can't let them. You can't let them go. Big, and then, big, big and then says, say, he says, your Duke's gonna, you know, won't want another father figure. He's gonna lash out. He respects me too much. He's gonna challenge you, challenge him back. Uh, you know, Cassandra, her emotions are, are big. She doesn't say much, but listen to her. Also, Barbara, which I like that he throws this here because some people may have even forgotten or think that Barbara's not really involved because she was there just to tutor Cassandra. But obviously right. she is there with that knife and trying to figure out the knife that was thrown on the ground. And She's it's, there it's analyzing. It's so weird seeing her like this because yeah. so like her out of her Batgirl costume and sitting behind the chair, like the desk like that, it just like – it just seems like she's Oracle now. Like she's completely yeah. going back to that. This book. It's such a weird thing. This book. I don't know why. I can't like separate. If I see Barbara Gordon behind a computer sitting in a chair, yeah, I like that's it. Oracle. Put her I like on it because so I know that she can walk. The the background book has been nonsense. So at least oh, no, she's doing terrible. something here. So and we've seen this in uh, Nightwing all the time now. Every time he calls her, she's doing this stuff. So she's there. You don't like the tech. And, yeah, and he says, you know, she's she's going to be protective of Cassandra. She'll want to be involved. She'll challenge you, challenge her back. And then he's like, listen, what do you, what do you, what do I do? What do I do when they say they want to come? Because they're going to try to come and help. And he said, tell them I'm sorry, and that they make me weaker. And that's how it ends. He's looking out the window again, with fists clenched and ready to rock. He he wants to go fight Karma. Unclenched ever? Yeah, maybe not. Or and or his teeth. He's grinding his teeth constantly and clenching those fists. And uh yeah, so he's got he, that he's kung going fu to fight. Grip. 
He does have a kung fu grip and a lot of scars on his back, Eric. A lot of scars. But Which there is he goes. weird because he's Yeah, because he like shouldn't you. now. Yeah, we know, know we've discussed this before. When he was reborn at the end of the New 52, uh, all the scars were taken away, but they're going back. We've seen this before. Either yeah, anybody, a a year. And we've talked about this, where people could just argue, <laughs> look at all the shit he went through. I mean, just the shit he just went through this issue. Could have put a few of those scars on him, but people like the scarred look. But he's ready. He's ready to rock. He's going to go alone, and we'll see how that works out. But uh, I really liked it. I thought the art was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I love the progression of the story. I really like the continuing progression of this mystery of who Karma is. And I like that Brian Hill is not, he's not doing any like cheap things about it. Like he's not throwing a lot out there. So when we get a little bit, I like to learn. I like to learn that I think that we're learning with him about these abilities as well. Yeah. Uh, just the fact that it, it, this may be the first time because, you know, he gets hit. And then just, oh, oh, I have, I have lightning abilities now. And then goes to town on, on Batman. So I do like that. I give it a nine five. It's one of my favorite issues that we've had. And I sat there and thought about the things that I didn't like about it. There's not much I don't like about it. And I really like it. I'm glad that I at least have a book that I look forward to. So I may have gone a little higher than I normally would. Uh, but I liked it. But what would you? You accentuating that positive right there? I am. I just I I need something to like, and here it is. I get everything no, I want. So I I like it as well, not as much as you. But I'm saying I'm on board with this whole you know karma mystery. I want to find out who he is, what more we could do with this, and what is the Markovia connection beyond the point that's where he bought it. But I'm telling you, I like this whole new detective team that we have going on. The idea of Black Lightning, Batgirl, you know, Orphan and Signal together. I'm like, no. that's a cool team that I want to see more of. I really like the art in this issue. And while I think we didn't get all that much going on because a lot of it did consist of a fight in the street, I had a good time reading it. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one. We're going to have two 50s now. <sighs> Starting with Flash number 50. The anniversary the issue? Flash War. Yeah, anniversary. I, I've had enough of these anniversary nonsense. Well, That's what, what he said to your wife What is it year? an anniversary of? I just don't, especially books that ship twice a month. What the hell anniversary? Happy does, anniversary. Doesn't even make sense. I'm sick of these anniversaries, baby. That's what I said to Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm she, she, Tanya walks I by, and I'm like, woman. Tanya walks by, and I'm just yelling at the, the screen. That's it. No more anniversaries. I'm fucking sick of this bullshit. <laughs> I, I hear her crying, running upstairs. <laughs> what? What's going on? I don't got time for that either. But yeah, we have the flash. No, I can yell all I want now. You hear me? You hear me, baby? Nobody can hear me. The neighbor can. Flash number 50. Eric, i got to get my notes. Uh, here they are. Written by Joshua Williamson. Art by Howard Porter. High five, Steve Wands. You hear that? Steve Wands is the letterer. Take that. Bella just looked at me like shook her head like, what are you doing there? No wonder she hates me anymore. She hates me now. The war is over, Eric, if you can really call it that. I give Joshua Williamson some kudos for what he did here. New force power, shutting down time travel, and bringing back Bart Allen. But as a standalone event, the Flash War was just set up, a bit disappointing, and not well explained. Still, I liked Howard Porter's art, and it does look to make the Flash book going forward more exciting. And that's one of the things that I kind of hinged on with this. I see a lot of people giving this 10 out of 10s. Oh it's my. not. It's not. It's it just... 
the, the whole idea, if you think Look, about this flash they, they, war. The flashes ran around the entire issue and talked about how much they love each other. Ten out yeah. of ten. Yeah, that's why. I saw people arguing with me about it on, Impulse. on Twitter. Holy. And uh, with that, yeah, it, it's – and really, when Impulse comes so back – <laughs> And when Impulse comes back, I don't even understand that panel progression. He comes back as if that was something from another comic just out of nowhere. And he's a little oh, younger, obviously. Broke that barrier. That's the thing is he got de-aged something fierce for yeah, this. Like, he he's like back to the original Bart Allen was coming out for the first yeah, time. Kind of he age. definitely like, did. You know what? Everybody's gotten de-aged for the, from the New 52. Why but, not Bart Allen? Yeah, I, I actually thought that too. But just the idea that I'm going to Bart that page. He comes out and goes, woohoo! Not sure if you heard me or not, Wally, but who cares? What? What are you talking about? Wow. I'm telling you. Who are you talking about? Ju- I am jumping ahead here because at the one point when he had, when Wally had his last temporal seizure that yeah. actually caused all the things to fix itself somehow and break time travel. I, I don't know what's going on with this goddamn book, but <laughs> when he has the last one that beats Zoom, we see these weird, like, shadows of, like, yeah. Jay run out. All yeah, they all run out. Even they all run out to attack, I almost to when attack. I saw him. that, exactly. And they attack Zoom, it seems like, just from this temporal seizure. And I thought this was the thing. I'm like, they were well, all going to come. Why back. would Impulse get out? Where's Jay at? Jay's still stuck in that goddamn. Speed Nobody force. knows his name, Eric. They, they couldn't say his name. Say they my name. Oh, He came out himself. Nothing. He just said, "Did you hear me, Wally?" Ah, well, well it doesn't here. matter. Yeah, yeah. People really were. I, I don't know. I can't say fooled, but it, they read this, I, and, and if know. you're you're going to get these neat things happen, but they're not explained. The whole idea of what Zoom really did in this entire war is just stated, not explained. Uh, you know, the, the idea of you broke down the temporal wall. The speed force barrier is shattered. I got the speed, the, the strength force and the sage force. You can't stop me. <laughs> you think that's bad. I'm yeah. telling you, when, when Barry comes up with the idea, oh my god, your temporal seizures, that seemed to hurt Zoom Everything now that he's happens connected that to the way, Speed Force. Though. You should do it again. But, yeah. but you guys are connected to the Speed Force That's what as I well. was thinking. I'm like, why isn't it hurting you, Barry? What is this? Everything in this book, and Joshua Williamson continues We're to do down. this, he just tells you something. Oh my goodness, I have the negative Speed Force. That must that? be bad. And then you never find anything out. It's even worse when it's combined with the regular speed force. And then later, when we're still waiting for an explanation, he has Barry say, I guess I'll never know what that was. And then you're like, really? That's what you're going to give us? So just telling me, oh, no, I have the strength force. Boom. I'm I'm, and the sage force. The sage force at one point I thought may, you know, it, it gets in people's minds, but now That's it says thought. you're smarter. I, I don't know. But, and then, then you add it with, huh, you have Barry running. They're running with Wally. I'm doing running motions here. They're, they're following. They're trying don't to catch up to out. Zoom. Trying to catch up to Zoom. Oh, oh, okay. Let's take, nobody. I think he needs, I think he needs the still force as well. Something that we have thought about in the Justice League. Like, really? What's going on? First of all, every book doesn't have to have this goddamn nonsense. We already have the speed force, or the uh, the source wall breaking down. We have all these th- fucking things oh, going we around. We have the seven hidden cosmic, you know, We are getting there, very, you know? very close 
to what we had as the problem in the DCYOU. Too many things are changing and happening at once, and what happens then, everybody gets confused. Well, that's and one of those things, too. We always complain that the Tom King seems to always take – who's ever working on a story is like, man, they, they seem to be really into that story they're working on right now. I'm going to use a bit of that and put it in my own story. <sighs> I'm not going to say steal it, but he's, he flat out steals them. And it's yeah. like Joshua Williamson – Joshua Williamson saw what Scott Snyder was doing in Justice yeah. League. Kind of did the same thing. Because I mean, this the is the wall yeah. breaking. We had the speed force barrier breaking, yeah. and now we instead of the still force coming out, we have the sage force and the strength force. I'm like, I know. Why am I reading the two two things going on like in two different books? And, and it's, it's the so, same thing with different and, names. And that's the problem is it's too much at once. And this is, I mean, really, isn't the speed force the source wall of the flashes? And now that's breaking down. You got these powers where the whole thing was Zoom. The whole quote-unquote war was that Zoom set them up to break the barrier down so he could get these other forces. And somehow, it seems if he gets the still force, he becomes the White Lantern of the the Flashes? I don't know. Like, he'll control all of them, but we don't know because we have no idea what's going on. And then he disappears. Strength force to begin with. I don't know. I don't know. Where is he going? Get that. And what does it do to you? I know that. You know. I said in my review, the strength force. Yeah, that'll make you strong. But but what are the limitations of it? How does it affect things? Can you combine them? Right now, right now, (sighs) I'm looking at a panel where Zoom is making rocks come up to his hand from the ground and forming a giant fist. Why not? And then he punches Barry there. So is that the strength force, (laughs) stage force, or speed force? But again, or is it a combo of the three? Or is is it the rock force? You get the rock force, suddenly you look like Steven Tyler. I like that. That's what you do when you have the rock force. (laughs) You have the rock force there. Uh, You have the Lady Gaga force. That's coming up next. I I don't know if you knew that, Eric. Plus, you have the lazy force that, unfortunately, I have been afflicted with. I've had that all my life. But, yeah, you have it where – and also, throw into all of this – the idea of the the uh, uh, Commander Cold, Iris, yep. and Wallace being in the no-when, then also have it where you have Zoom in the Flash. You know, we, we saw that last time, so that makes it even more confusing. And he's just like, yeah, you guys, the you know. The thing is, we've broken the Speed Force barrier, which, you know, we, we've gone back in time then, and that messed up the temporal thing where now there's no 25th century, which I can kind of see... Yeah. To a degree that, like, okay, time's changed because Zoom went back in time. He opened up all these different forces. Why does it go back to normal? Because by the end of this issue... No, he says he's going off to change it back. He, that's where well, he's going. So I think he went and did it. He ends up I, saying I, I, he's going to do his own flashpoint. It. It's just a weird thing because I just don't know why it recreates the 25th century. Well, then that's what he went to go back to away. do, though. He said, I'm going back to change the 25th century. It's going to be my flashpoint, and I'm going to set everything straight. And so I guess he did it. I, I don't know. I don't know by the end, but that's what he seems to be going off to change things and then use the 25th century as his own little flashpoint. In the meantime, you have hyper time. I mean, there's nonsense. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to lower my score. We haven't even started talking about the actual issue. Uh, haven't we? No, well, we did, but we didn't. You have there. I, I was looking as it started just to make sure Batman wasn't a complete bloody dead mess with the, uh, you know, they're all laying there, the whole Justice League. But he says, you know, I'm going to go. Tragedy makes a hero. He says, Zoom says, I'm just like you, Barry. You know, we have a very similar, you know, thing. Your mom got killed. Yeah. I had problems like this. So 
I'm now going to be the Flash. I want to be the new Flash. And they're like, you're not a Flash. And he's like, maybe you're right. You know what? I'm better. I have the strength force. I'm stronger. I have the sage force. I'm smarter. And, you know, I'm going to make something better, something bigger and better. And this is where I said, like, part of the time, I can't even tell they have the red eyes for Zoom. But half the, the time, I don't even know what's going on. to put, like, Zoom in the same costume as I know. As Barry. It, it, that's, it, it, I know because, it's the Flash War, but come on. Yeah, Give a it, guy it a makes break. it just more confusing, especially a guy who can't see. And, oh and he's God. like, you know, you were always blind to the power of the Speed Force. And he's basically I saying, I, I tried. Zoom. Yeah, really. He's like, I'm trying to make you guys better. And this is how I wanted you to do it. But you guys couldn't take the next step. And I could. He goes off and he says, you know what? I found out the illusion. I shattered it. Well, you're not the perfect son who never makes mistakes. And Barry, you aren't the golden idol. Uh, Wally worships. And I'm off. And he says, I'm going to go fix the past, present, and future. And goes off. And that's where Wally picks up Barry like, can you run with you? Always. And this is where the people are just, the people are just confused with this like 10 out of 10. Oh my God. It shows you how great they're. Oh my God. You mean that the what lightning rod Wally always needed was Barry? We know this. We, we saw it. But they go, you have. You mean the, they like each other when, you, the freaking yeah. chi- when the chips are down? Yeah, really. You have in the no when where you have to have Kid Flash has to really, he has to get his lightning rod. Thank God his lightning rod is the anger he has at both the flashes. That's the thing that gets him. He's like, you know what I, my, you know, my lightning rod is? I am always pissed off at you and I'll always return to when I was pissed off. But that's Which what isn't he bad. does. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I thought it was cool. The emotion of the anger for them always screw. It does get us to where we need to be for the Teen Titans book to yeah. go with the whole, you know, rogue yeah, Teen I didn't Titans. Mind it. Him away I didn't mind that. Else, I thought that was kind I, of funny. We gotta get, we gotta get out of the no when. The no when. And really, the no one is just so that they survived. Well, they go into the, he has to go into the temporal part of the Speed Force. Commander Cole says, he runs, he's running, and it's not, it's the no one, Eric. (laughs) But what happens is, is as they chase Zoom, they enter hypertime. Eric, your favorite thing of all time, and something that wrong turn has said something about, Eric, and I cannot find it. I got no time with a hypertime. He's got no time with a hypertime, yeah, but you know you what? The they do. Is, we do deal with this whole thing, and it's a big emotional moment where Wally does see, you know, Iris and, you know, uh, Jay yeah. West's children, yep. and figures out, you know, maybe this is the way I can get them out of it. But the thing is, by the end, when everything goes all screwy, and, you know, Wally shuts down hypertime, time travel, all this stuff, I might have to give this a 10 out of 10 because this might take hypertime off the well, goddamn table it now. May, but I don't know it would take hypertime out. I don't know. It may. But well, we can't we'll time see. travel. How can we time yeah, travel? Yeah, but the time travel, and again, I don't know that it's there's other ways of time travel, no and time I think hypertime hyper might be existent besides this, but we'll have to see because they're We're in hypertime. We're going to go talk to Tempest Fuginot. We're going to have to. Well, there again, that's going to ruin old Tempest. He's really going to be <laughs> sad. Uh, you go there, and they even go past the house, and they you see the Flash family in the house. And the, it's so funny because they're chasing Zoom. They see this, and then out of nowhere, Wally's like, you know, we can go in and talk to them. It's almost like they're on a uh, like an amusement park ride. And he's like, you know, we could get out of this cart and go talk to the people there. And they're like, we can't. We got to go chase, you know, Zoom. All right. So you, you get that. And it's such a weird way to just show you them. Also, just messing with things go. up in this hyper time is that we do see Barry sacrificing himself in the yeah, crisis for Infinite Earths here, well, which kind of takes a crisis off the table for the main continuity, which Scott Snyder It does, uh, but the other thing about it is I, I actually was a little upset that this hyper time deal, 
you don't get a lot. You, you know no. what I mean? Usually when they do this, you're going to get some really cool things and stuff. You get just a little bit. And yeah, the, the main one is the crisis there. Uh, but yeah, and really we, we thought that this was taken out anyway, uh, from convergence, but there it is in hypertime again. But you know, who nobody's knows going people, with convergence. Who knows how people play things now, but they, they go off to get Zoom. They do catch up to them, and then there's more arguing and, and just all the stuff about, you know, you're not worthy. Uh, I don't know why I, I thought that you were great, whatever, but that's it. I'm done. And that's where Wally then has the memory of them being friends and says, yeah. we were friends once and has one of these temporal what seizures. What he already did before from the last yes. time when he remembered who Zoom was. I know, and has the temporal seizure that then hurts Zoom, which Barry then says, do you see what happened? That hurt him. That could be the key. Now, the whole thing with this is what he's saying then is pretty much, Wally, you got to kind of sacrifice your memories to have these seizures. What? We'll beat, we'll beat Zoom, and you may not, because Wally even says at the one point, I don't know that I'll remember them then. I don't want to forget Why? people. And then Barry just says, don't forget them, embrace them. And then that's what he does. But it like, seems at like, what I, point I don't did he know decide what's that going. these temporal seizures were making him forget things? Because it yeah. seems like he was always remembering yeah, shit. He remembered stuff. That seemed, the temporal seizures to me seemed to be the opposite, seemed to be having him when he actually remembered something. I've got too many memories in my noggin. Now. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my goodness! It's pushing one thing out. Uh, but no, <laughs> it 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 changes around to get it uh, almost like a false tension. And so what Barry is, what they're playing at is Barry releasing the temporal energy. I don't know, but then he does, and like you said, that was the panel that you said. You see all the speedsters running out. You definitely see Jay Garrick with his helmet. Yeah. You know, you see all these going. And it kind of attacks Zoom, or then, you know, ah, he's going, and it just, ba-boom, they end up back in Central City. And the, the problem is, right now, they don't know what happened to Zoom, but the 25th century was repaired. Could that have been from the temporal energy releasing? Was it because Zoom was able to go and do something? But they don't know where he went. They have no idea know. where he is. Uh, this I, is I it. It ends that because way. Zoom didn't destroy the universe. That the 25th century was now okay and back yeah, again. But it, like, be, it really be shouldn't weird. work like that until no. he does something. No, but he went off. They don't know where he is. Uh, they're in Central City. They're picking up the pieces. You see the Down Justice League still, so that's still in effect. You know what I mean? But then you go. Commander Cold then is the guy who says. There's no more, you know, time travel. He's using his beep, boop, boop, his temporal uh, things, and it comes up, and he's like, he's a okay. time cop. He says it looks like the 25th century. It may be repaired, whatever, but uh, I think that we're done. There's no more of the Speed Force. You guys can't go through time anymore. And, and worse, you done stuck me here, you sons of bitches. I'm stuck. I'm stuck here with you. And they kind of go off. Iris doesn't know where Wally is, wants to know. And Cold then says, I, I have a reading. I don't know if it's Hunter or Wally. Here it is. And Barry goes, and it is Wally. He's there in Mount Hood, Oregon, freezing yeah. to death, it seems. And he wants to know where Hunter is. He's mad. He wants to get his family back. Obviously, he remembered, Eric. He remembered. Oh, uh, but yeah, with that, they they have more of this discussion that we've had every time they get together about it, when it's time to run, when it's time to be, you know, think and all these. And Barry pretty much says, I'm sorry, uh, we we lost. And it, it wraps around to the beginning where back in the day he told Wally, listen, losing isn't the worst thing when they were running at one point. Losing so isn't I the worst thing. I kept thinking about was you during this. Oh, yeah, it is the worst Jim, thing. you got to learn from your mistakes yeah, like this. Yeah, and she Why, said his mom, kid? Yeah, his mom used to say that 
you know, you, you learn more when you lose, and then you can yeah. learn from that. Now, in the meantime, we also have a little thing thrown in here. When, when Wally did get the temporal energy and get fired up with that, he ended up being the fastest man alive and this is going he's forward. always been the yeah well barry says even that barry has the thing where he usually says but this time it's i'm barry allen i'm not the fastest man alive yeah, but right. you know i don't mind and this is how we go with it uh but the, he's basically telling wally listen just we'll deal with this we'll deal with this together we'll we'll find out where you know hunter went we'll try to get our family back but it's not the time to just go run all the time and while he's like nope i'll never stop running zoom goes out it's funny as he runs he's like and i know you can't catch me he runs out at least this Uh, does give us an explanation of why a wally west wouldn't be on the new titans team or anywhere else in any kind of book that we have coming up and going forward, this seems to be Still what Wally they're West saying stuff. Iris is going to be doing. Iris wants to find where Wally went and try to help him. Uh, they go, you have Barry go and talk to the Justice League about the new force powers. He's discussing that. And we did, we, we talked about it at the beginning, but when they were in the speed force and the hyper time, that was when Barry realized somehow that that zoom wanted the still force as well, even though we still don't even know what that does. That's uh, the kid, thing is, why would, I, I just don't, don't understand try. the connection because we have these two new things that were <laughs> opened know. up because the speed force barrier was broken. But we have the still force that was locked away because of something else. How can this be connected? And the also, why do we only have two new forces that would happen? Like, I don't know. Why wouldn't like, you know, hey, you, you've been telling me before be that we had the still force isn't the opposite of the speed it's kind of like, like how I the way it was explained where I read it it's like when people thought originally like flash reverse flash and they'd always say oh reverse flash must be slow because he's right. the reverse of the flash no, that no, wasn't the case it's the negative speed yeah, force, Jim. well that's what I'm saying and and somehow the, still, the force, still force so the way that I saw and I thought it was Scott Snyder explaining or something that the still force can also mean the absence of the speed force not just the opposite it's- of it. I'm just saying I, this is a weird thing that we have the strength force and the sage force. Do we have the weak force and the dummy force yeah, to go again, against Again, though, I don't force? think that the still force is supposed to be the opposite of the speed force. I think right, it's what just, about the negative I think it's force? just another force. I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. But uh, so with that, much. you have them talking about that. We don't know about anything. And this is where no. I said Joshua Williamson never seems you to want to explain things. He never wants to explain. So going forward, from now on, we'll just be the sage force to let you read minds. But it'll never be explained anything more than that. And you'll never know. He's just going to go with it. And then you have this whole, the shattered barrier, the temporal deal. I mean, these are only things just thrown out there to make it seem important. And we never really get our minds wrapped around it, in my mind. Some people do, I guess. But I'd say we don't get our minds wrapped around it because the characters never seem to get their minds wrapped around it because they know so little and refuse to talk about it. That's the problem is I think it's the opposite. I get even more angry because... I think that Joshua Williamson thinks that everybody knows about it. At the point, Barry's running. I think that he wants the still force. Obviously, Barry must know everything about We don't. Why don't you tell us about it then, Barry? Don't, not just throw it out there. Oh, he must want the still force. Well, why? What would that do? Tell us about it, you know, Janet. What would the still force plus the strength and sage force do? Is this something that you become the, the super speedster? Tell me about it. You're, you're not saying it. You're saying, oh, the, the time barrier got smashed. The speed force barrier's down. What does that mean 
What, what does it and then you really, get the life really mean? And what he ends up doing is it makes it seem like everybody in the book knows about everything that's happening that they don't have to explain it. We don't know. So when he goes, I briefed the league on the new forces. Brief us. I want to know Please. about it. Why did not you just go in? Hey, Superman, there's the strength force and the sage force. Uh, All what right, does Barry. that mean? Beats me. Yeah, what do you think I am? The strength force. The strong and the smart. I'm only the second fastest man on the earths. He, he briefed them. Brief us. You hear me? Everybody in this house. I can yell to I can yell and the best is they know everybody's gone. <laughs> Who is he yelling at? It's like where where's John Garrick when I kneel? Who is laughing? Who is laughing? Who is laughing? Oh my goodness. Uh yeah, you get going forward, you have uh Wallace going off to be with D Damien. I love it. You, you can't He's even get Damien nightmare. in any book without throwing shade at him. Kid Flash has been spending more time with Robin. I worry Damien is a bad influence. Well, what about so angry? What about angry Wallace there? What about him? He's still working on those engines there. And then they have, uh, you know, Iris is going. And I like how Iris is going around. Kind of seems to be using her reporting to find Wally, but is doing interviews on camera. What, what, I don't know what she's doing, but you have that. I'm sorry, they, they show, this is a, like the wrong scene they put up, because I just want her to be going down her street with, you know, have you seen this man going, like, putting posters up on the freaking phone poles? And it's great, because she, have you seen this man, Wally West, but she accidentally puts the flash up there? She's ruined his identity. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Barry. He's nobody, there. Nobody knows who that is. Barry still wants to get faster. He won, he's training there, and Commander Cold's trying to figure out a way home. Home! Oh. He's going, he's, <laughs> he's gonna start to, the book's gonna turn into Quantum Leap now. Uh, but yeah, and then he says, the shattered force barriers changed everything. I don't know what else was unleashed. <laughs> Great! Me, I, I, I love it! I don't know uh, what But was I unleashed. do know, I do know that no matter how dark the road looks ahead, as long as I learn from the loss, I'll always have hope. And I'm sitting there thinking, you don't know what else was unleashed. We'll never find out. You'll get stupid things like in Titans, we're out of nowhere. Oh, my goodness. Here's an anomaly of the Speed Force monsters. An emergent threat from yeah, the Speed Force. Yeah, you're going to have an emergent threat. That's what you were going to get. I don't need that. But then at the end, it says he'll always have hope. And then out of nowhere, wahoo. Not sure if you heard me or not, Wally, but now who this cares? Now, racing. Force barriers down, and now the one and only Bart Allen is back. And then somebody's like, cool. "Who are you yelling at, kid? You sound like Jim yeah, on the podcast." How long do you think it's going to take before we get to see him again? I don't know. I hope. I hope he's very quick, and it is because in younger. my mind, it should be the next thing where he immediately goes to Barry. Right? Yeah. yeah. Also, here's the thing. It's weird, but I. I would think that Commander Cold can sense his speed force right away. He has that thing where he found Wally, said it was Look, fading. Do you know Did how he... many speed force, like, you know, how many speedsters we have going on hey, right it now? it doesn't Mia, matter. Godspeed, one one can... shows up. You have a number, and then it gets a plus one that shows up. It doesn't matter how many there are. If he has a thing that shows you the speedsters, and there's always been six, and now there's seven, and there, there's issues. And maybe that'll be. Maybe they'll hear, you know, they'll get that and think it's Zoom coming back and go after I don't know. 
I don't know what's going on. But yeah, and then you go to the twenty fifth century. Flash again, oh no. Yeah, and then you go to the twenty fifth century and you have obviously you see that it is all well and good now. And they're going into Iron Heights, the remainder of the renegades, you know, minus Commander Cold. They go in saying, I hope he didn't escape. They go, they get hit with what appears to be temporal energy that dissolves them and uh it is inmate crisis and the guy comes out and says the flashes will pay for what they've done worlds oh, no. will live worlds will die and the multiverse ah. will never be the same and now i'm wondering who this could be a lot of people are saying superboy prime they have a lot of guesses the, problem is, superboy prime the problem is this guy has to have some innate time traveling ability, or else then we're not really going to care. We're stuck in the 21st century. So I, I guess we're going to find out something and see what that is. But I don't think we're going to get that right away either. But it looks like he killed the renegades, the, yeah. the remainder of them, and he's free now. So you have inmate crisis, and we'll see how that goes. But it says next, the last run of Wally West. Now, what's weird about this is that there's been this big setup that this book was sending Wally to. The sanctuary, right. the ending of this war did not. So I think that this next issue must with this final run and see what happens. But we'll, we'll see because, yeah, he's upset about his kids or whatever. But when he ran off, that didn't seem like a sanctuary thing. So we'll see what goes on. I gave this a seven on the side. I'm going down a whole point. I'm going down to a six. I was a little excited about what was going forward in the book. I can't really rate it on that. And I, I did. Uh, I have to rate it more of what we got in this issue and how it ties into this event. And this was hardly an event. The event oh really God. did nothing. This, was, and this is the big thing we were looking for this, like forward to this summer was the yeah. Flash War. It was Ford more confusing. And, and then it ended up like every damn event at DC le- lately. And it's just set up for more things and more powers. That's all it is. It didn't really have a cohesive... At least it didn't it set up a new book. wasn't a contained story. Yeah, but that's the problem is it did because the rumors are... We're going to get a Wally and some other book coming out of this, uh, eventually, coming down the line. So I think you might find out later that it did set up something because it did get Wally out of this book for now. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, It's funny now that I think of it. Yeah, Bart Allen show up right as Kid Flash and Wally leave the book so that you have to have another guy, I think, they they think. Yeah, Uh, but... It's just disappointing that there's no events that are contained events that are only there to be events and have fun. Uh, they always lead to everything, whether it be metal, whether it be no justice, whether it be the button. All these things just end up only as set up for something else. And it's just disappointing. And the whole thing, if you like this, all the power to you. Explain to me exactly what Zoom did throughout this this whole war because what he did was he always off got panel. The force and it the was always force. off panel or just assumed. That's yeah. all the things that he did were. We never really got to know it, and then disappeared at the end. So there you go. But I'm gonna give it a six out of ten. Now, what do you give it? I'm gonna give this a five point one out of ten. And the only reason I'm not giving this a fuck you five was for Impulse Bar Allen coming back because that's the only I like part the of the book that I had any fun yeah. with because the rest of this. It was just reiterating concepts that we already talked about previous in previous issues, and they even changed up the whole idea of the hyperforce when we started going that way. Because during the button, we had Flash and Batman in there talking about, oh, this hypertime, that's not real. Now, all yeah. of a sudden, it's the key to everything, but we're going to cut that off. We're just like, let's take all the concepts of the Flash, the fun ideas that we can do. Nope, he's separated from that now. We're getting yep. rid of all the characters that you might like. It's just like the Flash War has ended and taken away all the fun aspects and all, it didn't do anything in the whole 
Flash War event itself. I'm like, the Sage Force and the Strength Force, he says he got that. I have no idea how. I don't know what it means. It just happens, and that's what we get with every time we have a new story with the Flash, and it bothers me so much. So, yeah, 5.1 out of 10, and also, not a huge fan of Howard Porter. Most yeah, people are. I like are. his art. I'm not. I like but, his art a lot. I think it looks good. Impulse is the only thing keeping this from me, this saying, fuck you, Flash, and being out. Well, we're on to the last book of this section. Another anniversary and another disappointment. Go, Eric. Tell oh us my. about Wonder, it. <laughs> Wonder Woman number 50, written by James Robinson, with art by Steven Segovia, Jesus Moreno, Andy Owens, Emmanuel Lupacino, Ray McCarthy, Romeo Fajardo Jr., Chris Soder, and Seda Tamafante. It's the end of James Robinson's run of Wonder Woman, the end of the Dark Gods, and because of that... Well, I'm at least a little happy, but the story isn't the reason behind it. Right off the bat, we find out that something bad happens to Jason, where it's told in a bookend story that takes away all the suspense that we would have to, would have had to Jason sacrificing himself to the Dark Gods so they can go back to the Dark Multiverse or some such nonsense. They're gone now, though, and so is Jason, and hopefully Steve Orlando has a better time with this character than James Robinson did, but I wouldn't start holding your breath. No. Yeah, you have these bookends. It starts off by telling you, that Jason's gone, which I knew I was going to happen. I told you. I, I told you. Yeah, I, this is I, a I pretty care. easy to Show me in a way that actually makes it important. Well, tell me you that say that happened and then eventually it, get there. It gets worse because they have this whole deal with, hey, uh, so, you know, you're there with Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor's going shipping back off. in the Navy, shipping off, and he's like, hey, you know, sorry about your brother. You know, I wish I was there. Well, let me tell you about it. And the whole thing is her telling him the story about it. It's just silly to even think of this that, that, idea you know of doing about this. this. is a month after the fact. Yeah, this You're is just ridiculous. You're shifting off and I'm sad. And let me reiterate yeah. the fact why I'm sad, even though you were a part of the whole thing. You were yeah. there and we probably there. already talked about it. You were part of it. So you see this whole deal. The world was going down. Steve's like, I should have sent more people in and all this nonsense. And Shut this is going to be – we're going through this quick because it's nonsense. Damn, right. They do go that when Wonder Woman showed up. She ended up, you know, having to fight Jason. It was all a ruse. I, I said yeah. last last time that he was using the, the god of lies, Delos, to trick the dark gods. But it, it goes back and forth, and it's just so ridiculous where he's like, I used this to do this and this to do that and that when I did that. And I the used problem the power is, to Athena to figure out that I needed the power of Delos. Yeah. And then I used the power of Hercules, which I thought this was a god, not a demigod power, but apparently... You could just say names yeah. and you have their powers. You just have their powers. Plus, I don't know how the whole thing is. If you use the god of Dolos to lie and yeah. you have the lie set up, then does that allow you to go and use another power? Because to me, that power has to continue that lie. Or is it just, well, they believe the lie. I can move on because he's well, only supposed to you, use one you power at a time. That, like, the, the best is use like a freaking you know, D20 roll to freaking test your skill level of your lies. Uh, it's a saving throw. Yeah. Every deal, you know, it's a one to ten uh, saving throw. It's nonsense uh, because he lies. They believe him. And the whole thing is he's figured out from Athena that they're afraid of of Wonder Woman. And the reason is, and it's not really explained very well, but because her power of wishing brought them into this universe, they're vulnerable to her power. Uh, okay, so he ends up getting them to absorb her and him and go into their subconscious. Oh, no, where then... no, 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 no. Yeah. That's the best. He They absorb her. He uses one of his god powers to 
connect them since they are brother and sister no, twins he's still in there. to come with them. Yeah, he's play. in there. It's just more he doesn't need to be in there. Powers. The, the <laughs> thing is, he's only in there to be an, a narrator anyway. Yeah. But he's there and they're like, oh my God, you know, we're going to die. And then he says, wait a minute, before we go any further, uh, just take me. And if you take me, you let the Justice League out and leave Earth and go home because that's what you really want, to go home. No, they, they never said that. They never once said that that's what they wanted. They're here to take over the universe. They, they're they just causing havoc. When do you get the idea that they want to go home? There is no idea. He just says it, and they're like, yep, you're right, and then they agree. Oh, and, uh, and also when they get absorbed in there because they believe Diana is you know unconscious, so this could absorb them into their power. Thanks to the power of Morpheus, God asleep, so the dark gods oh, can yeah. detect that you are fading unconsciousness. I'm like, you're just you're stacking up these Again, god powers these now. Like, powers I'm to, are I am just going on to, and on. I am it's trying terrible. to freaking talk you out of this whole thing to make it make sense, and you keep adding yeah. god powers, Jason. Yeah, I can't it's do just it anymore. god power after god power that he's just stacking up. So he's doing a lie power using Athena and Morpheus, and then, you know, oh, I'm going to do this, because then they end up kind of outside. Uh, and they're going to absorb Jason and leave, and that that's kind of just it. Uh, it's just ridiculous, and then you, you're supposed to feel bad because now Wonder Woman's mad. You can't do this. You're my twin. Oh, my God, I'm going to miss you. I love you. I'm like, I never, ever got any sort of connection between them. I could care less about Jason. Uh, uh, James Robinson has never set up any emotions I, I in this so book much whatsoever. I this, this character for the past two years to have – this to be the outcome, it's so very depressing to me because I'm telling you, I actually, I'm telling you, this would have pissed off a lot of people who might be fans of the Wonder Twins. I wanted this to be the legit Wonder Twins, yeah, the way yeah. we bring back the Wonder Twins, where it is actually Jason, if you want to call him Wonder Man, which would be yeah, weird because yeah. they have a Wonder Man over at Marvel, but Wonder Man and Wonder Woman, the Wonder Twins, whatever you want to call them, Wonder that's guy. what I wanted. Just yeah. gone now. It's completely yeah. gone because nobody wanted to do anything with the character. We had him for a little while. It was supposed to be fun. It wasn't. Now he's no. gone until somebody wants to use him again because this is the way he was used. Nobody's going to want to use him. Nobody's going to want to use it. And they had, I saw an interview with James Robinson on Newsarama, and he's like, yeah, you know, I was paid to come in and tell this Jason story. And, you know, they they were impressed because I handed in scripts on time, so they extended it. I'm like, really? This, this is what you, this is what we got. Because you could hand in scripts on time, this bullshit story that did nothing. And like I said at the end, Wonder Woman's crying. And I'm laughing. I'm like, really? You, you think that I'm going to shed a tear because of this bullshit story that you set up no emotions, nothing at all, just nonsense. It's terrible. And it ends with her, how dare you, dark gods, I'm going to punch you now. And they disappear. Oh, no. To the dark They're gone. <laughs> it's not even worth talking about this book. It's that bad. Jason's like, gone. The dark gods oh, are gone. Oh, no. Diana, Jason. Later, Steve's leaving. She's sad. The end. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're they're there with Steve Trevor again. And she doesn't like his beard. No, your beard's scratchy. You know that? Uh, look where I'm going to go. Back, I'm going to go off and uh, I'll look ahead and beyond. And it's funny, too. She basically says, and it's like with us also, like, hey, hey there, Angel, you going to get over this? Yeah, yeah, I probably will. Uh, next time I see you, probably won't even remember this shit. I'm out of here. Not because bring she, it up said, once. she basically says that. She's like, yeah, I'll get over it. I'll be better. 
Okay, so will I. I'll see you. Just shave before you get back. And I'm off. And uh, luckily, this story's over. Thank goodness. Did the Miss come out and tell me who there's a competent writer coming on yeah, Wonder Woman? I told Woman you. It's Chief Willow Wilson. It's the lady who oh, does. That's right. that's the, that was the that huge. Did. That's the huge news. That's well, hopefully she does something good. She's a good writer. She's not going to do this nonsense. Uh, I will tell you now, this will be spoilers. So if people don't want to hear that for future solicits. She ends up fighting Ares, Eric. Ares. But, but but Ares is locked away on Themyscira. That's what it's all about. It talks about that in the solicit as well. Oh, so they have it all. I said I was doing it in the news today on Patreon, and it says she finds Ares. But what does that mean? He's supposed to be the, the locked in the prison? That is Themyscira. So I'm like, okay. They're so tying shit together. Again. Yeah, and with this, G. Willow Wilson is the ongoing writer. So now Good. you can tell a story that means something to the series. James Robinson was put on this book. James Robinson, I'm telling you. But that's the problem. He was never the ongoing. Something. He was never the ongoing writer, though. No. He was only on to tell the story. They here. This just tells you. Just think of this in your head. He's on the story. We thought that he was going to be on for six issues. Remember when we thought that it was yeah, coming? So did he. And then he said, when he turned in the first couple scripts on time, they said, you know what? Let's extend your time on the book. The problem is they didn't make him do two stories. They said let's extend it. So he padded out this goddamn story for all this time. Th oh, this wasn't supposed to be. This wasn't supposed to be this long a story. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be this long, obviously, if that's what he said. Originally, it was going to be a compact story. He was just going to tell it. They said, oh, you know what? Let's get you on here for 12 issues. Okay, well, I don't have any other stories because you hired me to do this one. I'll just extend it. That's all it was. And you can tell there were deep six stupid thing. And you even said the it here in God. this issue. How many times did an issue just repeat itself from other issues? You got repeat over after over. repeat. Nonsense. It's, it's ridiculous. Now he's off. We have Sam Humphrey, or not Sam Humphrey, uh, Steve Orlando. When is the ever, would you ever hear me say, thank God Steve Orlando's arrived? I mean, it's the first party. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited. I actually am hoping that he, we at least have some fun, and at least we know that'll be over at some point. James Robinson, exactly. it just kept it just kept going and going. Oh, it was no. like the the Somehow worst nightmare he ever. Ongoing writer. I thought I was in Wonder Woman purgatory. It just never ended. Ah, but now it is. It's done, Eric. What do you think? What did you give it? I'll tell you, we had a lot of artists on this. A lot of artists who were on this book throughout the freaking you know different like uh, months and stuff like that who came and went. We had them all back for this fiftieth issue. And I thought it all looked great, but that yeah, I thought the me. art was great. That's, oh yeah, the art's great. I'm saying yeah. but that could not save this issue from me giving a fuck you five because this whole thing as a whole, which I'm going to rate it as, just not this issue because this issue as itself is garbage, but as a whole is a whole mess of garbage. So yeah. the whole fuck you five to James Robinson's run because I really wanted to like it. I wanted to like it more than anything that DC had going at the yeah. time. It never came together and just really tore my heart out in the end. Yes, I mean we'll even go back uh, just to tell people how much we like this this was a mystery when we saw it first mentioned me, me and eric in that free comic book day deal uh where Divergent. you did see yeah and uh me and you uh centered on because they were like bruce clark 
Jason. Well, Jason. Jason. <laughs> we kept saying, like, Jason Todd? That doesn't make sense. So we yeah. kept thinking, Jason, Jason. They named all when, the Justice League yes, members. When the Dark Side War Jason. started and the whole idea was that Steve Trevor was the first person who set foot on Themyscira. And that was how Grell was going to power the everything. Man, yes. The first man. Uh, me and you out of nowhere were like, holy shit, no. What happened was this Jason they were talking about, that was Jason a baby that was born on Themyscira and set foot I on there. I bet twin. Uh, yeah, and we ended up even uh, sending a message to Jason Fahbach, and he actually wrote back, like, holy <laughs> crap, you guys figured it out, but don't <laughs> no, no, say anything. How the hell do you yeah, know this? It's like, don't say anything because that's a big deal. And we're like, we won't say anything. But we were all excited because we figured oh, yeah. something out. So all of a sudden it ended and we wanted – First time yeah. in our lives. Oh, yeah. So forever we've been like, oh, we need the story. We want to see. And now we got it. And it's like, be careful what you wish for yeah, because this ball. was just nothing. And it, it it's a shame thinking that – this could have been like a Jeff Johns continued story from him setting it up. It was his setup. And uh, it, this is no Jeff Johns story. You know, it's it's just not good. And it, it yeah. seems to me obvious to at a point where it was just a guy hired to tell somebody else's story and really didn't care and was just going to tell it to get it done and do it and get paid or whatever. You said that in your blurb. I said, it'll kill you. But, uh, yeah, I'm giving a fuck you five, too. All that said, I'm just going to go right with you, fuck you five, because in the whole this whole run. And, and it's, it's a shame because, again, I'll go back to us not – Liking all of Greg Rucka's run, now we realize that he has the best run so far. He so was a genius. Yeah, he was, and hopefully, uh, and it's one of those. You know, we didn't realize until after the fact, but hopefully, G. Willow Wilson comes, tries to pick up, and we can just almost say to people if they're like, "Hey, you know, three years from now, what was this one run like?" Well, listen. Read Greg Rucka's run and, and go right then to G. Willow Wilson. Run. Yeah, just go one, two, just forget the middle. And you can go with that. It's oh, almost like Orlando, because I'm already ca calling that as bullshit. Yeah, but even so, that's just going to be something that's just thrown in. Even if it's great, it's not going to matter so much Fontana. going forward. Still yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm saying that wasn't great though. But yeah, there we go. So we're we're done this first section. Good. Uh, yes, it, it does get more positive going toward the getting towards the end of the podcast. I I promise that. But uh, we're going to go Man, off I hope now. I don't lose my glasses in between. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. You better not leave them at work, Eric. But we're going to. Go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, let's hear Mail with Jim. I need Eric Shea, and we're going to start right. off this mail. But before I do, I will tell everyone if you want to be part of the mail of the podcast, mail us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, and you'll be the star of the show. Like Just Eric like Shea, me. 
and wrong turn. Must be oh. Medentia Reborn. Yeah, it must be Medentia Reborn. I don't want to restart anymore. <laughs> it must, wait. I thought the scare was magical. So did I. So did I. The first mail is from, I, I like to say Brian, but it's Seabass, Eric. He's oh. going to say Seabass, but I like the name Brian, especially with the Y. I'm a fan of Brian spelt with a Y. And like he Brian says, Hitch. Yes. Hey there, Jim, Eric, and Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh Cool Tip and Doop Boop. I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer, and finally a Patreon member. Awesome. Sweet. I wanted to write in to thank you guys for all the hours of entertainment, no matter if the books are good, bad, or somewhere in between. I know I can always tune in expecting a great time. I can't say there are more things I enjoy when Jim and Eric get fired up about some nonsense. It almost makes Ooh-wee! me want to read the, bo- the really bad books alongside you guys. Almost like watching a bad B-horror movie. Sorry, Eric. That's but... Awesome. The real fun, in my opinion, and we've heard this before, it doesn't happen often, is when you two absolutely love a book. I get so hyped to read a new book when you guys are into it. I know DC is kind of on a downswing right now, but it doesn't get me any less excited when a new episode drops. There's, that's what we were worried about. Oh, <laughs> like, no. We are done. Done and done. And done. I worked at a comic store for three years, and I've seen the ups and downs, and it will always pick up. Anyway, keep up the good work, and thanks again for all the pods. Whoop, whoop, your new whoop, fan, whoop. friend, Seabass. P.S. I love me some wrong turn, Eric. Knock, knock. Who's there? Does this rhyme? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's that other one? Where is that monkey joke? That was the best. I think I deleted that, so was, I didn't Thank God. Oh, uh, that was the best. You, if you see the monkeys in the trees, you go back to work. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, he, he was thinking himself a jokester right there, a comedian, but for some reason, he comes out to Gemini this week, and he tells us about his hopes and dreams of one day becoming a rapper. And as yeah. you just saw right there, he wanted to know if that rhymes. Yeah, so. a rapper. A rapper. A rapper. So then because I went he, around. Somebody told him you could make a lot of money rapping. Yeah, I went around the warehouse uh, doing my wrong turn rapping look. Uh, it's looking good, right? I look you like look a, hey, where are all the young kids around here? <laughs> you <I laughs> did so, look like I look Chevy. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> dancing around. Yeah, and then I asked him if he wanted a rap battle. I was gonna I was gonna tape a rap battle between me and him. He said he's not quite ready for that, Eric. He's not oh, no. Can you imagine freestyling with wrong turn? Then, yes. then he asked me the best was he asked stupid. me what his rap name should be, and I told him wrong turn. I said that would be great. He liked it. He liked it, Eric. So we may have Mike, wrong like turn, it. wrong turn rapping. But yeah, no, he, won't. he doesn't know how to rhyme. Well, I mean, uh, he he went far when he said he was going to be an MMA fighter. I mean, he told or us he was doing man. that, a stuntman, MMA fighter. It's it's funny with him too. These only come out like once every couple months. It's not like he's like rapid fire dreams and hopes. It, it's like it takes him a little longer than most people to come up with things. Uh, but yeah, uh, Seabass. He quits way quicker than most people. Oh, so that's yeah, a plus yeah. on our end. And uh, yeah, we know the things do go up and down. We we've had our ups and downs, including this uh, coming what? out Monday tomorrow. Our five-year anniversary of the oh, site. Uh, I don't even know when the, the podcast. I guess the podcast started one year in, in I January. It was in January. Yeah, yeah, I think I started in January. We just decided to start it and thought it would be the best thing to start at the beginning of a year. Uh, I, I would don't say know. January 2015. Was, yeah, and I would think it would be like the second week of January. But also, if you, it's hard to tell. 
because if you remember, we had a, a couple episodes before we actually released them. We just had them on the site, and then we released them officially later on the oh, I don't uh, actually that. deal. Yeah, we we didn't we didn't want to pay like hocus for pocus to no. Me. Remember, we didn't want to pay for anything to uh, host anything because we right. didn't know if we were going to keep doing it. So we actually hosted it on the site alone. Imagine got, if we would have decided not got to like, keep going. Got like three people to listen when it was on the site. We should have just been discouraged and <laughs> gave it up. Then we would have had a, a, a lot fuller life, Aaron. Last night we were recording with Reggie's section, and I said to you, we were going to do all this stuff last night, and I said, yeah. I am just, I can't stay up. I, I'm While I'm talking to Reggie, I was doing that with like one eye open and slumped over. I was so tired, and then we got done with Reggie, and you're like, are we going to record the rest tonight? I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to no. bed. I went to bed for 14 hours then. <laughs> that was funny to me too, because it took me by surprise, because you're just talking to Reggie, like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'll see you guys later. See you guys later. We just got, what? Yeah, I'm like, we're done. It was like 10 o'clock at that point. I'm like, I'm going to bed. And then I, I didn't wake up until 2. All right, the next one is Steven. Thank you, Steve. He still never woke up. Yeah, really. Thank you, Seabass, and thank you thank for you, becoming C-Bass. a patron. That's awesome. Damien's next. And uh, me and Damien had a little fight this week. And I think right. Damien, he misinterpreted some things, and I told him, and he's going to talk about them in full here. Uh, but when we were doing his uh, email, we were having fun reading it, and oh, he yeah. kind of took it as that we were making fun of him, and we would never do that. And, and I told him, I basically said, the people that we kind of laugh about and things like that, Brandon, the main example, uh, it are the people that we like to talk to. We like to talk to people like that. So that's why. But here we go. Hey, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh crew. Boom, boom. Life's been pretty down lately for a variety of reasons, getting the best of me at times. I'm a little crazy, and so am I. And that leads to a misinterpretation of social situations sometimes and hella depression. Now, I, I will I will stop there. The misinterpretation of social situations, that is me. To it. This is why I can't do small talk. Just this is work. why, like, if I'm at a funeral, I think I'm supposed to make jokes. To, to lighten the mood, it's led a lot of things. I told to you, I, I have the same problem where I don't like small talk. Obviously, you don't like it. You're terrible at it. I'm not any better, but I just avoid it at all costs. I had the problem to this week at work where my boss is going away. Uh, at the, she left on Friday. She's going to be gone yeah. for like a month or something. She's going to Denver or something. And I was just making a joke. She's like, "Man, can I make that you know trip a one way ticket kind of thing?" I'm like, "Well, I heard that Denver's a better place to visit than to live." Just making a joke. Oh, you've been there. Yeah, and then you got stuck. Fuck. You started lying then. Yep. I don't because I don't want to go in the whole thing. Why would you say that if you've never yeah. been there? Well, so you like, could have said yeah. because we did hear from Sean, who we used to work with, that Colorado was off. I didn't was get just, that that's either. what he always said. But yeah, and then she asked if you flew or drove. Oh God! <laughs> you said you flew. flew. You've never flown in your life ever. Telling you, I have, I have that. My small talk problem is like somebody will come out, and the boss, the boss will come out, and one of our main guy, main bosses, he's like ninety nine thousand years old. He, he's he's on his last leg. Oh yeah. And they'll come out and they'll be like, oh yeah, you know he uh he's all upset, you know he can't do anything for himself, and I'll I'll be like, yeah, I know, I'd want to die if that was me. And then they just like, oops, oops. And then I walk away, and they shake their head. I'm the worst. Or if somebody like, yeah, you know, wish that we could get this weather and put it in a bottle, and then I'll say stupid stuff. Heh, be a pretty big bottle, right? And then they'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> or I'll, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I, I, respond I, to that. 
That's the worst. I can never, I, I can't gauge stuff like that. But the worst is, like Damien was saying about misinterpretation of stuff, I'll think that I'm supposed to make jokes when I'm not supposed to. And things. He also says, and this is where you'll you'll uh, understand, I qu- he quit smoking on top of that. So, you know, he has this, oh, his deal, the and then he quit smoking, and that is the worst. And Tanya I, I is smoking quitting a now. month ago on Friday the 13th, and I want to die every day because of yeah. I smoked for over 20 years. I love smoking, but I will not have smoking be the master of me. Oh, my goodness. Same with me. Not on my watch. Where are you, pills? (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking over to where I have the pills, and I'm exhausted. I'm done, Eric. This is why I I do the – instead of sleeping, I'm up till 3 a.m. with these damn pills, and then it hits me for a 14-hour sleep, and then I, I freaking lose the whole weekend. But yeah, he quit smoke. Tanya quit smoking too, and boy, that that's not a good time to be around her. I actually yeah, wish that, gone I wish week. I could have gotten a, a uh, like a uh, hotel room for her at that point. But she quit before then. Now everything's fine. They're off for a week. I quit smoking on top of that, and I ended up calling Jim a piece of shit <laughs> and leaving one all of right, the greatest right, communities after a really bad day. I thought he said I was a douche, but that that, that it was a piece of shit. And I, I got this because Damien got upset and he quit the patron. And when you quit the patron, you get an exit survey. And a lot of people just go with a standard deal. Yeah. Some people have used it as a dig and have used it to attack me and Eric. I said, I think it was one of the Patreon podcasts. I said, hey, I understand when people leave, but when you leave, please just badmouth Eric. I'm a sensitive fellow. I, I get all upset. But, I'm getting so, so uh, he said that, and I just thought, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what we did. And uh, earlier in that day, he did ask a question. And he did ask a question last week, but I didn't know the answer. And I ended up trying to get a hold of Scott Snyder about it and things like that. But I hate to think that somebody really doesn't like me and that I've done something. And I couldn't think why. Of course, it was you, Eric. You snickering back there. But you, you laughed. But we were laughing just because of the general idea of the rapid fire uh, yeah. emails that we like that Damien oh, gets. Brian from Arkansas. Brian from Arkansas used to do it as well, and I love those, and they always make me laugh. Uh, but yeah, he thought we were making fun of him, but we would never do that. Anyways, I'm glad I'm back, and I'm glad Jim is understanding, cool, and overall made my week. Oh, and yes. to anyone who struggles with the crazy side, because everyone's crazy, some people just keep it together somehow. Stick around, life's pretty great, and exercises and exercise helps. That's what I tell Tanya too, and and Damien, I'll tell you what what you go through, my wife does as well, and I see it, it is a struggle. I mean, and I try to help her, and a lot of times when you try to help people, it makes it worse and things like that. I gotta tell her exercise. Get that exercise, baby. Don't say yeah, you there. exercise too, Jim. My wife, yeah, really. I exercise. Uh, I don't know my right to podcast. I guess, Ooh. but uh, no, my wife sits there and gets all depressed, and then starts listening to the most depressing things like podcasts and stuff. <laughs> I, I don't understand her, but plus, you're never alone, and someone always cares. Yeah, Damien got emotional. Jim made me cry a little. Happy tears. And I, I, I guess I'm happy about that. And I don't want to make people cry. But anyways, enough of my nonsense. But just the, the side deal is well, this podcast and anybody who contributes and writes in and things like that, you guys are our friends. We, we don't oh, – yeah. we, we never make fun of any. There's only one time I ever got angry and really, you know, ripped into anyone. And that was unfortunately Brett's mail way back. And if you want to listen to that, you could hear me when I really – that that would be – I mean his three-hour manifesto? Yes. I should have taken that and taken the clip of that mail. Then you would see when I am angry and when I'm really angry because I'm telling you, people got 
scared when I actually flipped out. And it was not made up. I was reading that, hadn't read it, read it before. And then all of a sudden, just he pretty much said that we were, uh, you know, giving scores because we were friends with people. And he says he was joking. But at that moment, I, I flipped out. But yeah, I would never make fun of anybody. You guys are friends. Uh, and I'm saying this, just not even Patreon, guys. It's not like, yeah, give me money and I'll be your friends. Anybody who listens or, or calls in or whatever. And if anybody needed anything, just don't get a hold of Eric. He won't help you, but but no. I will. I, I didn't have friends growing up, and I, it's great. All of a sudden, I have these friends the there. Smell. This is the greatest thing ever. Well, they can't smell me over the things. Did you say smell? Of course <laughs> I said smell. Yeah. They can't smell my smelly feet. I'm telling you. I remember I told you one of the stories when I was uh, – I think it was like third grade because I hadn't moved to Quakertown yet. And they had a thing that at Easter, we were all going to take our shoes off and put them in the hallway. And then a guy was going to come and put candy in them. First off, that's disgusting. But second of all, my feet have stunk since the day I was born. So I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. So I'm just a little kid. I'm like – I, I really don't think I want to do that. And like, no, 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 you have to. This is what we're doing. I'm like, yeah, and I'm thinking, even back then, I'm telling you, third grade, I'm like, can I say that I am actually, this is against my religion? Should I make up that I'm some religion that is I have webbed feet, in- and I'm very self-conscious. No, well, that it. was the problem. Even then, uh, I didn't wear socks, so that was an issue. So I knew I was going to get yelled at right away, because they're not going to want me walking around in the, in the classroom with bare feet. Uh, so I'm like, oh, so then I took off my shoes. I had to. The the teacher took them, then saw I didn't have socks, but then also went, oh, you should put these back on. And now (laughs) it was the worst. They couldn't just let me not take – it was the worst. And then I just sat there the rest of the day thinking that everybody was laughing at me, which they were. I was so upset. Anyways, enough of my nonsense. I'm usually always tired when I'm writing these. LOL, how are you guys doing? I just slept for 16 hours. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm still tired. The Jim Has Issues podcasts are hilarious. I well, just want to smoke more than anything. Yes. Time for the books. Uh, and yeah, he's listening to me and my... And right there, Damon, you're seeing the issues me and my wife have. Well, time for the books. I try and keep these short, but there's so much to talk about. LOL. My pull list is sideways, number six. Holy crap, that was good. He liked it. See, that isn't too bad. Tempest seems cool now. We love I Tempest. I love Mopey Tempest. That duck that got killed was avenged and oh shit, dog, Derek. Eric's life just went sideways after his mom tries to be a detective. She's the worst detective ever. Flash number 50 was not what I wanted. The Flash family back or new forces? It would have been nice to see Jay Garrick or Max Mercury or something show up instead of some silhouettes. And, and he's right there. We didn't even kind of – I, I wish that I would have known he said that I would have even pointed out during the review because of the fact that – People wanted the Flash family back, and instead we get the Strength Force and the Sage Force. It's not an equal thing there. Not uh, at so all. The cliffhanger was kind of cool. One is fun. One is bullshit. Yeah, the cliffhanger's kind of cool. I agree. Hope actually uh, kind of uh, frustrating. Oops. I am I excited like to see what comes next. Still smiling as we get to Detective Comics 984, but this one was good, but it's starting to feel a little off. Either way, I'm on board to 1,000 at least. Yeah, it's that's going to be a big one. I, I wonder who they're going to have on the 
book at that point, though, because I, I think I, I talked to Brian uh, Hill, and I think that one of the reasons why they don't want a steady guy or girl on that book is because they don't want to get somebody new that has to then have a, a story in 1,000, so they're going to jump back and forth. But I don't want James Robinson on that book for 12 issues. I really oh, don't. Do I. Here's where I got pissed off. The Immortal Men. Who is this Immortal Man? Kind of was into, who are these people? Kind of was into this book. Until it appeared to me Vandal Savage just got killed before Lex could kill him. Caden's powers are kind of cool. Hope he's kind of like Skylar from Heroes and could get other people's powers somehow. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't like the way this one frustrates me, and I no longer like the Batman who laughs. Oh, I, I hate him. Thing Skylar didn't eat people's brains, but for the longest time, I thought oh, he ate people's brains to get their powers. I want really? Caden to do that. Ooh, Superman could have been worse. Glad I'm not buying that anymore. Also may pick up this Hawkman book. That's really good. Kind of like where that's going. Uh, anyways, maybe I'll see you on the sevens. I don't know yet. I'm not a blue naked man fucking with time, yo. Hope you guys and the Get Fresh crew have a great whoop, week. Whoop, whoop. I swear, I'm forgetting something as always. P.S. You said you talked to Scott Snyder, Jim. Does he listen to the podcast? LOL. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if he listens to the reviews of only his books, which some guys do. It I know he reads like we, them. Uh, yeah, he does read them. Uh, I think that he's a busy guy. I actually don't think he actually listens to the podcast much, but because he'll he'll talk to me about the reviews, but he'll never like say anything about the podcast. So, but he keeps he keeps suggesting that he'll come on, and then nothing ever comes about. And then when we start like like figuring things out, he just disappears. Yeah, but it's not just him. It's because the one that couple weeks ago he legitimately other person he legitimately that day was going to come on if i said yes you can come on we were going right then i didn't see that so it was my fault but thank you damien and thanks and i'm glad you're feeling a little better and i hope this podcast helps you uh more than it helps me that's what i have to say because it never helps me dancing mics next hi jim greetings eric and hello mother he, oh, he he has important shit when he mails. This is not just, you know, he wants to be in the mail. I think it's what it is. We, we have the Rant and Raves now as a free show on the Patreon. And he thinks that his his uh, his web isn't being weaved far enough, so he needs to get it out. And, of course, a big shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Uh, oh, he wants a specific one, Eric. Can you oh. guess which one he wants? Which uh, one would he want? Get Fresh crew. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Ah, oh, yes, and special shout-outs the Prime Minister and King of the Get Fresh crew, Pete from NYC. Oh, man, Richard Richardson. And Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson. Oh. Long here. may they govern and reign. And Pete, don't worry about any criticism from others in the Get Fresh crew. I know where you're coming from, and I got your back. Keep speaking the truth of the pa- to the power, brother. He's he's ripping into Reggie there, Eric. So let's talk about the books I got this week, and then I'll turn the chair around for some straight talk with all the kids out there. Deja Thor's uh, number six. All I can say about this book is that Amy Chu is taking it further and further into a sexy time as the series progresses. And Jim, yes, I said a sexy time is said in the way that Sal Cipriano says a sexy brother. Oh, it's a it's a sexy time, is it? And there will be upcoming Vampirella Deja Thor's crossover series that looks to be even more of a sexy time. I didn't know that book was so sexy. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to check it out. So that's all good on the dynamite front. I'll mention one thing from the world of Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 80. 
Jesus Christ. How long a, a title can you have? Archie's Uncle Charlie looks kind of looks like a creeper. And not the Steve Ditko character either. It's not Jack Ryder you're saying? Uncle Charlie? Uncle Chaz is a little creeper? Yeah, does he have a trench coat? Does he? Or is does that he a, have what a did pencil you call thin that? mustache? What, what is the coat? Your, your formal coat? You, you your formal it? coat, Jim. It's not yeah. a trench coat. Yeah, you're a creep too. And now we turn the mixed bag to this week's DC poll. I'm still, I want to see what this Chaz looks like. Uncle Chaz. Uncle Charlie, Eric. I'm you have an Uncle up. Charlie? I have an Uncle Sylvester. He's been dead for like 50 years. I got an Uncle Buck. Guy. Hey, you do have an Uncle Buck. I have an Uncle something, uh, Uncle John, I think. I, he might be dead though. Uncle Jeffrey. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Don't even bring up that, you son of a bitch. Now you ruined my day. And then he's going to come and beat me up and, and possibly uh, molest me. Wonder Woman number 50. So James Robinson's uninspired, disappointing run ends with an uninspired, disappointing finale. Not surprising at all when Jason says at the end of the day, I know the writing has descended into pure hack territory. How dare he? <laughs> Just reset all the pieces for Orlando to plunge us into even more nonsensical dialogue for a while. Blah. Well, we get G. Willow Wilson coming up, and uh, she is really good. She really is. Plastic Man number two. I'm enjoying the series enough, but it's still a little too dark for a Plastic Man story. Thank you, Dancing Mike. See? This is what I'm talking about, As much as I love Gail Simone's writing, and I do love Gail Simone as well, like the current excellent Red Sonia Tarzan, which I put as one of my top five books at the moment on Twitter, I think that wacky hijinks may not be her strong suit. But it's getting there, and I'm still fully on board. Pretty good overall. I'm right on that he just actually explained exactly why I don't really like Plastic Man yet. I, I don't think that wacky hijinks are her strong point, even though at one point I thought maybe they were. But they're not. Superman number one. Haven't listened to Patreon Spotlight yet, so if I'm repeating something that's already been said, I sincerely apologize. That's that's fine. There sure are a lot of words, and I think Bendis is changing things just to change them. We did yeah, say no that. Reason. I'm starting to think Bendis may be to Superman as Scott Snyder is to Batman. Oh, my goodness. I, I think that, uh, uh, Dancing Mike, when you do listen to the Patreon, you'll have a smile on your face because I believe I say exactly that and bring you up and say, if, if Dancing Mike doesn't like what Scott Snyder's doing, then he's not going to like this either because he does seem to be changing things just to change them. Let's fix everything that isn't broken just to own the character. And when and I think that this Bendis stuff is way worse than uh, Scott Snyder. I I don't mind the Scott Snyder stuff. I'm enjoying it. I know you aren't, Mike, but I am. But this stuff, for a guy who just jumps into D.C. to go and change it, it's starting to be like, you know, how dare you territory. I might give it three issues to side on this title, but I'm not sure I have enough time to read all that dialogue. Detective Comics number 984, that's what I'm talking about. The art, the story, both so good. Yeah. Only two negatives. I still contend that Bruce's face in this arc looks more like a Clark Kent face than Bruce Wayne, but that might just be me. They, they are very the similar. And this story is way too good for Batman uh, to still be wearing that bitch-ass Billy costume. They need to change that garbage up so soon as possible. It will be changing with the Doomsday Clock. Come yeah. on and finish your fucking Doomsday Clock. <laughs> and my book of the week is Hawkman number two. Fuck yeah. The only thing that has me worried is Dinosaur Island. Yeah, you'll hear God us say the same dinosaur thing. Dinosaur Island! Where good stories usually go At to least die. It's not I just like the dinosaurs just hanging around. But That's I'm holding out hope do. that might. Uh, there's a purpose for it. We act, might actually have a good Hawkman book for once. The fight between Hawkman and Khufu. 
uh, Khufu. It was all sorts of badass, really loving sure. this so far. I loved it. Uh, and so it's time to get real and discuss Justice League number three review from right. episode 183 last week. So you start talking about how some of the stuff that Scotty Boy is writing is veering into the realm of over-explanation, darkness, yes. and nonsense, not the good kind. And then all of a sudden, Jim, who has faith that Scott Snyder will bring it all back and writes the best stories ever, that's in quotes, or something along those lines, I don't think I would have said that, starts <laughs> fantasize, fantasy booking the story in series. And then Eric joins in. And then the whole discussion turns into how good everything going on is, but what you're discussing isn't what actually is in the series or issues. But the ideas that you guys came up with that sound better than anything that overrated, pretentious hack actually wrote. So if you were actually stuck to discussing the issue, your scores would probably have dropped by a few points. But since you somehow convince yourself that what you guys came up with is what Snyder actually wrote, you loved it. Such nonsense. All because Jim has faith in Snyder, he says. I don't recall that. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember anything from last week, though. So I don't remember anything from yesterday. Damn, Jim, I don't know if Scott Snyder's your boy, but I think you might be his rent boy. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't either. And how many tokens did Scotty tip you to get in doggy position and spread your cheeks that far? Oh, my goodness. This, this, this email is going way off the rails, Eric. Is that on your tip menu? Or did Scotty write it on tip note or a private message? I do get that. <laughs> and if you do, yeah, you do. I don't. <laughs> I'm a married man, and if you don't know what makes uh, what that means, ask Eric. <laughs> he's a he's a prognosticator. He knows what I'm talking about. In fact, it's probably up on his screen right now. If Lady Jessica's not in the room, of course, I'm just joking about the last part. Maybe until next week in the immortal words of Mae West. A man in the house is worth two in the street, and if there are two in the street, Tanya will invite them there to live be in the three house. In the bush. <laughs> no, it's Tanya inviting him in the house. Of course. Of course, Tanya's not here. I could, I can't yell so much right now. Zach now you can invite your own homeless people in. Zach still has a half hour uh, till he works. Then I can yell and scream. Right, Zach? Yeah. Do you hear him say, "Uh huh"? No, I did so not. Mad. I get up and I, he's he's cooking. First off, I, I get up. It's two o'clock. I say yeah. to him. The hell didn't you wake me up? And he's like, I just got up myself. So I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. He thought that there was somebody in the house all night. And I said, yeah, it was me. I was sleeping. And he's like, no, I, I heard people moving around or whatever. I, not at one point That's did he funny. decide, not one point did he decide to wake me up and say, I think somebody's in the house. It, it, what it ended up being. So it's damn cats. No, it's the cats because uh, Tanya's not here. So the cats are just decided that it's, it's, it's party time. Like usually you would think me and Zach thought it was party time. No, it's the cats. They are running around like crazy. Uh, Tanya claims them because I did talk to her right before we got on here. She claims it's because they were looking for her. Oh, yeah. They were desperately looking for me. No, they were. They were I, I don't think that's around. the case at all. I think they were sleeping in the bed, and your house is haunted, and you Maybe. don't normally hear no, because they, all the kids were, are making so much noise all the time. They actually were uh, downstairs most of the time with Tanya not being around, and then I, I forgot to feed them. And I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast because I did forget to feed them the first night, <laughs> and then I fed them. I fed them today. Eh, they can deal with it. She overfeeds them anyway. She really does. She goes to town with that that food. You know, they don't need that food. They're cats for. Christ's sakes, right? They don't okay. need that. Overfeed him, feeding them find, once a day. What does she get a, all? Go find a mouse or something. Get it. Get some cheese, cat. Do, do cats what? eat cheese? <laughs> I, you know, it's kind of like a rat. I think of them as rats. Now they they are actually they do seem upset that she's not around and they're just running around. But I didn't know. I was out cold. I ended up last night. We got done. I ended up watching. Uh, 
put on at least the Beatles Let It Be, the movie Let It Be, and I conked out, and I fell asleep while that was going on. It's not a real rocking movie, actually. It's just a, uh, it's almost like a you're there at that time documentary, and they let a lot of stuff go. It's a little boring, but I'm. I started watching The Man in High Castle. Oh my goodness, how dare you! But yeah, we're gonna go off now. That's it for the mail. We're gonna go off and talk some more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ah, uh, yes, we're back with the books, and I, right. think, I think this bell is going to get some work tonight. What? Uh, because, and finally, I did it with a, a section with all your books. We have two books in this section, both yours. And Why would only, this be any different than the last section? Why? Well, because you have your glasses on. You what? don't have your glasses on. You don't have your glasses. You can't see. But we you do this the... in a row, don't we? How is this continuity? No, it, it. And also, I think the first section, if I if I'm not mistaken, has two of my books and one of yours. So this actually uh-huh. has more books. So there you have that. That's one thing, Eric. So I'm going to ring the bell for that. But yeah, you don't have your glasses now. I, I'm not so sure. That you'll have your glasses for the first section either, Eric, because uh, as we say this and we record out of, uh, you know, craziness and things like that, you know, everything's out of order. Uh, I will be – I offered you to go and get your glasses. I said we yeah. can go right now and get your glasses. You said no. I'm not getting the idea of when you're getting these glasses that that first section's going to be better because I don't think work's open tomorrow. So you might I'm be getting some... them right after this recording. Oh, are you? After yeah. this recording, are you? I don't know. I'm going to call them right now and tell them that they have the night off, Eric. The oh, night yeah, shift will be dismissed by me. It wouldn't be a crazier call, that or when you called out of work when you weren't supposed to be there on a weekend. That would probably be uh, less crazy. Me calling in and telling them to go away and go home would be less crazy than when I called in sick for a a non-mandatory weekend shift where my car got hit (laughs) while it was parked by a uh, a drunk-slash-drugged-out driver. um, I'm not going to be there today. I'm like, nobody wanted you here. No, no, I called in. I'm like, yeah, uh, I know that we don't have to work Saturday, but I was going to come in. But I'm not now because my car got hit uh, by this drunk driver. What? I don't know what's going on right now. They're doing a sobriety test. Uh, and I, know- I, I go I go up in the morning a lot of times to hand in paperwork. And a lot of times, to this day, we still sit in the office in the morning and read Oh, yeah, 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 great place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, this isn't the first time that this sort of thing's happened. This is the third car that's been hit by a, by a drunk driver that's parked, and I know that that would tend to make you think that I'd park somewhere else. Beep! Oh, no, I better call back. Yeah, I'm not sure that oh, the last stalker. message went all the way through. Actually, 
I, I was tired. It was like 3 a.m. when this, this girl ended up hitting our car, and she was. She ended up, when they got her, she came out of the car, tried to drive away, actually, at first, and the, her car was demolished. So yeah. I hear, that's what I heard. I heard a crash. But then I'm like, ah, you know, things crash around Quakertown all the time. And we got uh, explosions then all of a the sudden, yeah, then all of a sudden I just hear this, this weird sound. It was her trying to get away in a car that was demolished. So then I walk out and I'm like, what the fuck? I start yelling. Tanya comes running out. We're yelling. The girl gets out of the car. She actually had a needle still in her arm. So, the, you know, the, the thought was that not only was she, she oh, yeah, was yeah, drunk she's too. Diabetic. But, yeah, no, that's another lady that hit the car the one point that she did claim she had diabetic shock. The, yeah. the first car that got hit, uh, this got older she, lady. She was stung by a bee and no, that was an EpiPen. No, that lady, that old lady, oh. she was drunk. Uh, and then she went in. Well, the, the one girl comes out with the needle in her arm. She's yelling something. I don't know. But the older lady, when she hit the the first time she hit a car, one of our cars parked, she ended up, I had to go to the court to kind of, I don't know. I didn't, all I had to do, I didn't really have to do much just say yes my <laughs> car was i just was, imagine it's like you're calling in the court you weren't even supposed to be yeah i'm, I'm calling him to tell you i can't testify today no no, no no that was just i had to go there and i just sat there they didn't even need me and then they told right. me i could go but that lady came in she had a bunch of magazines uh we were next up like her case was next up this is just like the district court thing and when they got to her I'm like okay mrs robinson you have to come up and she's like wait a second I, I'm reading a very funny article. She was reading Cat Fancy magazine, and then oh, proceeded you, to just yeah, and then just proceeded to just berate the judge. Told everyone that they were assholes, and then they told me I could go. She she was having some problems, this lady. And then uh, the claim was that she said she was having a, dia a, hell of a diabetic a diabetic shock, which she wasn't diabetic and never had anything about it. But then they let her go with like some fine or something. I don't know. But the, the girl who hit our car that I couldn't Quite go to work for, she didn't have insurance, so we were fucked. And that fucks us to this very day. We got nothing. I, the, there was no way. And she ended up, her dad or something bought her a new car like three days yep. later. Well, we, we couldn't really do much about that, and now we have one car. Just, dry, just drive it on the street in front of your house. Money's flying out the convertible of no, no, It's weird. I'm telling you, we have one car because of that. And Tanya, you know, yells and screams about having one car. It was all because of this girl hitting it. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk yeah. about the books, and both of these books are yours, and one's a little better than the other. And this is, uh, you know, kind of an ending of a book and a new start, uh, because Red Hood has some crazy things going on that's going to lead sure into does. the big 25 anniversary issue next month. And then it looks like the book is going to kind of reset and get a new team and things like that. In the it meantime, this, and the, the, the other one is Titans, and Titans is kind of a new start, and it's boring as hell. But tell me about Red Hood. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 24, written by Scott Liddell, with art by Dexter Soy, Allison Borges, Veronica Gandini, and Taylor Esposito. Jason Todd That's has sad. gone after Penguin, looking for retribution for his father, and it's too bad that Bizarro has, has lost his smarts and Artemis has to deal with it, because if that wasn't the case, they might have been able to stop Jason from crossing the line and shooting Penguin in the face. Now it looks like the Outlaws will have Batman to contend with. Pistol shrimp? Yeah, pistol shrimp, Eric. You yeah, know how hard that was without you doing that? There is troubles. There's troubles in Red Hood land. Uh, everything's coming to a head. Now, it's funny, too, because this book has had some pacing problems, and yes. now all of a sudden everything's just happening. All uh, of a sudden, Bizarro is completely, like, you know, out of the whole smarty yeah. pants Bizarro realm, and I tell you, I have no idea what's going on with his mind movies, his head no, movies in the beginning know. of this whole thing. It's fun. 
I don't get it. It is though. fun. But the other thing that gets me is the mind movies kind of do stop when Jason does something bad. And it just, I don't know. It, it just seems odd, the mind movies. But they start off with that. And it's a combination. Plus, I mean, Bizarro, he, he knows all about, uh, you know, Starfire and Roy. You got Roy. them all there. And it, it's a weird and deal. And the Creeper? Yeah, and the Creeper. Uh, yeah, the, the weird thing about this is it's almost like a screwed up Bizarro uh, victory lap that we always get mad at. That you do yeah. have you do have Scott Liddell who is going to change things up. Now, if you ask me, I'm actually shocked that this isn't going to end Scott Liddell's run and they weren't going to get somebody else on it. The book is not selling well at all, and uh, we like it. We, you know, yeah. you like it a little more than me. I started out reviewing it and I ended up trading with you to get Nightwing back, but ah, yeah, it. it was an awful trade, and that's going back to to, to double shippings coming up in I guess August. But boy, uh, yeah, it, it's a weird victory lap, but it's it kind of makes sense with Bizarro. But it doesn't really make sense overall. It's just kind of, it seems like filler, and it's fun enough. But yeah, it's it's just we, kind we of. We got filler. our outlaw team from the New Fifty Two. We got our outlaw team here, all working together with the Creeper because the we creeper. saw him for one issue. Yeah, yeah. But, and Pop Up, all together, taking on of all Gotham's baddies, and even more than Gotham, we have Gorilla yes, Grodd there. But just all the outlaws coming together to take out all these baddies, and in the end, overcoming you know the, the urge to murder the Joker for what he did to yeah. Jason Todd because. They're good guys, and they're better than murder, and yeah, that and is the victory of us all. That is the victory, and the thing is, it makes it seem as if, you know, you have Bizarro there. He stops Jason. Jason is going to kill the Joker, and, and Bizarro stops him. And I don't know. It kind of makes it seem like Bizarro, or this is almost like, okay, Bizarro and Artemis are going to be out of this book, and Jason is going to kind of go back to being an outlaw himself because by the end he does, you know, shoot the penguins. But it's Red Hood and the outlaws. Yeah, but it, it's, it's just because there's going to be some other people involved. I don't know who's going to be, though. It, it does say he's going to fight Batman. Obviously, this sets it up. Uh, but in the meantime, you everybody kept saying, I can't believe Jason killed the, the penguin. He, ki- he didn't. He's not dead yet. I got so mad by the end. Like, Everybody's telling me this. They, they freaking didn't even get it right. But while this is going on, Artemis is trying to get into uh, the fortress. You know, Bizarro is flying invisible fortress. Invisible fortress above now, Gotham City. And, and Cherizaro is gone insane. And, and it's a weird deal that Bizarro seems to have set up this whole idea of a fail-safe deal. I think he made it too. I think Cherizaro's thinking too much for himself now, and it's it all it goes with every robot or AI. It's never going to work out because it's now it actually taunts Artemis. And you told me this at work, and it did make me laugh. She's like, thousands of people will be killed. No, no, correction, tens of thousands. <laughs> I ruined two coats. But yeah, yeah oh, you can't do this, Cherizaro. You know, shut down this. I got to get in. It won't let her. It, it will not it's because just the Bizarro can't thing Because think. this is the protocol that Smarty Pants Bizarro set yeah. up. And, you know, he knew since he was going after all the synthetic kryptonite and stuff like that, that eventually he was he going was to be working in why would he set up this protocol that yeah, will I kill actually, tens of thousands I to actually be think that it's one of those things that's not played out that well. I think that Cherizaro is – he's using tools, Eric. He can't let the, the AIs use tools. That's the I thing think, is I would also think that Bizarro was too smart to let that happen. 
Yeah, I know. But now he's not. And I, it must be like, I, I got the idea. It was almost like he had Cherzaro on a leash. And when he regressed, this was the opportunity Cherzaro was oh, waiting for. Because Cherzaro's in control now. Cherzaro's day will come. Just sit tight, Cherzaro. <laughs> coming up, Cherzaro. Climb, climb the ladder, Cherzaro. Climb the ladder. But yeah, with, <laughs> One with day this, your day will I, come. You, the whole deal of it is is just this. Where I get this is the taunting with that tens of thousands. But I'm telling you, the worst. Yeah. Is, you know, now now that Bizarro can no longer exist because he's regressed, you know, I'm in charge. Have a nice day. <laughs> regressed. Wait. And I'm like, the, the progression of so long going with the the uh, smarty pants Bizarro, and now that he's not, he's just not. And even even Artemis is like, what? <laughs> what the hell happened? No, nobody told me this. I mean, no, this I'm telling you, it's Jason Todd and Bizarro hanging out, not telling Artemis shit about the regression. Yeah. Thing. But even the whole thing, you know, I can understand where they're coming from. The technology that Bizarro or the smarty pants self has put together in there cannot fall in the wrong hands. And now no. that he's not smarty pants Bizarro anymore, why not implode or just implode. do something? Go to the sun. Explode, killing yeah, tens I'm of thousands of people seems so over the top. Fly into the sun. That's a Superman <laughs> thing, right? Just go there. But she's going to go in. She wants a mistress uh, to get her in. But in the meantime, you do have Jason Todd, who is confronting Penguin. And, and it's just because of Willis Todd. What you talking about, yeah, Willis Todd. Todd? And he just goes. And there is smoke going around. There's this big, you know, a, a smoke bomb that he sets off and goes in. And basically, like, I, I'm going to, you know. big presentation. I'm Kill that you. want to set up at the waterfront yeah. for his new, like, uh, you know, amusement mile kind oh, of yeah. boardwalk thing. And, and I like uh, Penguin here. Oswald is, uh, he's kind of like a Rodney Dangerfield with all these jokes. Hey, my dad told me the best way to get people together is to give a free meal. You know what I'm saying? And, ah, they're all laughing. He goes on and on like, you know what? You, you people are pieces of shit. He keeps going, yeah, you know what? You don't deserve this shit, but eh, what the hell? And that's and clap, where I read clap. Everybody's clapping for him. Yeah. Like, he just threw so much shit. I'm you telling you, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for like this. Yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, you know, you piece of shit. Give, give us hell, Penguin, give us hell. <laughs> yeah, you know, you guys don't deserve this. Uh, what What the fuck did he just say? He, fuck you, Oswald. But you, you have Jason, he walks badass. And it's funny, too, when he throws the smoke grenade and everybody's running around, ah, pandemonium. Jason walking out of the smoke, that is like a standard Jason Todd thing in this book. He's always walking menacingly towards but it's so us. so cool. Oh, it is, it is. And the art at this point is awesome. And uh, you have him then attack the Penguin. And then basically just said, this, this is about Willis Todd. And, and yeah, Penguin was like, who? Who, who? who are you talking about? You, you know, Willis Todd, this guy, he's my dad. He was uh, a goon. He worked for a bunch of villains, but then he took the rap for you and got sent to jail. He was my father. And Jason Todd takes up the mask. And I, I'm telling you, I, I have expected the one thing to be almost like we had in Just League in a limited cartoon when Lex Luthor and Wally yeah, West switched bodies. And, Luthor, and Luthor's all like, he takes the mask off now that he's Wally West. He's like, at least I get to know who the Flash is. Yeah. Who the I have hell no is idea this? Who this is. Well, but the funny thing what, is, I this, think this they played a, with that because when he didn't know who Willis was, yeah, went, who? But yeah, now he knows. But when it. he takes off, when Jason takes off the the Red Hood helmet and he says, you know, Willis Todd was my father's, like, you stupid yeah. asshole! Yeah, you you stupid not only idiot. revealed your identity, but it freaking gave away Batman's altogether yep, because of you're it. done. And, and then you, there's you, you're pretty much at this point like. What's he going to do now? I mean, he's got to do something. And There's Penguin, only one way out. <laughs> yeah, and Penguin's just laughing, like, oh, I know how this goes. And you start seeing Jason talk, almost like a Superman injustice deal of, 
you know, I'm sick and tired of this back and forth. Now, this this fucking you boomerang know how system. Sick I here. am of this merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, I'm done. <laughs> the catch and, and release. Yeah, and then he just puts his gun up to his monocle and shoots, and the monocle does have blood and smashes. So there's some troubles there. But this is what I'm saying. Right as this happens, is when the film in the mind movies starts, starts burning to away. Burn. Like got on, and I was like, well, how is projector. there that much of a connection there? But it's just basically Bizarro there with pop up, pop ups in the popcorn, trying to do the popcorn trick. Eric, he's not big enough; he can't do that. But he's there, and uh, he's like, uh, you know, pop up. We we had a good run. Like, you know, I, what's going on? Like, we tried, we tried, Bizarro. You know, you you did your best. That's all you have to do is try. Just don't make me so sad. I'm your friend. And this is he such says, a weird bit. Because I'm telling you, I wish that Dexter Soy would have had this entire issue because yeah. Allison Borges, she's an okay she's artist, okay. but when it becomes the Bizarro parts and she takes over, I think the book just takes a big well, old down it, spiral bizarro. turn into the like, not good art kind of thing. And even though, I'm telling you, I'm reading this and I'm looking at the art and the art's bothered me so much, I'm thinking of other things I'm like, nah. here you are, a big dummy Bizarro again, you got your pup up there. What he about does. Ma Gunn and the shrunken Ma Gunn house in well, the bottle? Where's hey, she at? That has nothing to do with the art, Eric. How dare you? And no. with this, you realize, and, and there was there was one tip as you were going through this, and I, you realize that Bizarro definitely is regressing and he's not smarty pants Bizarro anymore because he's wearing Crocs, Eric. Nobody wears Crocs anymore. He's there with yes, his stupid Crocs. Uh, but yeah, I like Pup up there and, and say, like, Trian's never sad, and they get, but he does look like Thanos slash. Look, yeah. Oh, they're crocs. Um, yeah, they have all yeah, the, the yeah, holes in them here. For yeah. some reason, because I can't see other, I just said they were comfy slippers. Yeah, no, no, you you can't no, see. I you're know. There, I, you're I, like, well, I have what my is headset on and just <laughs> well, put a magnifying glass. Why is Superman screen? so small in the popcorn, guys? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's there and they hug, and he does look like Thanos combined with Herman Munster. There, uh, it's okay. Darn, it's not the darn. worst. But that's when Artemis gets in. She breaks in and just is like, you know what? This shit's gonna have to stop. Oh. Bizarro, you look kind of sad. Oh, you're you're, oh, you're, you're regular Bizarro again. Shorts. You must yeah. be an idiot. You got again. cargo shorts and Crocs on. Oh my <laughs> goodness, let's go, you stupid retard. I, I got you. I got wrong turn in the back. He, he can hang out with you. Uh, but yeah, they go, and that's another touching moment. Now the thing is. This Especially is like when he a, says, you know, that he goes back to the whole thing, like, red her. is like, oh, yes, yeah. it's red her. You know, yeah. we got to go and we got to stop this. Okay, big yeah. guy, sure yeah. thing, red her. Yeah, this is. I am wrong turn and I prove this message. He proves this message, Eric. But as this is going on, obviously, Jason is, is getting, trying to get away. I mean, the cops are after him. They all saw him shoot the penguin. Yeah. Now, you get this idea that people are like, well, there were cameras. There was thing. They're playing. They're going to play the whole idea of the penguin being the only one who saw that. And as he goes, he's trying to get. Out, he's trying to get a hold of Artemis. He can't. He sees trying to the, get back to the hidden yeah, fortress. He sees the hidden fortress, uh, you know, crashing into Gotham. And in the meantime, you do see Bruce sitting there watching this tape of the Penguin. And obviously, through this whole thing, you're not getting to see the Penguin actually get shot on yeah. panel. Uh, but again, you can almost go with the idea that they don't want that gruesome scene because it certainly looked like there's not much else he could have well, done. But he does say he's in critical when, um, condition. When Slade got shot in the back of the head by Adeline, we didn't really see that that all yeah. too well as far as I remember. Yeah. But like it's like, moments ago, point blank, local mogul, critical condition. I'm like... Yeah, I'm telling you, unless it's one of those weird, you know, like those Trank bullets that he yeah. had going on because yeah. he wasn't killing or people. Something. Even that, that point blank at his fucking eye. I know. I'm like, well, and that's the other right. thing he is. He might be retarded you, like fucking yeah, well, you have to do. You before. have to do something because the, oh, the, the tension of it will be, yeah, the tension of it will be that Penguin, if he recovers, 
he's going to know their identity. I'm sure of that. And the next issue is Batman versus Red Hood, the oversized 25 anniversary, Eric. But because I, that's I, what I'm we get... see is Batman watching on the yeah. TV, and, and I like Red this... Hood crossing the yeah. line. And I think that what's going to happen is as they're fighting, I think that Jason's going to probably tell Batman, "Listen." He knows it all. He knows our identities now. If he comes out of this coma, he knows everything. And it's going to be one of those, like, ooh, what should they do? Should they, ever, should they try to that's help? That's one or? of those stories that I actually love from, like, you know, I'm not the golden age, but, you know, uh, maybe it is the golden age. I always get the guy. I think it's more the silver age. But those stories, like, I always think about the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn knowing Spider-Man's identity. Yeah. And then there would be something that Spider-Man would do to beat him. And then Norman would have amnesia. And yeah, that's the what will happen. I mean, and then it would come to back to him every... Oh my God! I'm I this remember Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. I love those aspects, and that's what I want for Penguin, where he doesn't remember. Then later on, we yeah. can have that great arc going on, where all of a sudden something clicks in the Penguin's brain. Oh my yeah, God! Man. I know the who problem, they are. The problem is, though, is because of these books and how it is. Like you, you do have, uh, you know, Spider-Man that you have Green Goblin show up all the time, whatever. Yeah. And nowadays, these villains only show up for arcs. They don't. I you know. know what I mean? And it sucks. But yeah, I mean, they don't play it, the it, long game anymore. No, and it's well set up though that i mean a, a vicious head injury might have you forget some things uh, so when penguin comes to and i think that if they play it the way i would suspect and the cliche deal would be like you know penguin's there jason todd and bruce go to see him somehow they're they're there in the hospital like who are you guys i don't know what's going on it's batman and red hood i don't know i don't recognize you and they leave Jason, Todd, and Bruce. But whatever happens, I do like the idea, though, that when this goes down, uh, Dick and Tim are on the phone immediately, and they call. I think that is very well played. Oh, that at the end. was so good when Dick oh, and Tim awesome. get on the phone with Bruce yeah. to see if like he so wants awesome. to come home and help you take yeah. care of this. No, oh, it's so good, and that actually really that actually upped my score a bit just with Batman just sitting there staring and pissed off. And Masters Dick and Timothy are on the phone, sir. The others as well. I'm like, is one of those oh, Damien? Because I would think Damien needs to be like Damien's mentioned in road. that. But that's the thing. I actually, if they play it well and combine the things, maybe Damien will go and try to help out uh, you know jason and then we'll get the real story i'm telling I mean, you if 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 we had damian wayne if he wasn't doing the teen titans thing and for some reason was like still going rogue like they are they no. are but like damian wayne being on the outlaws team with jason todd i think would be, be awesome. awesome it'd be awesome it just seems like it'd be too much of what's going yeah. on but yeah he's like they alfred says what should i tell them to do he's like tell them to stand down uh, bring him in oh my goodness hello love master bruce with all my heart i'm sorry you came to this isn't that a good Alfred? Is that, is that how you hear Alfred? Here's Alfred. Oh, yeah. Oh, crikey, Master Bruce. With all my heart, I'm sorry it had to come to this. Isn't that an Alfred? That's spot on, right? Spot on. There you go. Classic. Classic. You can't see, you can't see my humor now, Eric. I need you to, I need to make you giggle. Is that what it is? That's what happens. I mean, you don't have your glasses. It throws off this whole freaking production. Oh my goodness. What did you give this? Because I liked it. I, I did well, like I it a lot. This- I gave this issue an 8.5 out of 10 because not only did it feel like it upped the stakes and had the balls to do something that no other book did. Yeah, the Penguin's not dead. You like to think that he could be, though, for some reason, even though it's really yeah. hard to believe that DC would give Scott Liddell the oh, you can kill the Penguin. The minute know, they say the critical condition, you know. Of all time. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things that really upped the stakes. And even the reaction from Batman, everything besides for Bizarro and this weird head movies felt so right. And like, you know, 
this could have been a 9-5 if Bizarro would have been done a little bit better and the art was a little bit better on that whole thing. Like, I was like, this is one of those top issues I wait for just because of Dexter Soy's amazing art doing, like, that whole Red Hood walking up slow to Penguin yeah. in the smoke. Yeah. Right there. That's the start of right there for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got the badass walk. He's coming in, and he's going to start kicking ass and taking names. And yeah, it, was it was just really satisfying by the end. Yeah, I liked it. Now, the head movies, they did make my eyes rain, Eric, at the beginning, but <laughs> they were weird. But uh, with that... You mentioned something, and I, I'm actually not taking it as a full-out down, you know, a negative. It's almost like almost a positive. The whole Ma Gun stuff and things like that, it, it kind of did get convoluted. And the way that it, this pacing has That's been, we, well, we've avoided all that stuff where I wanted it before. If all of a sudden we rushed that, I'd rather have this type of issue where you had some feels, you had some fun action, you have a crazy deal when he shoots Penguin. So this is the kind of issue that I've wanted all along. Now, it sucks that it's taken us 24. that we're not going to be able to turn her back to normal now. Yeah, and, and you know what? That would be a shame because she's been in so many books. I just, I just think she's gone. Know, I just don't want her to be left in this little house and everybody yeah, to forget about her because yeah, Bizarro they, got dumb and never told nobody. Give, give her to give her to Supergirl. She needs something in a bottle, Eric. Oh, no, too I, soon. I, <laughs> That'd be funny. But yeah, I'm actually going to give it a nine. That's how much nice. I liked it. And I've really, I've been waiting for an issue like this where it's just, like I said, balls to the wall action. And I really think this sets up a 25 issue that I, I think is going to be yeah. great. I mean, Batman and Red Hood fighting, trying to figure out what the plan is. And it does go full circle, like you even kind of mentioned, that at the first issue where Jason had those trank darts with the mayor and stuff like that, and Batman thought he killed somebody, but he didn't. Now and it looks well, like he actually did. That's the beginning did. of this whole series yeah. is where Batman tells him, look, you can work Gotham. Yep. He's got a promise not to kill comes. anybody. And we see Batman watches him on the news and cross uh, yeah. that line. And I think that's a really cool way to go to the 25th issue and then to start kind of a different deal because that, yeah, another thing I wanted to say well. before we go, like you have this book and you go, you have Bizarro going back to dummy, dummy Bizarro. You have Artemis and all this. You don't really do much with Artemis in this book. And having no, Bizarro go back to dummy Bizarro, I don't know how you could move forward and keep it fresh. I think that the whole idea with Smarty Pants Bizarro kind of did put an expiration date on him because once you have the Smarty Pants, just going back to Red Her and read him, and you know, it, it, there's not really much it. else you can do. I don't think there's much you can do. You're just going to have these issues where he's going to have to then address, like, okay, here we go. Bizarro's going to have to bring this up, and then they'll go fight this. I don't think there's much of an ongoing story with just read him and read her again. We had that for so many issues. I just think it's a good time to kind of do something else. And And really, I like this book. Really not that tied into Artemis and Bizarro anymore in this book because regular Bizarro we never really got much of anyway. You just sat there, did to, you know you got a couple feels, but they never had any real good story and until that's why the we Smarty need to have something coming forward. Yeah, with I them. just You're don't right, think. Jim. No, I don't think he has anything to do with it. I, I don't think he has any story to tell with a dummy Bizarro and Artemis. We've already dealt with Artemis's past. What are you, you going to do going forward? I mean, you're just going to have them just re Time to go back to Ben Amigdal. Yeah, that's all you're going to do. Yeah, so I'm actually glad. I, I, at Ra. one point, I thought that they were. it was a shame, but no. I think it's time to change this up anyway. Plus, 
I, I don't think this book is lasting that long. I said it's like yeah. the, it's like the fifth worst selling book of an For ongoing sure. at DC. It's and like even a, if they took Scott Liddell off and put somebody on, there's nobody that you could put on this that's you know. No, you'd have enough, to get somebody to crazy book in the long run. Yeah, you'd have to get somebody crazy big to if you really yeah. wanted to do it. And even then, I I just think you have the Bat books. You know, you have Detective and Batman. Then you have Nightwing. You also have Teen Titans with Damien. There's just there's a lot going on. And if the Smarty Pants Bizarro deal didn't get more people on, I, I don't think there's going to be much to do. Now, this 25 issue. Grabbed by Smarty Pants Bizarro. Th- this Come 25 on, issue, I think, is going to be the uh, big one because it's Batman versus Red Hood. But then yeah. after that, people just go away again. But yeah, just I like give it a nine. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, uh, you know, even this week, uh, with Suicide Squad, you have the right. same thing with Batman showing up there. But Batman we're going to move on. Shot. Yeah, we're going to move on to the next deal, which is Titans which is kind of the you know restart uh, yeah. after the special can we restart and again i hope i i really i i'm a big guy like i, I said about the yeah, scott liddell uh it, i don't like when they change things have months off and then come back with the same writer i think that is a mistake and i think it shows in this that you know you already had all these issues with, with dan abnett i don't care for as much yeah, and then just dan abnett he just likes to play this long game and this book is going to go to twice a month uh coming up in august Crazy. and it just it doesn't seem like it's that good to do that but we'll see but give us the blurb Titans number 23, written by Dan Abden, with art by Brandon Peterson, Ivan Placencia, and Dave Sharp. The Titans assemble to deal with an emergent threat and come to realize that not everything as is, it's, is as it seems because they're bickering and close-ups to show off their Miss Martian psychic connection. They realize that the threat they were after is different than they originally believed and now have to deal with a meta of utter malice. Who knows if the Titans will survive the new team structure or if this new threat from the broken uh, or this new threat from the broken source wall. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I am I think handicapped that, right now. I you think are that, a fuckface. Yes. I think that one of the big problems with this book is the – Just keep mentioning that source wall deal. You don't have to it's do an this. an threat, Jim. Oh, my God. God, the emergent threat is the boredom I had going and through this. And that's not you, emergent. That's been issue, here. When we get the whole twist hope thing about the meta and stuff like that, when they actually say out loud, oh, my God, the emergent energy threat has turned yeah. him into a meta I'm of like, utter oh malice. God. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm like, what, what's going on? I mean, really. And this issue, uh, you said it either in your review or somebody you were talking to that basically – the idea of you have one of the best teams that you can have looks like a lot of fun, and you make a boring issue. I, I don't understand it. out of your it. way not to have fun here. Yeah, because the big thing is the, you know, the uh, Miss Martian, Nightwing, you know, dynamic, they're fighting and all this. I don't need that. This is what we had with Teen Titans. before, And Titans, for some way, they never were a team. I need these guys to be a team. I know that this is kind of coming back as this, and there's some new members of the team. It's just too much. I, I just I don't want to see bickering. This really plays out a lot like Ben Percy's Teen Titans that we did not like. They get the emergent threat, Eric. They have to go off uh, to New York, and when they go there, they're heading to Sugar Hill. Eric, I started hip, oh, Sugar Hill. Uh, uh, I hate that song. Uh, they end up going there, but with that, you you have the you know of the mind talk. You know the which was done in the Justice League with yeah, Martian. Yeah, okay, well, you have a Martian. This is what you do. 
do? You say I hate it the way they do it. I hate the it's, way they do so, this. So I didn't even know what I was reading. I didn't either. Because I, when the, it came at, when it came forward with the uh, the green dialogue, when you are yes. right up real close, I'm like, is that Miss Martian talking? That's what I'm saying. Them? I don't know what I'm doing. You, this is the just simple progression. You start off with the team minus Miss Martian going out, and you have her green dialogue bubble green that's her? in, and it's in like a um, it's more of a cloud. Than yeah. really a bubble to show you it's of the mind. It's of the mind. So they're like, all right, we're heading out. We're going to the emergent event. We're up in New York City and you know, Upper East Side. We're going to go. And she's like, the team psionic connection is now live. Your mind link. So check in, people. But then as you go forward, when you have each panel of of the mind, why does she? I understand. By this point, we know that they're of the mind. You don't have to make the exact same bubble as Miss Martian. You do not have to do that. And it threw me off at first. Then who's talking to who? Like, why? Why is that coming out of Nightwing? But yeah, the whole deal is them going. It doesn't do anything for. Like, I'm telling you, of the mind or Comlinks doesn't do anything different. There's nothing better about this, and it threw me off. And in the meantime, I actually think that Nightwing would be like, bullshit, I'm not letting you get my goddamn mind. I don't trust you. I don't know you. But as they're going... They just trust their Nightwing yeah. to go with the flow. Well, and then as they go, you do have, like, each time you have them, they're in, like, these uh, shaded green little blocks yeah. where they talk, and, and you kind of get your little uh, blocks. So if people don't know, Nightwing, Team Leader, Raven Empath, Steel, Texamon, you get all this... You have this whole thing with, with Steel, with who we love, Natasha. And she's like, Natasha, I've, been, I've been wanting to try out my boom tube. I'm like, the boom room. And even that wasn't fun. It, nothing in this scene The boom fun. room is fun. It's a, no, it's it a mobile isn't. command you don't pod see with it. boom tube technology that open. I'm telling you. It boom tubes out. We see it for a second. Two motorcycles come out of it, and that's the that's end of it. it. The yeah, idea it's not fun. is cool as hell. Well, you're right. Yeah, it's he cool as hell. And again, you're you're doing these things where you have these cool ideas. It seems, but even then, that didn't do anything better than them just flying to New York. They got there quick for the issue, but it it never just a boom and this thing there. I'm like, okay, it's just another vehicle. Mobile command pod. Then they come out of the the thing in their motorcycles, and then Donna Troy has to be like, hey, don't get, uh, you know, make fun of me. I got my T-bike. I'm like, okay, that's kind of fun, but it's not. Everything in this that can be fun is not. Plus, they get attacked by these mutant rats that really throw me off because they go, and Gar and uh, Donna Troy get attacked by these rats, and I really was expecting one to have a piece of pizza, Eric. Pizza rat could have been back. He was not. It's, it's funny, too, because for, for some reason, when we have Donna come out and talk about her T-bike and stuff like that, the first person to give me crap about a T-bike because Grayson has one. I'm going to punch him in the face, whatever. Because we just got started, and we just see this green kind of, like, you know, this uh, dialogue box, yeah, you know, yeah. we saw before... Beast Boy above her, he has it. And for some reason, I thought this was Beast Boy talking through her calm to her yeah, when we first yeah, got this back. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, it threw me off from the get-go, and it took me to the end to realize what was really going on. I'm like, am I just dumb, or is this just really bad and ways to set everything up? I have a weird thing in this, column too, a, because column B. Uh, you won't be able to see. You're blind. But where the, the uh-huh. word bubble or cloud comes out there, for some reason, the way she looks and the pointed way that it comes out of what am I looking at, Elf Quest? She looks like an elf. I, just, I yeah. hated the way she looked terrible. I'm like, oh my god, where where's Wendy Peeney when I need her, Eric? Oh, where, man, Eric? Poughkeepsie. <laughs> where is 
sheet. But yeah, they get attacked by rats. You have Donna Troy and uh, giant monster Boy, rats, and they because Eric, there there's been the source wall energy. Source wall energy. They they're they're making things turn More meta and, and doing the emergent threats. So you have these giant rats that they attack, and it's weird because it seemed like they weren't going to try to kill anybody, and even rats they were trying to fight it back, and then Donna Troy just goes to town, and Damn. again, then yeah, she does go ham, and when she's killing all these rats, all of a sudden somehow Eric that that affects Beast Boy because he he looks retarded. <laughs> he's in this thing. He's like, huh? Well, I almost feel sorry for the monsters. And there's shit coming out of his idea. head. Like, I want to know what the sit down was like when they decided. All right. We just did no justice. Beast Boy was a part of the team. And even though we never showed it, that source wall energy affected him. So when he gets yeah. back to Earth, he's really upset because now he doesn't concentrate. He's always a gigantic yep. monster man. Like, yeah. what was this? And, like, how come it was never, I like, set know. up if this is what they knew they were going to do? Now, and the problem with they it is... just show up last issue. Oh, this ha- is what it is. Yeah. Weird. You have the art going with Beast Boy. And I'm telling you, every time he's on panel... He looks different. At one point, he looks like the basis for the stray cats, Eric. He's got the well, slick back hair. He's got the slick back hair. And then the <laughs> next thing, he just looks like a mongoloid. Then the next thing, he's kind of going back to the whole idea, but maybe even like a looks... a progression like, of me through wor- a work week. Then at one point, he looks like Tom Holland. I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. But yeah, while this is going on, you do have Nightwing and uh, Miss Martian still fighting because she wants to come and help. I, I want to come. No, no, I told you to no, stay, stay back. back no, I want to come. No, no, I told you to stay back. Then out of nowhere, Beast Boy then gets triggered and remembers them fighting an hour ago. This is just like before. Oh, no, Mom and Dad are fighting. And why you are see we, that. Why are we remembering this now, Beast Boy? Because yeah. right now, we've seen it this issue. You yes. don't have to remind no, us that something's been going thing. on. Yeah, you don't need this remind. Maybe if you had where... You know, Dick Grayson cuts off all communication to Miss Martian. Like, hey, why'd you cut Miss Martian off? No, I thought that this would be better tactically. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he's like, changeling. and then he's like, oh, I remember. I think it's something different. You see this fighting, but this fighting is a reminder of the fighting that we're still getting. There's, yeah. you don't need the reminder. It's only there because then the force says, oh. I'm sorry, I forgot that if I have my thoughts, they, they get mind movies again. Everybody sees the mind movies. This has to be something that's going to come up at one point. Uh, it's it's not very good setup, though. Donna just goes to town on these rats. and I'm telling you, she's a, she, she's a good-looking gal. She's got rat blood all over her. I will never yeah, look at her the same. I'm never looking at her the same. Then you have where this emergent threat deal is this kid who has Tyler. these like electrical powers, and all these people are afraid of him. All the people have gone. They're like, we don't know where the it's people that weird are. Kid on the cover that I really yeah. thought for some reason was going to be a weird addition to the Titans team. Yeah, I did because too. He was on the cover. Plus, I thought it was Screech. But yeah, you, you go. I, and I like it point. too. Yeah, they're they're in New York and they're like, hey, where did everybody go? And then, oh, we found them. Oh, there's only nine people <laughs> in New York. There's only nine people. They go in, this one old guy's like, yeah, that kid, he, there's something wrong with him. Well, then this kid comes out. He's got electrical powers, Tyler, and he just keeps saying, like, I'm I supposed to kill the, the bads. bads. I have to stop the bads. Oh, okay, Tyler's retarded. Stop shit. the bads. All of a sudden, he's like. It's a with electrical powers. Yeah, and really, the first thing he was going to go do is destroy Halloween 3, Eric, the bads. But they, they're going okay. there. And uh, you have, you know, Miss Martian, stand down, everybody. Don't get 
too close. Don't get too close. You do have, you know, Natasha getting there. She gets zapped, says that she's a dummy. I'm as dumb as so a doorknob. I'm happy that Natasha had nothing to do this first yeah, time Nothing. Out. Nothing. This is the she's problem. This room. is your big deal. And she's awesome. Yeah, and then Beast Boy just comes in. Whoa, 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 buddy. Look at me. I'm in monstrosity. If I don't concentrate, I turn into what appears to be a 90-year-old man slash, uh, I know you know, big gorilla. I can't control your powers there, Tyler. Yeah, and I really like this. I really like the idea that Beast Boy is kind of like you using his You think fall in love with me now? Yeah. No <laughs> way, sir. No way. There's no happy endings for Garfield. I Garfield's don't know Logan. what's going on here. The problem that I have is that why did they have Raven use her power? Like, it almost lessens the you whole know, deal. You know why? Because you need something I for know. somebody to do in this really? for Beast Boy the, and, and this destroy is, killing rats. the worst about this is is you're gonna you're gonna go through this issue just think of what you're getting and this is the template of how dan abnett will go raven again will just be on the side oh i need to make somebody feel guilty guilty you have beast boy i'm a monstrosity this is gonna keep going it's gonna go on donna troy is a vicious killer donna troy kills rats i mean she's just gonna go ham on everything and And that's the thing is i think we're actually even playing the idea the whole thing with donna troy where Everything she's doing now that she's become a day drinker, you know, like the last yeah. time we saw her oh, yeah. special with the tequila, but she's always seems like, you know, they're, like Dick Grayson's watching her because she's always yeah. on the verge, it seems like, of becoming Troya. Because yeah, she's and always that's going the problem. over the top this aggressive. Is, and it's set up here where all of a sudden you have her like, hey, Beast Boy, watch out for these rats. And then it's like she can't control herself. And the whole ah. thing was set up that, hey, I don't want to become Troya. 80 years from now when you all are dead anyway. Yeah, and yeah. No, 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 that's not it. You're not going to be, you're not going to be. And then we see that it's going to go to this. It's going to have where, I don't understand, sure, I can't really control sucks, myself. Especially giant monster rats. Nobody's upset about killing rats. I mean, really, there, there you go. Kill all the rats you want. But right, she's gonna... not even upset about killing people. No, really. And so everything seems like it's just here to, to be cookie cutter for each character. Everything, because you're not getting enough and it's boring. But yeah, with this so though, boring. you have this old man throwing shade at this kid. One of them's like, Tyler, that kid Tyler, he yeah. tried to attack all of yeah, us. Yeah, he tried uh-uh. to attack us in the Turns meantime. he's that meta yeah. of utter malice, Jim. Yeah, and, and I love it too because they're trying to figure he's out what's going on. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And you have Miss Marsh like, boop, boop, boom, now it becomes a video game. Oh no, Tyler's meta power level 8 scanning. Oh, the old guy's meta power level 10. Oh, my it's goodness gracious. Over 9,000. Yeah. And it's like, that guy, I, I sent shock. and th- But I also sent glee. Oh, no. I don't want glee coming back. So they go and, and Miss Martian shows up. Stop it right there, buddy. All I, of a sudden, I just he's like, love the source wall energy that pretty much I'm telling you that we established it in the Titan special last time this issue, like the series came out, where it can do anything. It means yeah, like, you know, yeah. whatever they want to do. Source wall energy, because this guy turns into a demon who does not get affected by magic or pretty much anything. No, no, yeah, it's it's your it's your ticket to do anything, including getting the Lord of Darkness from Legend in your comic. He explodes him. Ah, all of you, get away from me or burn. It'd be funny. They're like, all right, we'll see you later. I'm out, Rampage. I'm, I'm giving you a wide berth here, buddy. I'm I'm heading out. But no, they they fight. They can't do anything. And then you have Tyler, you know, he comes to the to the rescue, kind of. He can blow up ahead. And that's what he was supposed to do. He was, you know, that's what this voice inside of him that was giving this meta powers was bands. to do. Yeah, I stopped the bands, but I think I killed some. But yeah, he's there, and they're kind of no, going with this whole idea, because they did put power dampeners on him, explaining, this will help you. 
bullshit. Yeah, they melted off. He went that crazy. He ended up, you know, killing this guy, just destroyed him. And they're like, all right, this sucks. You know, like, looks like, okay, guys, uh, this is kind of a victory, but not really. We right, don't guys, really look, kill. No we, more death. Yeah. This is our first outing. A guy got killed. It looks really bad on me being the team leader. Miss yeah. Martian, eh, you got to crack some eggs to make another. God yeah. damn it, Miss Martian. I told you to shut up and stay back in command. I don't like We're your list, Miss Martian, you, you son of a bitch. But yeah, she's like, this is what happens. We got. So you're getting this whole deal. Mush. Yeah. And, oh, what are you getting racist there? You go then, and they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on. Now, That's this is again. This is what happened. You saw where you had the mind movies. Well, it seems that then Miss Martian is kind of maybe showing the mind movies to Marshman or telling them all about this. This is says next issue. Yeah. But she's there talking to John Jones. Uh, I fear I might never complete my mission. Uh, no, no. It might be for the best. Just don't get too or don't get too close to them. Follow the plan. And we're continuing this leave idea. Se- and leave your secrets intact. I'm like, just we go back to the whole thing that we had in Superman yeah. number one this week yeah. where it seems like the Martian Martian Manhunter and just the Martians in general are up to no good. Yeah, which then also goes into just Justice has to be a red League. For how over where, the top it is, right? Well, and then you have Justice League there, where he's you know pretty much controlling the Justice League book. Yeah. And uh, you've seen the the White Martians in that that they where found they just and all kind this. of appoint him leader in the heart of the team yeah. out of nowhere after and not again, seeing him for years. It's a guy who can kind of control people and things like that. So if you're gonna have this be something that for once. It all links up in books. It is very funny that – well, it's very funny that it's happening in books that are just starting out again. You have this yeah. one that's starting up. You have the first issue of Superman, and then you have Scott Snyder on uh, Just League. And in the meantime, I will point out that I do believe that I saw some sort of thing that they had a big meeting and a picture that uh, Scott Snyder had. That all these guys were involved in that meeting, and and That's when it did, and when it did come out, people were kind of like, it's a weird collection of things because they're not all like in books that you would see the people to be connected as see much together, and, you know? and together. So yeah, this might be the start of something where we have a crossover stuff and if you do it right i don't mind crossovers we have not had as many crossovers we have more tie-ins now yeah. where you have the tie-ins the prelude to the weddings new 52 got crazy especially the lantern books were impossible we if, you were, only, crossover if you were only, fo- yeah, like. if you were only following books. one book you, you were screwed so it really it, it you, we haven't had a lot of that since but if you set it up right and it's not just out of nowhere for no reason like you had like when we had a uh, zero year and then all of a sudden you have these weird tie-ins that didn't make if you're setting up something like this to have a a month where you have all these books and you do it right i I think that's really cool i like the idea the problem is is as this is going on where we see martian manhunter and we don't trust him as much i don't trust dc enough to be on the ball because they've always dropped the ball with these things they never tie in before we got on the night we're actually talking about how like you know we just want to go back to the days that they seemed like they had a cohesive, breathing yes. like universe that was and they seemed didn't like it was all flowing they, together yeah. because that's what we're missing lately. I mean, and it goes through all the books. You'll have, you know, Black Mask in Teen Titans when we think he's a vegetable in Red Hood. We have, yeah. you know, people show up in Tom King's Batman that we know are not even alive at the moment, or they're doing this, going on about crazy quilt. That he's, I put Ivy going bad. Yeah, she's and then he's good for the all other the deal rebirth. he's talking about. I have a crazy quilt story. I'm like, what? The kite man isn't enough. You got to go to Crazy Quilt. He's dead. Crazy. He's dead. He's yeah, dead. Zero and, and a bunch of people told him about That's that. Like, yeah, and no, I think it was Endgame, actually. I think by okay. the end. Uh, but you have the whole idea 
where then people are like, he's dead. Oh, well, one of them is. I'm not telling. I'm like, I'm going to kill you because you throw everything off. And because of what happened with those people, when this sort of thing starts to look like it jives, I can't get on the dance floor and dance with it, Eric. I'm going to sit on the side and wait. These guilty feet don't have any rhythm. That they don't. They never do. And I'm not going to give anybody a careless whisper either. But uh, what, did, what did you give this? I gave this issue a 5.1 out of 10. And really, that was me giving this beginning of this new Titans the benefit of the doubt. Then like Dan had to, like, you know, find his footing for this new team, even yeah. though he's been doing 20, you know, two issues before this. But I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of the art. It was okay. It was serviceable. It's just not something that I really loved. Like I did the old Titan series, like with, you know, Brett Booth and all those guys. But yeah. I don't know. This should be a really fun team, and it seems that Dan Abnett is going out of his way to make it as boring as possible, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six just because I like seeing the team. But, yeah, there's a lot. And what's weird, too, it almost seems like it's an annual. And an annual written by somebody who wasn't writing the regular book. You know what I mean? Or a special. It is. I was actually going to start and say special. I I changed it to annual. But you're right. It feels like another special because it just feels like, okay, get the names out there. Have something. Because really, what happens with with Screech there with his powers, Tyler, uh, it doesn't really matter in the long run. Nothing really and happens from it. And the best thing it, about so this ends. issue is the boom room, and it lasted for one panel. No, I think the la- the best part is the last panel where we see next they are going to fight Bat Boy, Eric. He is alive and well and, <laughs> and going. Uh, but, yeah, even with that coming next, it seemed off like it was like a special. Like, next issue will start the run up again. Yeah. And it just it felt weird. It, it really did. But I'm going to accentuate the positive. I don't know. I'm just, I like seeing the team. I think I was doing that too, because I didn't give it a fuck you five. Six. Six. But we're going to move on now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go. All right, we're here with mail section number two, Eric. We're going to start with Rick. And if you know Rick, Rick is a time traveler, Eric, but he's doing it the wrong way. Uh, Rick is back at episode 76. Take Uh, me back to the sweet, sweet life of 2015. The spirit of 76 Rick's going to have. And by the time he listens to this mail... Uh, it, it'll be 2030, but he's talking about episode 76. He says, hope all is well in the future. No worries. You haven't offended me yet. That's, see, here's the deal. He must be listening. There's <laughs> a lot going on at my work right now, and I haven't been able to listen to the podcast as much as I wanted to. Hope, uh, maybe he's just, okay. I think maybe I was saying something. I thought that he was actually talking like he did, but I think no. that he's just saying he's still going he's on. He's saying this from the past. Yeah. Oh, it'll, it will offend you eventually. It happens to everybody. Hopefully soon I'll be writing at a normal pace. He mm. says back here, now this is where you get to see some things, that I, and I actually do – 
think that Rick came about at a very odd time in this podcast of where he is at the beginning of Rebirth is where he's right. around. And he's sending mails about each episode from the beginning of Rebirth. And at a point where we're at our low, he is writing in from a point where we were at a high, where we were really enjoying Rebirth. We thought that it really was a, a fresh start, Eric, I'll say. Give it to me. Yeah, you didn't start. even say There you go. You are not a dancer. You said, not, you said you were going to do fresh start. I'm the one who is having the – I said that what he's doing is a fresh start. I'm not doing fresh start. I'm telling you, you're a little off today. I'm the one who slept so much. I think you need to go take a nap there. Maybe the, the cellar dweller kept you up all night, huh? The I cellar's wish. dwellers. Well, he he is reporting from a time where me and you were having some fun, and we were we were liking a lot of the books. I mean, one of the big things is I don't know that he gets to that in this one, uh, but was Green Arrow. Green Arrow. I think of when I think of Rebirth, that was to me like what we really wanted because we were not liking Ben Percy's run at I the end of the New Fifty Two, and DC then when we, yeah, and when we got the word that okay, here's the creative teams. I remember even when, if you remember what happened, we were kind of very uh, stand backish at first about Rebirth. We did have that podcast of what we thought it was going to be about and stuff, but when they announced the creative teams, uh, before that, people kept asking us, what do you think about this Rebirth? Oh my God, this Rebirth. And we kept telling them, we're not going to say anything really. I don't have any thoughts until the so creative see, teams. Yeah. And when they announced the creative teams and Ben Percy was uh, still going to stay on Green Arrow, we didn't know oh, what the man. hell was going on. It threw us off. But then we liked the book at the beginning. And we got kind of bored with it. But uh, back to the idea, though, this is where we were having some fun. We were having, yeah, I know, I heard that too. Ook case. Uh, Batman number one. For the commissioner of Gotham, Gordon is a little over the top with his yelling. I think ultimately it is to show the difference between how Batman and everyone else reacts. However, you guys mentioned that not long ago, Gordon was Batman. He should be a little more calm about this, especially since he is the commissioner of well, Gotham. You'll, you'll barely see him going forward, so don't and worry remember, about Yeah, I was going to say, this is Batman number one, and really I should do my homework uh, and kind of give everybody a little intro into what it was. But it, this was the issue that he was going to kill himself with the, yeah, plane. On the plane. He was flying the this plane in. One of the most badass scenes you'll ever have in all of Rebirth, uh, it was. Aerial he, surfing. Oh, my God. He was <laughs> plain surfing. And uh, I think you just called it urban surfing anyway when, when we yeah, were doing probably. it. And then at the end, it's when uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl ended up saving him where he had pretty Clark? much decided. Yeah, and he says Clark, even though Clark had just died. But he has to have a scene as fair sense, a, tra- a fair bit of tragedy. I, do, I did like the fact that Batman was so on top of it, how within moments of talking to Gordon, he is on the plane because this plane was going to crash and he ended up steering it through uh, freaking skyscrapers and stuff. I also found it strange that Gotham is not already a no-fly zone. All these supervillains roaming around and you think it's a good idea to fly through it. Uh, And I like that Duke, Bruce and Duke interacted, Eric. Wait till you hear this. Duke was on top of it. As an aside, I'm going through the new 52 Batman because I want to learn about the Court of Owls. I couldn't put down the first six issues. That's awesome. I am almost finished with the second volume. I know that Duke should be introduced soon, so I'm looking forward to be reading more about the character. He's talking about the new 52. You got a bit to go, and then you don't do much with him until we are Robin at the end of the DCYOU, but that's fine. I've been, and uh, right now, uh, Dancing Mike's grinding his teeth. Wait till you get to that Harper road though what a character yes i've been going around work and every time i look at the clock i say in a deep voice observe the clock batman <laughs> oh my goodness hey, we're gonna get away from that 
Yeah, I've heard that this is an older villain. I'm already really excited to learn about his rogues gallery. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Hugo Strange? Well, yeah, Hugo. And when, when we go on, uh, you are going to have less Gordon. You're going to get none of Duke. And uh, Hugo Strange is going to take a really weird left turn. I think you'll have where you have any of the Bat family involved. Yeah, yeah. I was actually very afraid that Batman Repeating was going to die. No story. And, and, and here's the thing. Now, I just want to step back here. I'm stepping back here. I just moved my chair. Actually, I almost just ran over my foot with my chair. Uh, <laughs> if you step back and think of this, you have Rick here, and he's, he's emailing in. He's reading that first Batman. He's listening to the podcast. And he's pointing out some things that he likes and doesn't like, but a lot of the things that he wants more of, we're not going to get. And that's where I think that this run of Batman has gone wrong. You have a guy that's fresh. He's not – this is nothing that he has heard us say. He hasn't been, you know, you know, my brainwashed by us. Uh, but what he by seems the cult to – of the Get Fresh crew. What he se- poop, poop. But what he <laughs> seems to like are all the things that Tom King gets away from and also might be the thing and the reason why Tom King says – this I Am Gotham is his least favorite arc. Yeah. And that's weird. It's really weird. He says, I was actually afraid Batman was going to die. I've never heard of Batman dying before. He does all the time. <laughs> and I always... Didn't he didn't read the new that's 52, why I, though. I said, that's why Gordon was Batman. See, there you go. Like, You're laughing at him now. You're laughing yeah. at everybody. Oh, my goodness. Eric Shea over I there. Laugh? Eric Shea over there. Just missed your... of joy, Jim. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Are you getting a little lightheaded from the weather up there on your high horse? Is that what you're doing, Eric? I don't want you to fall off of it. I always kind of thought of dying and coming back to life. Superman's deal. I was unaware of him dying so recently. Now, again, these writers from now on, and I will tell you that if you like or hate Grant Morrison, you can blame him from now on that there will never be a run of Batman. If you have an extended run of Batman, you will always have that guy killing him at some point because of what Grant Morrison said and basically said, every Batman writer has to kill him at least once. And well, I usually blame Grant Morrison for most things that go you wrong do. in my life. But when they do have this, and later, and, the, you know, and it's so funny because Tom King's was the Everyone Loves Ivy, and it's such a minor thing. It, it happens like within three panels, uh, but that was what his killing Batman was. And he ended up quoting Grant Morrison when he did it. So well, that's because Johnny can't eat vegetables. That's true, Johnny. Uh, Johnny can't read either. I was unaware of him dying so recently. So Johnny when can't read. Was going down. I was certain he would die, and I was screaming. There's another song, uh, or a song that I think Dancing Mike would know of. That's not so appropriate of with Johnny in the title. I'll see if Dancing Mike knows what it is. No, not so soon. This is the worst time to start reading Batman. He says, "I uh, love the art," because <laughs> he's like he thought that Batman was gonna die. <laughs> he's like, "What the hell?" Issue number one. Oh my. Oh, that's like Mar- Martian Manhunter, issue number two, Martian Manhunter yeah, died. Yeah, he did. You're right. Love the That's art. Ballsy and, move. and did not Mr. Miracle kind of die in the first issue of Mr. Miracle? Possibly. I Love the art, and I was interested issue. from panel to panel. I'd give this an 8.5. Titans right. Rebirth, number one. I'm looking forward Ooh-wee. to the series, Eric. You He's know looking... how important this series is going to be there, Rick. It's so great, too, because right now... Rick can come to this podcast and talk with us about Titans. He's not going to be missing much. He's not going to be missing much at all. You could fill him in with like three sentences. Wait till you learn about Abracadabra. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was important. Troya. Again, where where Rick is right now is where little Eric Shea was back at the beginning of Rebirth. I don't oh, know why you were little Eric Rebirth Shea. special number one. I was a little bit littler then. I, was, yeah, I think I was you probably were like a couple pounds lighter, so yeah, little Eric probably. Shea probably. But yeah, you <laughs> said this was the series to be. This was yeah. the series that you need to read for you what need we to got. read Rebirth it. special number one 
Titans is where you got to follow this Wally West and it's he's so the most funny. important character in the universe. And and at, at that point, you said obviously oh. you were going to do Titans because you did Titans yeah. Hunt and the DCYOU. And I said, well, you're doing Titans, right? You're like, yeah, I did Titans Hunt. Plus, I'm not giving up this book. This thing's the most important thing ever. Wally <laughs> West. And I just laughed Eric at Shane you. Needs to be a part I said, of really? This. I said, you really think that? And I started laughing, especially since I heard about the Flash War. Uh, I'll eventually reflash as well. I could see where Dick would have a system uh, to monitor the apartment for future use. However, what a rude way to get someone. Dick must, uh, or ha- what a way, way to greet someone. Dick must have been part of Cobra Kai. I remember their motto, strike first, strike hard, show mercy. And that's when he attacked Show sure, no mercy. Yeah. I, uh, re- I really enjoyed, he did say that. I really enjoyed the art and not knowing much about the characters. I like getting to know how they know each other. Superman number one. Well, they don't even know yet. I know. I've yet to pick this up, but I plan to at a later date. Superman one. I hope I can start reading it soon. In the meantime, based on what you've said about this comic, I never thought I would say it, but sometimes animal cruelty is the answer. Oh, Goldie. Goldie. It's Goldie issue number one. That's crazy. I thought it was number two. But yeah, like, that's yeah, crazy. I think it might have been number one because I'm like, well, where does Tomasi think he's maybe, still coming maybe out of it's, issue yeah, one? And maybe it's because we get that Rebirth special uh, in our maybe. mind as the first deal. The only other thing he could do to really learn a lesson with his heat vision would be to fry a human being. Yeah, that Goldie thing kind of haunts him for a while. Green yeah. Lantern number one. You wanted it in the last issue. You wanted to see that he was frying animals uh, back and forth in Superman number one. The dual narration took me a moment to get used to. This is Green Lantern number one. Or Green, Green Lantern's number one. Yeah. He says Green Lantern. Once I knew what uh, which one was talking, I w- it was much more enjoyable. I really enjoyed the art throughout the story. The story had a lot of information in the latter half. That was almost too much. Between the Hell Tower, Eric, the Hell oh, Tower. Oh, man, that rage seed. That's going to Argus, big way throughout this arc. Yeah, Argus and Emerald Sight. It's a lot of information to cram into a first issue. I thought that the yeah, Green Lanterns so important going forward. No, I know Green Lanterns would stick around, particularly after the Hell Tower showed up. Also, how did Argus arrive so quickly? I think we said that. I also think that the Sasha telling them they had five seconds to leave sounded a lot like a parent giving their kids to the count of five before they were in trouble. Regardless, I'm really interested in this Hell Tower and look forward to learning more. Same as the Emerald Sight. I went back to the New 52 and got the first trade of Red Lanterns, and now I see that a Atrocitus has had the ability to see the future through blood magic, yes. I believe that this Emerald Sight is going to help Simon fight Atrocitus and his bloody prophecy. I also think that those immediate moments in the future that he sees are subject to change. My bet is Simon Simon becomes a Red Lantern and Jessica Cruz falls. Overall, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I like that first arc, I, I, and I liked no, it back do. and forth. Yeah. Green You're Lanterns was back and forth. Uh, me liking it, really being on at points. It was on my twenty-five dollar pull list, and then it was off. Uh, you guys also mentioned a book that I yeah. told you that I needed to have when we first yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After Reggie took Hal Jordan, you're like, how dare he? Actually, you, you needed a Green Lantern book, so you thought that well, Green the, Lanterns... The, 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 green, the thing is, the Green Lanterns was the one that I was looking forward to the yeah, most. Yeah, you were, because like, of Jessica. idea Simon and Jessica. I'm like, yeah. this is going to be amazing going forward. Yeah, you thought that that was the book that, again, the most important one. You thought that this was the book that would tie into your stuff because of the yeah. Dark Side War being something you really liked. We also, both of us, love Simon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it didn't and turn powering. out that great. Yeah. Powering, Eric. Powering. You guys mentioned when it comes to buying comics that we are you and just buy all the comics. Then you don't have to choose between them. He's saying that we said, hey, everybody, just buy every comic. 
And and this is the thing when I when I read this when it came in, I actually thought, boy, that doesn't sound like us. You know no. what I mean? It doesn't. And I know what we said. I think he's taking it a little out of context. Well, I didn't completely buy every comic. I bought all the ones I wanted to read. I'm uh, excited to read up all on all these and see where the stories go. What happened was we said to everybody that because people were saying, yeah, should I buy Superman or Action? Should I buy Batman or Detective? Should I you know try out this Deathstroke? All these things, and basically we said if it was us and we weren't doing the podcast, we were just buying, we would have bought every number one. That would have been and – and there were specials. At that point, you could get every – I think you got the special number ones as a deal that you could get all of those. And it wasn't that expensive for what it was overall. You were getting each issue for like – Almost less than a dollar, if I remember, if you got this package deal. Then I said, we both said, we'd get all the, the specials and then the number ones, and then from there start to whittle it down. Start to say, okay, I tried Deathstroke number one. That's already not for me. But then you whittle it down to the ones that you'll give the three-issue arc to. And then at the issue number three, then you kind of go, okay, here's my pull list. That's kind of why we were doing the $25 pull list after a while and things like that because of the fact that there were so many books. But it was a shame to not at least give every book a try. I know that some people couldn't afford that anyway. But then you're going to stick with the characters that you love or the the creators you do. But we did say – Tony, I I don't – I don't even know if I have five, you know, twenty-five dollars a month. I know we have to do that again and see if we can come up with it. But uh, yeah, he says thanks for bearing with me. I'll be writing it again. Uh, that is Rick. I, I went almost to the next mail right away, and <laughs> Rick, Rick will be with us again. He's he's got another email tonight. But now we have Brandon. Ah, uh, Brandon. Brandon was having problems this week. He was installing a water heater, and I'm oh, yeah. sure that we're going to hear a lot about it, Eric. He says, Brandon says, sup, fellas. I'll start things off by mentioning my adventures of the week, which involve installing a new water heater in the basement. Safe to say I 100% underestimated that job before starting it. I had some piece of shit, old-ass tankless water heater I had to pull out before the new one went in, which Uh went smoothly enough at first. I wonder why he didn't see this when he was buying the house and maybe could have gotten that finagled into the price of the house, like a new one installed, but I guess there was nothing wrong with it. He just wanted a new one. However, much like when I attempt to do anything to fix this place, this situation spirals quickly out of control and blows up, or in this case, sprays in my face. Sexy. Ew. Sexy, Eric. Things went south when I didn't realize I missed a seal. No, he blew a seal, did he? Hey, I don't want to talk about his personal life. <laughs> well, soldering the pipes back together in one little spot. So, yeah, this I'll pull this aside. Uh, any sort of talk or work like this in this house, that's all tea. T does all this stuff. I'm terrible. When I turned the water back on, things went fine before exploding everywhere roughly 30 seconds later into quite a little mess. And needless to say, quite a lot of swearing. Everything is hunky-dory now. That That's what they call in Buffalo Sunday Mass. That's what they call talking. Yes, except the uh, top of my hands littered with soldering burns. <laughs> And I've been you know, so solid hands, and I have been able to take my first normal shower in months, which is well worth the cost of a water heater. If I what have, have to say you been so doing? Myself. Like I want to know what he's been doing as opposed to a normal shower. Well, remember, uh, there was a point during the podcast where my water heater went bad, and it took a little longer than it was to get a new one in. Remember, I was going to the Y every night to take a shower, and I've the done Y, that too. the Y had it has scorching hot water and an endless supply so i sat there and i was 
legitimately taking 40-minute showers, just sitting there in, in the shower, loving it. As far as adulting goes, those are actually pretty reasonably priced for the convenience they provide. So he says that a good water heater is quite the investment. Aaron, so my wedding is approaching quickly. So you tell me is don't buy a house. Yes. Now, oh. here's the deal. I just said that sentence. So my wedding is approaching quickly. I have to tell you, wedding is in quotes. <laughs> it's in quotes. <laughs> no idea. Like long turns. No idea how that happened. It's funny because I actually did not know that he set a date. I thought that he just did that, you know, the classic. Right. Yeah, here's the ring, yeah, baby. baby. Let's get married. Someday. Someday your ship will come in. I thought he was like wrong turn. Every day it's a different story. It's going to be a very low-key thing that involves a quick ceremony done by a close friend of mine in a nearby park. And when did this become such a popular thing? You got Eric Shea out there officiating weddings. Yeah. Now you got one of his friends. Nonsense. This is this is what the internet has done to weddings. It's made them complete and utter nonsense. Followed by a buffalo Buffet, Eric. I know you're interested, Jim. A Buffalo Buffet is. Here we go. Pizza. You, you like that? I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna do the dance no, here. It. I know that that is good. That that is a, a great. That's I actually went out Friday night when we got done and picked up another one of those Walmart pizzas. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get one when we're done though. <laughs> Damn you, Brendan. I will tell you right now that if you ever ask me what the perfect food ever created was, it has to be pizza. It really does, especially because you can do so much more with it. So everybody can get their perfect version of it. I just there's nothing better than a pizza, Eric. There you go. That is a necessary nonsense uh, recap of the pizza episode. <laughs> that was one of my favorite, that pizza episode. Chicken wings. There you go. Pizza and chicken wing. Spread of many varieties with enough beer. So he has a chicken wing spread of many varieties. So like, like salt and vinegar wings? He might. Those are weird. I, I keep I wanting like to get lot. those because you like those. Those seem weird. Uh, he'll have some crazy ones that will have a lot of garlic and shit that I wouldn't be able to eat. But With enough beer to drown a herd of elephants. Yes. I don't drink. Uh, and I don't know why he's going to disparage the uh, the wedding party of his wife. What about the, the, the soda pops? How about soda pops you got no, going on over there's there? there's no soda pops. Update, uh. I have not weaseled my way out of wearing a ring. The roommate is having none of that. But I did go to a uh, silicone route because, let's face it, I can't be trusted with anything valued over the price of a cell phone at any given time. Even that is wrapped in protective plastic. Why so, you be like Jim, one of those guys who puts the ring on a necklace and wears it around your neck? Yeah, well, he's not going to do that, Aaron. He's he's fancy. I lost my ring. I still don't have one. It, it bothers Tanya all the time. So, Jim and Eric, as I approach my last days as a single man, I want to add all the members of the Get Fresh crew to remember this advice. Wrap it up and hold it out, hold out as long as possible. Obviously, done Does he mean done. wrapping up that ring? Obviously, yeah, yeah, even yeah. the best of us fall prey to the female gaze, but carry on my single brothers and continue to fight the good fight. Yeah, everybody's getting married, Eric. Oh, jeez. Books. Detective. Well, Dan Brian Hill has me remembering why I like Batman again after all this time. I honestly, for a bit there, thought I was just growing out of the character, but nope, it's just Tom King's fuckery and General Tynan's dullness. That has me bored. Not the character at all. I would say it's obvious DC offers Brian Hill an extended, much longer run of Detective, but that would mean DC would have to make a wise decision. They already yeah, haven't done it. They already yeah. haven't done it. James Robinson's announced for the next run, which hasn't happened in quite a bit, except for Snyder on Just League. Sorry, Dancing Mike. Honestly, though, Brian Hill is kicking some ass, and there's not any one character I find he is writing even remotely off cue in this book. Good stuff. And maybe 
you know, there were talk that this would lead to an outsider's book, but that seems to be squashed by Jeff Johns and Doomsday Clock. Maybe that's not true. Maybe we'll get, we will. But maybe he would be good on one of these other books that we have. Maybe, you know, I'd hate to say, like, I, I don't know. I would I would have loved to have him on Green Arrow, but the Benson sisters are starting up their yeah. run, so that I'm won't happen. I, I like, like the Benson. Like I'm coming up short here. Maybe Red Hood? Yeah, Red Hood would be very good. I'd like him on Nightwing. Actually, the Actually, way he's Nightwing, writing this book, yeah, the, the way he's writing this book, he could pretty much do anything in my mind, especially singular characters that he really seems. But boy, a Brian Hill Nightwing would be awesome. That would be so good. But Ben Percy just started his run, and yeah, that's but not Ben Percy happen. sucks ball, so I want him yeah, on this. I know well, you don't have to go that far, Eric. I mean, really, really, All right. buddy. <laughs> Red Hood. Well, 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 well. What do we have here? Some huge progress, albeit a little rushed along, and some big things happening with this issue. I, I, all this stuff just had to end before this 25 issue. Uh, spoiler, the Penguin will be taking style tips from Eric Shea in the future stories if continuity is followed and he doesn't oh die. He says he's going to have an eye patch, which he sure obviously is. won't, but I can't say I'd be heartbroken if he was. I guess what I want to see, uh, Penguin's eye patch style game with all the money he has to throw around if he makes it. Coming up, it should be cool to see Little Batman versus Red Hood. A uh, Little Batman versus now, Red Hood. Do you think Hood he would have an eye patch, or do you think he'd have a blacked out monocle? He, I would hope he'd go with the eye patch, but I think he'd have the blacked out monocle. But bummer is Jason definitely isn't getting the pa- on the painting anytime soon. Yeah. Remember, people, 50 issues to go. We're halfway home. Hashtag Richard Richardson's not my king. Ike, fellas, and that is Brandon. And we're going to go now. I have a little tribute to Brandon because you know we love Buffalo, Eric, and we love how yeah. all that is. So we're going to go off to a little tribute to Brandon and then go to Reggie and his books. It is snowing in July and guys are wearing denim vests And one of them has got a rainbow sash up there in Buffalo They could never win it all but they complain about it all the time No gold and white right B-U-F-F-A-L-O Oh It's the armpit of the world It's the armpit of the world It's the armpit of the world it's the armpit of the world. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Green's light. Green's light indeed. That means we're talking about a Green Lantern book, and we're talking about, I guess, the big Green Lantern book, even though it's the one that's heading to an end. Uh, yeah. And also, it's heading there very slowly. It definitely uh, I is like moving say. very, very yes, slowly as yes, we go. But is. as we go along, it's showing us some pretty pictures. So there's it is. that. It is showing but, us pretty pictures, and um, 
I don't know. I, I'm a little more positive than than you are, I think, on this spreadsheet, but not much. I'm telling you, I'll, I'm going to be playing that trick uh, that I do with Eric by going like 0.1 higher because uh-huh. I, I, I saw your score and I'm pretty much in line with what you thought. Uh, I think Eric will be as well, especially because Eric Eric's favorite part of this issue is the sexy part. But Reggie, give us the yeah. blurb. Give us the blurb first and then we'll get into that. It's uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 48, written by Robert Vendetti, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, and Tamu Mori. We all know the time-worn stories of the Dark Star's incursion, how battles between the Green Lantern Corps and the murderous Dark Star's shaped our galaxy and changed the way we perceive concepts like justice and morality evermore. What of the people that turned the tide of this conflict and the conversations they had about it? In the documentary series On the Outskirts of Action, famous chats of the Dark Star's incursion will thoroughly examine the conversations between major players of the time without ever getting to their accomplishments. Join us each week on PBS. Yes, yeah, and that's that's what we get. It, it just keeps going with a little bit of things going on, some things off well, panel, I'm, some things on panel, and it's just I'm bored. I I just I I don't know about you guys. I see reviews; people are loving it. I mean, we're we're in the minority. It seems I like the art. Yeah, the art's good. The art, the art is is super. And you know, of course, this is my main art. This is what I consider now yeah, the this main is your team. art team. Yep. I love these guys, but. This this was a great place for them to do some awesome big you know widescreen action, but you know there's one thing right here on this very second page that drove me into an absolute fury and made it so that there was no way I could rate this uh, comic very high, and that's that this is Last Charge Part One. Yeah, yeah. Part Tell one. me how the fuck this is Part One when the last story wasn't even fucking finished. No, we've had one story going. They they just. Yeah. Change this for you know the the oh, trades don't, and and don't that you sort of thing, but yeah, dare no switch you know the the switch it up in the middle and play it off like this is a new story arc. You know you don't ring you don't ring the planet Mogo with dark stars and then say all right story. Like what about we're gonna walk away then? I guess that's yeah, the that's when you walk away. And, and maybe we should. Okay, have. everything ended great. No, this that that was the a, a maximum amount of bullshit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just like you're saying, it's to dice it up for. Uh, yeah, it's whatever later, the way they do it, yeah. It, but it's it nonsense. Throw me up a wall. The I, thing I, that should drive you nuts is that Orion is here, even though we just saw him open a boom tube for Space Cabby and Kyle to get away, and he stayed behind. Well, I you, you even come, I know, yeah. That, and and with that though, you also have we've been waiting to see what John Stewart and Zod were going to do. You know, kind of work together. Yeah. They're just okay. there, and everything okay. is just there. They're they're they just there. That whole teleportation. There wasn't Eradicator working on a fucking. John was working on it. He built machines. Yeah, he was building the machines to make this teleportation like thing to go on the Fritzes to take away their biggest advantage they have. I guess they didn't get it done in time because we have the fight starting and there's no teleportation Fritzer in here. No, no. And Orion's there. Uh, and with that, you do get Eric's favorite because they're going to have a little meaning. But even that, they're all together just to be together. We we never saw them say, okay, we're going to meet here. We're going to do that. We still, like you said, Orion was still seem to be on a podcast. They just end up going here. And then you do have Hector Hammond in the background, and he's going to make them all happy by having them sit in a birthday party at a stadium. And then a sexy guy's on the beach. 
I got a chuckle. I did get yeah, a chuckle. I, did. I, I chuckled at that, but the, but the whole nothing's scene going is on. such nonsense. Yeah, you know nothing's I mean? going on. It, it's you smoke know? and mirrors. And, and with that, through this whole issue, we're not going to get anything else except people yelling at each other, people, guy running over people in a construct freaking, you know, monster truck. Yeah. Telling that's, Kumar, that's, too, that that's, his daddy wouldn't yeah. be happy with the choices yeah. he's made in life. And that's, but even that's okay, that, but it's we not have enough. The idea. I'm saying we have the idea now since we had Guy Gardner go through the whole Dark Star deal where he was able to overcome it with his willpower that he did stuff that he didn't want to do. So all these characters, they could just be saved. Like, you know, they might go spend some time in the sanctuary, but because none of their actions are their own, it's the Dark Star mantle that's the problem. Yeah, so it goes and it goes and it them. grabs your darkest fears and, and, you know, accentuates them and wants you to be bad. Uh, but even with that, yeah, then you get, you know, you get Kilowog. And he's just fighting, and it's it's nothing. It doesn't do anything else for the story. It just sits there again and does nothing. And, you know, he says Poozer 800 times. Sure. I, I just, I, I'm done with it. I, I'm there's, really a, there's a lot of good fan servers, a lot of good scenes in here, but that's all it is, you know. Yeah. They, they go for the science cells. They can't get it. I no. loved when... Uh, when Guy and Kyle start fighting and Orion are killer there, the constructs there with the with the with the monster truck. Right. Yeah, the giant knight. Look, I mean this is just this is just a real visual feast, but it really irritated me how you know, they had switched around things we'd already just read like an issue ago, like, you know, that Orion didn't show up and stuff like that. And, and uh, never anything that, even about it. Never like, hey, I didn't think you were coming. Hey, I wouldn't that, miss a that, fight. That we knew he was going to show up, even but this still. Whole thing where, where, where the four, the core four lanterns, and then their attaches that they've, you know, Hector Hammond and them that they've picked yeah. up, all meet up. Even if there had been a point where they were like, all right, guys, here's the plan, and they cut away. Yeah. Like, obviously, they don't want to reveal the plan to the reader right now, but no. make it uh, th- that whole conversation they had floating in space. I didn't understand why it was even happening. What was going on while fighting is happening on the surface of Mogo. They're just sort of hanging around talking about, Hey, we, we, haven't we had a time? Whoa. Yeah. What happened and it really, to the storms it really makes me and all feel that like stuff. These these <laughs> last two three issues have just been. That was no, Green uh, yeah, that was Green Lanterns. But even nothing. so, you have Kilowog there, and he's fighting Tomer too, and it's the same things over and over. Your dad yeah. would hate this. Why are you doing this? You're doing this, and it just it's the same thing. And even that, over since we have all over. these characters just fighting Dark Stars, while Hal and Hector Hammond can go to the Dark Star Command and try to disconnect this whole hive mind yeah. aspect, they're fighting, and the whole idea that these Dark Stars were this over-the-top, like, you know, force that you could never take. These four characters are just taking on, you know, dozens and dozens of them, and it seems like no problem at time. Like, (laughs) you've really just kind of taken away the aspect that you, like, these were the biggest threats that our Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps had to face because guys running them over with a space, big, like a fucking, was it Bigfoot? A monster truck. Yeah, and then the Guardians show up to lend a hand, and and really, the, the weirdest thing about this is, that's the whole issue. We're done because that's yeah. all. They just fight. They yell. They're all pretty much a distraction, a delay for Hal and Hector to go to the base to get to where the heart of it is, and they find out exactly what's been going on. They're using the controllers' bodies to power yeah. the factory to keep them connected. Which actually, and which there actually was it. revealed several issues ago. Yeah, and it's but not. It, it might have been a nicer reveal now. Yeah, yeah, and even then, it's just like, okay. Even 
even then we had to have the lead up to what was going on where Zod is trying to their communications are tactically superior. They teleport individually, ugh, but their attacks are coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. They got a hive mind. Fuck and that's God. that's basically what's happening while they're fighting is Be everybody's useful. yelling out their things, so you know. It, it, there's not much going on. And, and that's we the end. The art's fantastic. Very, very lackluster. And unless you just want to see the Green Lanterns and their friends they brought along kick some ass until they don't because there's no real idea like these thing, these Dark Stars are the threat that they were supposed to be until they need to be because we're getting close to the end of our issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is we still have one more issue and then an oversized 50 to and end the story – and, it, I mean, really, we could have ended this months ago. Well, I'm telling you, now we're going to go and we're going to disconnect their hive mind and the controllers. I'm sure they're going to be so grateful. And then once that, oh, man, we don't have that anymore. Well, we still have our teleportation. And then the eradicator is going to fly in. He's going to do you. that. And then you'll get the Tomar 2. <laughs> you'll get Tomar 2 and whatever the Green Lanterns they got will then use their willpower to fight it off, and, and then it'll be done. And then there you go. hopefully something happens where everybody's willpower spikes to the point where all the rings fix themselves, and we have rings going out, we're getting new recruits. No, nah, that'll, that'll, be, that'll be, because this book's canceled, so they won't do that. That'll be, that'll be resolved. No, I'm saying oh, that'll so be resolved. They've already it. started in the Green Lanterns making that the book. Like I said, I already got confused because all the Green Lanterns are already over there, so this is just going to end with them going off. Green Lantern Corps books going no, this right is now. just going to end with them going off to the other book anyway and wait to see if there's going to be another core book you know, announced Ooh. in the next solicitor. So, again, there's still that rumor that Grant Morrison is jumping on a Green Lantern book, but who knows? And and with this, when what it we, ends, we're going to have 50 freaking issues of nothing. This yeah. book always – and it's weird because it had pacing issues before. The minute that it was announced, okay, Robert Van is going to be off at 50, we were at like issue 41 or so. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've done nothing. This that freaking nine – That's exactly right. Well, they yeah. were in the controllers then, and that, that's what started this whole yeah. thing. That first controllers arc was bullshit. It was yeah. nothing. So we've so done nothing. So basically then this is – pat out the story. We've been doing that ever since. You know, and they've been patting the story to 50. It, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> to not go to 50 and then end it, it's, you gotta get there. It, it's not the yeah. destination. It's been the shitty journey. We, we have taken so long to get to this 50 <laughs> that it feels like we've been doing it for like I'm three years. You, for the way this journey has been, this destination better <sighs> be Wally World. It, it, it's not. It's gonna be closed. Oh, We're gonna get there. It's gonna be closed. What? And then oh, we're going to have to get freaking, you know... We're going to have to get John Candy. We're going to have to get John Candy and go and ride on the roller coaster with him. Somehow, I don't know. One. They'll bring him back. Where, where's the, where's the what Black about Lantern? Seth Rogen, the modern day John Candy? No, we don't need you. him either. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Kevin James, maybe. I, I don't know. Oh, yes. Yes. But yeah, that's it. I like the pictures. Uh, but it's nice. the pictures are great. I mean, the pictures yeah. are almost my whole score, and I, I do like seeing. Like you said, there are these moments. I do like seeing Guy in the monster truck and Kyle oh. with his big Transformer Voltron <laughs> thing. That's fine, and I do like that we're finally getting towards Hank and Hal going and shutting off the hive mind. At least we're getting somewhere. But this whole thing with Tomar too, it, it just every issue. It's like okay, t- it's a tag team match. Okay, our kill. Yeah, you know, you're now going. And there, there they go. Everybody goes to go and and try to convince him his dad doesn't want that. And we keep getting it. I've had enough. I've had enough. But uh, what what would you give it, Reggie? Or what did you give it? 
Well, you know, a lot of this went to the art, and frankly, this is one of these. This is this is an art team. I would almost just take a uh, book of just their artwork uh, on this. Some yeah, of these, yeah. some of these panels, especially, are absolutely spectacular. And uh, it did have some moments. That, I mean, it wasn't like a book that you know, but it, the whole thing is just making me mad. And the fact that they started a new arc, trying to play it off like the, like yeah, the other one, which is like four that. issues. I don't play that. I don't. I don't go that way. I had to give this one a six out of ten. Yeah, I said I, I'd go a little more positive. Six point one is what I was it saying is. because it the is. art, the art is is that good. Uh, and like I said, there's a couple moments you get, you know, you get guy trying to come up with a, a name for him and Arkillo's team, you know, hey, we could be hard knocks or too tough. Oh, I'm like, too okay. Bad. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'll go with that. That's okay. Um, but there's just not enough. There's just not enough here. And nothing happens. We talked about it, and we talked about it all in two minutes. I mean, really. Yeah. And this is how it's been every every time we get these issues. So 6.1, all art, mainly. One for a story. Uh, what do you give it, Eric? 5.5 out of 10. That's basically art right there because things are just like this is one of these padded issues because we're going to have to have something like Big Cliffhanger next issue to get us to our big oversized 50 because so right now we are padding out the story as much as possible and it's really obvious and especially my favorite part of the book is the forced comedy of Hector Hammond with these goddamn yes. you know, mind movies yeah. he's putting around him. It's my favorite part of the book. Just like, like Arkillo is covering his shame while everybody else gets sweet tr- swim trunks. He is nude, maybe giggle, but that's the only thing I really enjoyed out of this. I'm telling you, I really wanted to like the Dark Stars uh, like arc and just the Dark Stars in general. We yeah. have new Dark Stars. It should be a really cool thing for the DCU. And they were immediately no longer a threat until Robert Venditti needed them to be a threat. And it's just like, uh, you, you're just fucking stringing me along here. What yes. are you doing? I like yep. the Green Lanterns. Why are you making me not like them? How dare you? How dare you? The Dark Stars didn't even John do Kent. anything at all for like two issues. They just, yeah. you know, who knows what they were doing. They were all in the Dark Star cafeteria. It's a riot, no. They were just hanging yeah. out. Hanging just out. Hang. Well, we have the That's next book. We have the next book that uh, we're all a little more positive about recently. Maybe that'll continue. Uh, what well, is it, Reggie? Suicide Squad number 44, written by Rob Williams, art by Joe Bennett, Mick Gray, and Vicente Cifuentes, Adriano Lucas. Zoe Lawton's had a tough tough childhood. She's the daughter of an incarcerated hired assassin who does wet work for the government. She's the vessel for an arcane ritual performed by serpent-worshipping cult Cobra to instill her spiritually with the essence of their founder. And she's got all of this homework left to do. It's Daddy to the rescue again, except this time Daddy's traded places with a snake. Vice versa, too. The Serpent and the Brain Blow, rated PG-13. Ah, vice versa. I love, I love body switching movies. Uh, Yeah, here we go, because I like this issue again. Now, in a weird deal, I was collecting stuff for the news uh, show that I do on Patreon, and I never... Ever heard it announced that Rob Williams was off this book at issue 50? And there was an interview with him uh, on Newsarama that actually just kind of threw that out there. It was like, well, oh. now that Rob Williams is off the book on 50, what are you going to do until then? I'm like, uh, I never heard this. I didn't well, know, you but know he is. Him? He is off Everybody of 50. Else well, this is, goes <laughs> hand in hand again with the rumors. The rumor was that, uh, at, at some point, Brian Azzarello was going to be jumping on this book. Now, again, this is only issue 44. Being off at 50 is still six months away. That, that's oh, yeah. not today. Uh, you know, that's a while from now. 
but he is just going to but 50. But at your age, it's going to feel like the next week. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing is, or it'll feel less or more. I don't know. But uh, he's That's actually time. writing a good story now. And it's a shame because well, you, he kind of seems You know one thing about to... this story that, you know, made me, just like the last one pissed me off. This one made me happy because this is a four-issue story arc. Yeah, yeah, people. it is. You always <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, even that, I think it's just good. And it's got Batman in it, and you, you're going. But besides that, I Batman think that there's... Like the main thing no, but I think there's a really good twist in this as we go uh, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But, you know, we start off here, and we start right off, where you have uh, Batman and Lawton jumping uh, into that dam a la The Fugitive, you have the Suicide Squad crashing with their helicopter that then gets saved by Captain Cold, who just kind of freezes them Captain there. Captain Cold is so cool in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. And he, he is. frees them there. And all of a sudden, even the jokes from Boomerang, which were getting very stale before, uh, they were really like, I, I, I like Boomerang in this. The little bit that he talks, it's not just a, oh, I shit my pants, that we kept getting. There's actually like, even when he's just like, oh, we're not dead. Can you feel my ass? Harley is, is well, my ass know, alive. I, I, I'm like, I, I, I like by basically it. by splitting the squad the squad into two and in a way into three since Captain Cold is sort of even apart yeah, from Harley yeah. and Captain Boomerang. I think it gives them a little more room to like do things instead of yeah, just having I like to like it. pop in and like say, say their one know, line I exist and then disappear. Uh not not that not that Captain Boomerang is super useful, no, but, but I like what he says for him just to yeah. be a character, you know. I and, agree. I think that that's that's a very that's a huge thing. And writing all of these characters at all the time simultaneously, it's just too much. You know what I mean? You, there's no way yeah. you can pay attention to five, you know, people simultaneously. Yeah. So usually they were just uh, their you know standard gimmicky lines and go off. I like this because then Captain Cold calls Waller. She's uh, in a meeting or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, we got some shit going on here. You know, c- come here, send everything you got. Plus, bring some beer." Uh, you know, it's pretty warm here, and then whistles his way off, just walks away, yep. and made me laugh. I'm like, that's pretty funny. But we see then, uh, with the resurrection. I, I love it too, because since he can't get a hold of director, like, you know, Amanda Waller for this whole call, call in the Calvary, he just starts making up stuff. Yeah, it seems we're at this Cobra thing, and they got missile codes. It's going to no, be like Washington. He just starts yeah. exaggerating. There's a oh, lot of shit going on. It's pretty hot in the desert. So yeah. I just love the fact that since he can't bullshit Amanda Waller, Whoever he's on the line with at Bell Rev, he just goes over the top to make sure oh, yeah. that they get there. He wants them to get there. And then we see what's going on with Cobra. And, you know, they're bringing back uh, Jeffrey Franklin Burr, uh, the original Cobra. And yep. with that, we find out, you know, fairly quickly that it's a ruse, that it isn't that they wanted Cobra, or, uh, Deadshot's daughter. They want a Deadshot. They've been waiting yeah, for him to show up. That makes Whoa. sense. Why would yeah. the original Cobra want a vessel of a little girl? A little yeah, girl. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. As so when they said that, in the, in, oh, yeah. In the, uh, the snake helmet. I kind of yeah, that, she that looks great. Recoil helmet. But yeah, oh, you don't you don't need that. They want they want Lawton, and then he shows up, and it goes right to him. And I like now, the it, fact it's, it's weird because with this whole thing where we have Walton show up, but we have to make sure that we're in that whole you know the hydroelectric dam when he oh, goes yeah. down because of his armor. We have to get his armor off or he's going to drown. So when we show up here, we have to point out because of that he is in no armor for the like you know. Do you think it was a two force because? For some reason, just when like, oh, we gotta get rid of all my armor to get, I'm like, oh, if something's gonna happen. Deadshot's gonna get shot. And for some reason, it really just kind of took me out of the story yeah, a little bit care. for how forced it was. 
I didn't care mm. only because he was going to get shot, but he did get shot by his daughter. Uh, so right. they upped the ante a little bit anyway, and it's shot to kill him or to save him. Uh, they could have easily have done something where he transforms and the armor would have been destroyed off Broke him. Off. And that, yeah. would, that might have been something. Because even his yeah. undersuit yeah. deal is ripping, so maybe that would have been a little better. I thought that they did that just to kind of get you a little. Obviously, it's what it is. It's so that he yeah. can get shot. I thought that that was just also to show that. Batman was there to save him. Uh, I do like, though, when when he's changing, and Harley's like, oh my god, and then you have Boomerang. I think the best part of it is you have Batman go, damn it, Deadshot's transforming. And then Harley goes, say what now? And then Boomerang goes, I might vomit. His arm just came off. And then you <laughs> yep. see him, and you see him there as, as this goddamn snake yep. guy. And it made me laugh. It made me, yeah, like, it did. It made me laugh lizard, so you know? much. That's uh, actually something I didn't think about it the end because i didn't take notice did it grow his arm back when yeah. he turned back human yeah i i have to look i actually didn't even notice either i just thought of that too uh but yeah as they're going they're trying to stop him and that's when his daughter does shoot him she picks up his you know his gun and shoots him i mean Some there's gun. a lot in between her uh, i thought it was i actually Maybe thought it, it was his other arm oh, that it came is. up yeah, that she picks yeah. up i mean there's a lot of going on he's yelling yeah. about you know you have uh the original cobra talking shit and he knocks down batman it looks like he might even kill batman at one point uh but that's when she shoots him with his other handgun and she's no, I, all upset. I just looked his, his arm is not bad his arm is very disappointing I, I wanted to get rid that of been that cool. stupid goddamn cybernetic arm that he has attached yeah. that would have been a cool way to bring do it too yeah that would have been cool like it all would yeah it would have all been worth it then yeah. uh, it would have yeah. been good i'm, t- I'm actually disappointed now because that actually got me really excited for a second because i'm like yeah he did grow that snake arm out when he became snake man yeah he did well, no, and that's no, when they end up with the uh, the cobra. You know, the ghost goes out. Oh no, I'm out of here. I was supposed to be this. Well, then you have our man <laughs> Keenum who was sitting there the whole time. He's like, me, me, Lord Burr. I, I'm here. And he's like, oh well, okay. And he does go into him. So obviously, we'll have to continue sometime. Maybe we won't. But sure. there you have well, you have it, the original it leaves, cobra. It leaves cobra intact with a yes. leader. You know, still. So that's still, and, and, they're still in the world. And then my next favorite thing happens is when you have uh, Deadshot's daughter. It's just like, huh, I killed my dad. How can I do that? I guess I'm Deadshot now. She is just yep. taking up no. the mantle. And it actually made me laugh so much. Like, huh? You're Deadshot now? What, what are you talking about? And Batman's like, no, no, you're yeah. not. Plus, the, the reason you're why I'm going to save your dad because you didn't shoot him dead. You missed his heart. You're awful. Get out of here. And then just says, you know, uh, she even says, I thought you were dead. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, I hate guns. I don't like being shot. So everything I have is Kevlar. Yeah, I'm okay. And by the way, you're an awful shot. And it just made me, it made me laugh to the two things. Like you said that it is a shame that we don't have Floyd having his own. I actually wouldn't have. I thought it'd be hilarious if his daughter became freaking dead shot for an like, issue. That would have been kind of funny. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Amanda Waller like claims, well, you're going to work your dad's sentence. It's almost like Bane now. Yep, you're working your dad's sentence. Come on to Bell Rev. I didn't do shit. She's dead shot now. Uh, but then you go after where Amanda Waller and all, all of them show up. You see freaking Captain Colts just drinking beer as they come in. You have they some brought things. the cooler. Yeah, Good they brought man. it. 
And he's like, <laughs> prison life ain't so bad. <laughs> I like drinking. Captain Cold so much in this book. Oh, it's so good. And it's funny to me, too, with Batman. He's like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> like, what the hell? But then you have, there's Cobra. You know, I'm Cobra's Fang, the Cobra. And then he's Yeah, so they there. did he's take ca- down Jeffrey Bird at the end. He's so he captured. is back from the dead, immediately going to prison. He's captured. So if he's in prison, maybe he'll be part of the Suicide Squad. I don't know. That'd but, be uh, terrible. Yeah, no. but yeah, they, they have Lawton. They're taking him away. He's still, I mean, he's still hurt, but she doesn't care. Amanda Waller, she wants to know where Batman is. And they're like, Batman? And then Harley goes, <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm telling yeah. you, it made me laugh. Usually we are so far into this series that rarely has Rob Williams been able to kind of get me laughing again. Well, get, getting does. into that whole cap, that Captain Boomerang gag where he's going off where apparently his biggest fear in life is, is giant freaking, you know, snake men with pretensile yeah. tongues and stuff like that. And not even that. I used to tell me mom about it. You know, then she'd, she'd put down her beer. Then, then she put down her cigarette, yeah. and then like, she just kept going up. It actually made me giggle. Yeah, like, it made Captain me laugh. Boomerang has been hit or miss for me a lot lately. For some reason, this, this whole yeah. arc been hitting on all cylinders for him. This reminds me a lot of the Suicide Squad in the new 52 that we liked. I think it was Sean Ryan, uh, that that little Mm. arc that he did. This is very reminiscent of that for me, that you actually, I actually like the characters suddenly that Rob Williams seems to want to have some fun. Even even like you were saying, you like that Harley bit where I'm Batman, and you got that that lo- that random freaking Argus guy. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're heavily concussed, yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's funny. Like, it's that, funny. That's it, it pretty is. good. A lot uh, of it. A lot of it is owed to I think this this really good artwork, strong from yeah, Joe the Bennett, artwork is good. really yeah. good. His posts and his characterization yeah. that are, are helping to sell I a agree. lot of his comedy lines and uh, other lines, but. Uh, this was, you know, a Forest U arc, gentlemen. I'm telling yeah. you, it did the job. And it was it didn't strong. Have a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of nonsense. Oh, this and, is the uh, best arc of this book. Uh, this I is the definitely. best arc they've had. I think so. Uh, definitely yeah. in, my, in memory, as far as uh, a full arc, you know. There was yeah. another one we liked. Um, At the very beginning, we were liking this stuff. That was the two things. Yeah, um, and with that, it ends with uh, Zoe coming and saying, hey, by the way, uh, my dad did all this, you know. There, there was, was never no a Batman. Batman. There was never Batman yeah. here. And you see, and it, it's it's funny, too, because if you really get into it and think about what would happen with Amanda Waller going around and checking out all these things, a lot of these guys, all these guys are shot, which I think she might have gone and, like, they, they may have been hurt or dead and went because they all it, have it bullets like in them now. I'm telling you, they all have bullets. And that would make Amanda Waller like, yeah, I guess it was dead shot. I mean, well, Batman would do that. All she has to do is go to Captain Cold. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he care. He, he, is, yeah, he isn't there. He's but just yeah. sitting there drinking a beer with Batman talking about, I don't know what prison's like, Jailbird. I, 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 that, even Batman throwing that shade like, prison life ain't so bad. I wouldn't know, buddy. But yeah, I like it. And there's and then you even have the end where I swear to God, Floyd's smiling there yeah, as he's little, going there. Little, yeah, yeah I like there, it. Yeah. I like it. What did you give it, Reggie? I had a great time with this. I really had no problems with this entire arc at all. Just all positive things to say. I thought the artwork was super strong. I loved every bit of it. So I gave this an 8.5 out of 10. That's what I'm going with. I, I don't have a lot to complain about, especially this issue. It had the humor that we expect from this book that we haven't gotten in a while. The artwork's really good. And I even like the end wraparound where, you know, Batman wasn't here and, you know, that whole deal. And Captain Colt just drinking beer. So I liked it. Yeah, what would you give it, Eric? 
I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Well, I really enjoyed the art, and I had a lot of fun with this. Like I said from the beginning, there were some aspects of this that I felt were kind of forced to get us to where we needed to be in the story. So really, that was a bit of a letdown because I'm like, well, I guess Deadshot's going to get shot by the end of this. It kind of just took me out of the story and disappointed me a bit. But overall, this is my favorite Suicide Squad arc, and I hope we get more like this. Yeah, yeah, I do too, and he has nine more issues. The next thing, though, is the crossover with Aquaman yeah. to have that Atlantis rising, falling, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll We're have rising, that, Jim. and then we'll We're see rising. what after that. Uh, what is the next book, Reggie? The next and final book for this section. So, sorry, I'm a little verklempt over here. <laughs> Listen just, to you. Just thinking about Zoe Lawton. Oh my goodness, it's choking oh, you up. Whoa. Oh my goodness, uh, I was Bob more, I was more upset United. about that arm. That Who arm was what got yeah, me. That was it. I was like, why didn't he get to keep his arm? Anyway, the last book is Plastic Man number two, written by Gail Simone, art by Adriana Melo and Kelly Fitzpatrick. The irascible Plastic Man, rated NC seventeen. <laughs> there it is. Yes! I like it. Uh, yeah. I don't like this book still. I'm still not on board with it. It's okay. I, mean, I don't think you would. Well, I, you know, you do hate the laughter of children, so I, I do. probably wouldn't enjoy this. Actually, I like some of this, but when it, it kind of leads to nothing, I do like him looking for that kid. The beginning, that yeah. is funny. Mm. And that is like, I imagine this being like a cartoon where his head just keeps coming from the side. Like, are you there? Ah, coming out of different yeah. things and stuff like that. So I did like that. But that's about all we what really get. What about the Where's get. Waldo section? Well, that's okay. But it, the problem is with the Where's Waldo section is, like, three of the things I saw before I even realized there was a Where's Waldo. I saw Dan DeDio immediately. I'm like, why is Dan DeDio in this? Wasn't, it wasn't a great Where's Waldo. It was, it was right funny, though. It was a funny little gag, you know. This, this yeah. whole thing. It was funny, though. Gags. As I went, I'm like, Dan DeDio's there, and he looks in a lot better shape than the last time I saw him. It's an okay gag. It was that we opened with him running around asking, and then we kind of get the story told yeah, to us. Yeah, no, that, I like the way that progresses. I, I it was a little gimmick the way the way it did, did the, it made it uh, full of the action. Yes. Pedro Swakatoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro Swakatoon. The only thing that I get though, or get upset about, is that this whole issue is just about that. The whole issue is just him trying to find this kid. That's it. There's yeah. nothing else about it, uh, and you get him thinking that Batman was Man-Bat. Is he an idiot? I mean, really? Does, does he not know that that wasn't Man-Bat? They, it's they obvious are, from the beginning. They are freaking cowardly lots, criminals, Jim. And, uh, yeah, but it's still, true. there's nothing else. What else do they do on this issue? Tell me what else well, there is the except them trying to find the, the cabal- dog. The Cabal does want to you know, bring Plastic Man in, and he is willing to do this if they you know, protect him from whatever's coming after him. Yeah, I, but I don't yeah. care about that. In, in the really. end, he wants to link up with, and you know, he's got the mob coming on the other end of him. I mean, here's the thing: is that this this is why my blurb there was nothing in it. Is that There's this nothing is a that book happens. about it's about the the gags, gimmicks, the visuals. Yeah. It's, it's not it's really not my a thing. super connective story here. I think what you're going to find at the end of this is there is going to be a story, and that in two of the six issues, it didn't happen. Yeah, it seems I, like a very common thing if you notice in all these mini series. Yeah, 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 they have yeah. they have about four, three or four issues worth of story they expanded into. So, but for what this was, in the end, I was just really just a happy a happy camper. I really loved the way it was told. Uh, you know the, how he unfolded what happened at you know the end of the last issue. We learn about it going into the middle of this one where uh, when the cops showed up at that house where the guy was dead and had scrawled JLA on the wall. Yeah. Uh, he takes off Pedro Swakatoon, 
the suave prince shows up and says, here, come with me. They hide in a water tower. Come with tower. me if you want to live. Exactly. Uh, Mambat crashes in. And then, and then like, it's kind of hilarious. Plastic Man just leaves. You know, there, there's no, yeah, he there's runs. no hero. He's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Man, he does. Uh, and now they're, and now they're using Pato Swakatoon as a bait to get Plastic Man uh, over to. I, I like this whole oh. wraparound to the story, though, where it's like, you know, he's trying to talk to his girlfriend and her friend who actually just think that Elo Brian is a piece of shit. And that's yes. it. Yeah. They don't. They find out about his plastic powers and being in the superhero thing. And then when they find out that he ran away and left this kid to be taken out by Batman or Man Bat, whatever, the fact that he ran, they're like, shit, like I, this guy really is a piece of shit. But when he decides, you know, I have to go out there and like, you know, the one who was really on the case of you know, Plastic Man's girlfriend, like, why are you with Eel? He's the biggest piece of shit there is. You can never change him. When he goes after the, the girl's like, you know what? That seems like a hero. He's he's afraid more than anything to go to the, like to find out Batman, whatever this thing is, and he's willing to walk in. That's what I call a hero. My, you know, that's a pretty good section. I do like that bit where Plastic yeah. Man unknowingly proves that he's a hero just because he's doing the right thing, even though he doesn't want to. Yes, and they sort of switch stances on it. The two of them, you know, yeah. there's sort of a switcheroo going on there, and and that is, you know. Just what we call character moments, folks. But I was bored. I, I don't think it's going to lead to a whole lot. You know, <laughs> that's the I thing. We see, bored. we see what's her name from the Cabal. We find out that Pedro Swakatoon is a girl. Yeah, yeah. We thought we thought originally Which, when Maynard yeah. first saw, we said, "Man, yeah, we she looks she like a girl." A girl. And yeah, so we get that. And, it's a uh, weird thing to call yourself the Suave Prince if you're a lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what me and Eric were confused. We even talked about it at work. We we're like, yeah. "Didn't you think that was a girl?" We're like, "Yeah, no, but the Prince that doesn't." And they kind of do show that. So that that was pretty cool. Also, uh, they show some of his powers there. You see that he can get shot, and that doesn't hurt him. But the one thing that I appreciated the most, actually, was when he got attacked by Man Bat and actually said, oh, man, I didn't even know I could bleed still. That actually yeah. takes off a very big thing that Eric was upset about the last issue. So at least they yeah. addressed that as well. Uh, but he yeah. didn't know he could bleed still. Well, he didn't. He's he, wondering he how. bleeding last issue. Yeah, but last I think he was uh, he was fucking Devastated. I don't think he was awake the last time he was bleeding. He was fucking unconscious. But it all just still. like it was a big ruse for them to leave. And then he's like, all right, plastic man, back up. Yeah, well, there he is. But yeah, I was, I was pretty bored throughout this whole issue. I, I'm not finding it funny at all. Uh, mm. The gags don't get me at all. And the, half the gags are what he turns into, and I don't think that's very cleverly done here. Uh, the idea of the girls kind of switching, I really don't care because I don't even know who they are really except that they were at the you know the club and they're his girlfriend and a friend. I, I really don't care what they think. I don't care about any of this book. I really don't. I, I am bored silly of it and if I was buying it, I'd be done. I would not go any further than this. I'd be completely done. Because like you said, Reggie, it's more about the gags. It's more about having some fun yeah. with it and I'm having no fun at all. Not at all. And so to me, a whole issue of him trying to find this kid uh, does nothing for me. And I it's hope no, that it gets no a little vaudeville. better. You're right no, about that. It's it not, isn't. It's not Listen, vaudeville, I so. need to see really in my face vaudeville action. Or I'm yeah. out. I'm out. I'm an old yeah. man. You want, to, you want to see pies flying? Yeah, you well, this is the thing, and I love Gail Simone. I think Gail Simone's one yeah. of the best writers. I just this book is just not clicking with me, and sometimes this happens. Sometimes you have a book that clicks with yeah. some people and doesn't click with others, and this is not for me. And I did see some people talk because, of course, I'm looked at as the asshole, the only one who didn't like last issue. So I got a lot of people messaging me and saying, "Hey, if you because you know we don't read. I didn't read this until tonight." 
So yeah. uh, I get a lot of people after Wednesday, they buy it. They're, oh, man, you're not if you didn't like the first issue, you're really not going to like this. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I, I, I read it. it and I'm like, I'm not that angry about it. It's just not my thing. And I was bored. Yeah. And I, I just I don't know. It's kind of caught for me. It's caught between a story and a gag and I'm getting neither. So it's just not doing it. But yeah, I mean, I mean you know, when I read it too, I didn't, I didn't think you were going to like eh, it. I thought Eric eh, might just, like it a little bit more. I'm sure but, you guys yeah. both do. Yeah. I just don't this like is it a, at this, all. this is, this is a, as of now, it's more a character study in like how wacky plastic man can be. And it really is more like a cartoon in form more than uh, most, a lot of other uh, comic books that we've read. But I'm not surprised. I really think, I mean, we'll have to see as this miniseries goes. I think in the end, you're going to be like, oh, that's what the story is. Maybe. We just, we just didn't get it in issues two and four. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's literally going to be just like, these are. there's going to be a couple of issues in this that are just him running around, turning into chickens, turning into yeah, salamanders, yeah, whatever else yeah. you want, you know? Yeah. He's a dune buggy. Now he's a, uh, you now know, he's crocodile. There he is. So, uh, yeah. But I personally, at the end... Yeah. Uh, and I even kind of wrestled with myself uh, coming in as high as I did, but I was like, I really did leave with that good of a feeling. Like, I just had a good comics time, felt good about it, had a smile on my face. Yeah. So uh, when Wall was said and done, I had to give this an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll give it a 5.1. I think the art's great. I, I really enjoy the art. The art's cool. I like that. Even the Where's Waldo thing was cool. And even at the beginning when you even get you get Batwoman in there, you know, there's yeah. okay. But other than that, I was bored. So, yeah, I, I 5.1. What about you, Eric? I would give it a 6.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art. And the thing is, you know, I'm in for the gags and for with the story as well. I think we got enough here. It's just the story was a little bit lack on my mind because jumping into this, I don't know if I just have a short-term memory problem or whatever. I forgot a lot about what what happened in the first issue. So when we had that, you know, I, I believe the Argus lady show up talking about being recruiting, and we had the cabal and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah I do want to find there, out. I just wish yeah. it would have been told a little bit, you know, better for like, you know, I guess it's it's all for a trade anyway. And I could go back and read the first issue. I just wanted to be able to go into this issue number two and be refreshed on what we had already, but, and like yeah. a uh, and a. Decent way to keep the story going without me saying, yeah, I don't know what's going on here, but them, yeah. them pictures, they sure are pretty. But overall, <laughs> I, I'm still on board with Plastic Man. I, I want to see where this is going, and I want to see what Gail Simone has you know, for the character because it's been a while since we've had Gail Simone over at DC Comics. I want to see what her Plastic Man's like. Yeah, and with that, I think that part of your problem is the way that they're telling the story or she's telling the story where we're jumping back and forth. We're seeing flashbacks yeah. that lead into this that then lead into something else and then another thing. And I actually forgot, and I did not forget but going into this forgot all about the JLA thing until they mentioned I'm like oh yeah yeah that was the thing it wasn't like that last issue it just jumped around a lot but so did this one again so I hope that we just get a story going on because this again this was all about finding that kid which was a result of a more important thing I thought about the JLA and all that and the setup and things like that so it's almost like we're dealing with the lesser of what I thought we would now we have the kid i mean what does the kid do that now would you have you the kid? say would you say the story is 
bouncing around. It is. <laughs> I but hope the that... thing is, I actually really love Plastic Man's interaction with the kid, where the kid's scared okay. and he doesn't want to show Plastic Man. But that's what and I'm Plastic saying, Man's though. Are we going to go forward? Go with it. You know, like, he's not being a jerk and calling the kid on. He's like, of course you weren't, champ. You know, stuff like that. No. For some reason, this, this character interaction was my favorite part But are we going to have book. this kid in the book for four more issues? And, and because if, if we are, I don't know what else we're going to do. That seems like a stretch to me, Reggie. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll make it good to have that kid. I don't know. You know, I can't say. Uh, I'm trying desperately to think That's of something no else to say. Yeah, it's, it's said again. I told you it wasn't going away. We'll see. But uh yeah, that that's it for the section. I was really desperately trying to find it, think some more stretchy things, but uh, we're <laughs> oh, going to no. go off now. The actually, stretching itself a little. Thin. Actually, now we're going to go off to uh, Chris and Reggie talk Ooh. about some young animal book. Guys. Which yeah. book is it, Reggie? Which one Eternity, is it? Eternity Goyle number five. Okay, it's the Eternity Goyle, is it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say, is what you told me or asked me the other day, is that a go yet, wink, wink, or, or should I keep that on the down low? You, you asked me something oh. about, is that uh, a go, or are we? <laughs> you can reveal it to the world, uh, that, that, Because the uh, the young animal stuff is ending, everybody knows, but Reggie and Chris are going to go forward and do the Sandman Universe stuff that That's comes out right. in its place. So if people were wondering what you were going to do, and people were asking if we were going to cover the Sandman Universe stuff, and I said, I'm not. Fred, Reggie, th- this, <laughs> is the best. this is the best, because I don't think Eric was at work that day, or you might have been, but I, it, did I go over to you? I'm like, get this Eric Reggie wants to know if I'm involved in this Sandman stuff oh, I'm like, there is no way <laughs> I said to, I to Reggie to the ground with my laughter I said to Reggie I'm like <laughs> it is all yours buddy and uh mm-hmm. then then recently this weekend then they announced the milestone stuff uh, will be coming out soon I said that's all Eric I am scant free I'm Mr. Miracle storm yeah, mild stone or what mild storm is what did and you then call the it? Mild storm comes Yeah, that's out. what he called the mild storm. But yeah, that's gonna be coming out. There's a bunch of things coming out, but yeah, the the Sandman stuff seems like your your cup of tea. Uh mm-hmm. Reggie not mine. But uh we'll go off this here a toinity girl right now and then we'll be back with some more mail. Once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Welcome back to the Young Animals segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. This week we have another fifth issue mm-hmm. of six, as all Young Animal books have become this uh, volume. But this time it's one that's been planned that way. It's Eternity Girl number five by Magdalene Visaggio, Sonny Liu, and Chris Chukri. So this issue is kind of tough to recap, Chris, partly because it is a recap. Yeah, uh, but also because, uh, and actually, the it, I did like the uh, some of the storytelling where they show. We'll get into it a little bit where where they show different things happening in different dimensions simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what that's kind of what uh, increased my enjoyment of this. Anyway, so in case you were unaware, human beings have made and still make weapons. 
We could weaponize anything, stones, sticks, cars, airliners, hydrogen atoms, even human beings. And that's essentially what Caroline is, a weapon. Uh, once used for Alpha 13, she's now gone rogue. Something her friend Danny appears to be learning as she sifts through files of Alpha 13. Uh, she's kind of in the background here doing a little detective work. Elsewhere, Caroline is sitting with Rick the Neverman having a discussion while simultaneously trying to destroy reality with Madam Adam in that other dimension. So the so two things are happening at the same time, and now we're seeing that they're happening simultaneously for well, you know whatever good that is. Uh, and these two conversations do seem tangentially related, you know, like the things she's saying in one dimension, she's sometimes saying also in the other one, and uh, they seem to have relevance in both places. Uh, and also, Caroline is aware of this. I don't think she always has been this whole series, that she's been aware that she was uh, existing in two places at the same time. Uh, in the space dimension, that's with Madam Adam, DJ Crash shows up to tell Caroline she doesn't need to make everything go kablooey. And DJ Crash is the guy with an afro wears a tracksuit that we've seen hanging around one of the Eternals. I don't know what his deal is, but he's been yeah, following he's been Caroline yeah. around for the last few issues. Now, in her conversation with Rick the Neverman, Caroline tries to explain what's happening to her, and uh, he doesn't quite get it. Caroline explains that nothing stays dead, and no matter what she does to kill herself, it just doesn't take. So while she's saying this in the space dimension, Caroline tells Crash that she's a mistake, something the universe spat out as it reset. And if things were going as they expected, she'd already be dead. But Crash tells her in a psychedelic panel that she's still valuable and means something to someone. Madam Adam says Crash is full of it. Nothing lies ahead for Caroline but loss and loneliness. And Caroline, she sure is confused, boy. She's like being pulled in two directions. And now Crash and Madam Adam fight. Uh, they have some hand-based energy blasts, pretty standard superhero, supervillain type space fare. Yeah. Uh, Caroline tells Rick about Madam Adam and Crash's fighting, and uh, he thinks that she's gone nuts. Caroline gets angry and starts transforming into her true monstrous form, like her, her fingers get long. You know, we've seen yeah, it before. Yeah, her, her red, her uh, red arm, her blue arm, they show yes. up. <laughs> her equilibrium form or whatever. Uh, right. Now, she yells at Rick in public and says that she doesn't want or need his help. Uh, while she yells, Rick discreetly presses a handheld button, and it goes, Dude! <laughs> uh, Caroline can feel the, ra- feel the radio waves emanating from Rick's device, and the waves make her intrinsic field start to tingle. Caroline is furious and grabs Rick by the collar, and he asks who he signaled. At that very same moment, Caroline has also grabbed Crash similarly. And this is the page I was kind of talking about, you know, where she's got... She, she's... The full, the full page is sort of her in the Madam Adam dimension, but then the little panels show what's happening. The real in world. The yeah. never man world. I mean, is that the real world? Whatever the, whatever the, <laughs> the heck The real er world. Yeah, the real er world, exactly. Uh, now, the same fight is happening in two dimensions simultaneously, like we like said, uh, to Madam Adam's delight. Rick the Neverman uses his power to find a reality that never existed, one where Caroline didn't try to kill him. He says it took a little while, but he does find it, and... It's uh, it's unclear to me whether this was a power of his or the radio signal that shorted out Ca- Caroline's powers temporarily, uh, but that's what happened. Her she loses her powers for a minute. And I think it was the radio signal. Do you have any idea, Chris? I mean, it's not, I, something I happened. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe that was one of the realities. Her powers shorted out for who knows what happened. It could be like playing on that whole thing where every instance is its own universe. Right. Yeah. And so maybe that, yeah. One of them there was the the outside possibility that her powers uh, shorted out Little for blocked. a minute. Yeah. And, 
there. That's why Rick didn't die in that one reality. But uh, anyway, he calls Alpha 13 to come collect Caroline. This is obviously something they've prearranged since he had that button and everything. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the space dimension, the combined efforts of Caroline and Adam Adam appear to have bested DJ Crash. But don't worry, folks, he's okay. He'll be back. Uh, a black van from Alpha 13 arrives, and it says Regis Security Management on the side. Some ominous uh, military-looking men strap Gar- Caroline to a gurney and take her away to Alpha 13 headquarters. Madam Adam and Caroline move closer to that shining pillar of reality in that other space dimension. At the base of that pillar is a giant lion god type thing, and he is introduced as Lord Hesho. Uh, he has Caroline to answer a riddle correctly in order to gain admittance into the pillar. And at Alpha 13 headquarters, Director Sloan tells Eternity Girl that they're going to dissipate her intrinsic field and spread it across the universe. This way she won't be able to do any more damage. Caroline asked if uh, she'll still be aware, and Director Sloan apologizes, and but says that uh, she will be. You know, she's not going to be able to get away, which, uh, as we know, she's been wanting to go away for this entire series so far. Yeah. So this is not the news she wanted to hear. This is not what she wanted to hear at all. Uh, back in the space dimension, Lord Hashaw asks his riddle. It's uh, kind of a weird riddle, as far as I'm concerned, but it's a uh, dripping, gliding, flop. A dripping, glinting, gliding by, rainbow-fretted, wrought of breath. I live only while I fly, Earth's rough, rough kiss, my sudden death. And Madam Adam asks if this is a fairy tale, and Caroline says it is. It's hers. That's an acceptable answer to Lord Hasho, and he lets them near the pillar. <laughs> Back at Alpha 13 headquarters, things appear to be going wrong, or... Uh, perhaps, well, it's like tough to say what's going yeah. on here. Uh, Caroline is free and expending tremendous energy, but I don't know if this is how they expected it to go already. Uh, it looks bad, but maybe it's not. Uh, elsewhere, Danny finds a picture of this, you know, Caroline's friend of the two of them, and then reality seems to dissipate. Panels begin drifting and sort of melting away, and maybe we'll find out next issue what exactly happened there, uh, which sort of reminds me of the way I think the second issue ended. Remember, she jumped off the the uh, roof and yes. went, went nuclear. Uh, I vaguely remember that, yes. And then it turned out the <laughs> Neverman brought her back. So this is the same kind of thing. Like uh, This looks like it's pretty much a wrap for humanity, but we'll see what happens. The backup mm-hmm. in this issue is uh, Michael Avon Oming writes about his process for the cover of Cave Carson as a cybernetic eye number one, which I think was the same thing in... The other book, right? Am I wrong? I don't uh, know. I think so because we had. Uh, I know we had like the the shade, the changing girl uh, original. Right, we had that one. Uh, sketches, sketches, but I think this month is uh, the cave one. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I seem to recall seeing it, and it's definitely cool. It definitely is a uh, nice little process piece if you're into that. But what did you think of this book, there, Chris? Uh, you know, I I liked it a little bit better after we talked about it. Um, reading good. it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it only had one way to go. Uh, <laughs> reading it, it was, you know, so much of it was recap, but at the same time, a lot actually did happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of those series, and then this is hardly uh, something that's you know Eternity Girl specific, but uh, didn't need six issues. It doesn't need six no, issues. I, I um, agree. It's uh, it's way padded. It's a little, you know, too deep for me. Um, a lot of it is just uh, I I want to I want to say indulgent, but at the same time, it's not so much indulgent, but it kind of is. <laughs> but uh, didn't hate it. Really not mad at it. But uh, I I really don't need it in my life either. Um, 
Uh, what did what did you think? You know, I think I think the comment about it being probably you know three issues too long is probably right on the money. You know, you could have spent an issue getting up to speed, an issue of introspection and psychedelic panel work, and then an the issue rap. to wrap it up. And I think that would have even been a pretty healthy space to tell a story. Uh, we're yeah. kind of in the way that this is ending very similarly to the issue number two. We're essentially getting two endings into the story, uh, and then whatever happens in the next issue. Uh, I do know now, though, and we're going to reveal the amazing numbers soon, why I did come up mm-hmm. on the score in this when I when I read it. And it was because of the storytelling. I think that Sonny Liu did a lot of cool things in here to yeah. show the fragmenting of reality and to show how things were happening simultaneously in two places. Uh, not earth-shattering, but effective and, you know, sure. uh, easy to read. And, you know, the art has never really been a problem with this, but in this case, I think he did... Step it up, or she, I'm not sure, but whoever, uh, yeah. they, they stepped it up a little, and, uh, you know, it looks it looks cool, you know, period. You know, mm-hmm. it's, just a, it's a cool-looking, it's always been cool-looking, and this is probably the coolest-looking issue, but uh, it's, it's, it is dragging, you know. This is something, we're kind of retreading a lot of the same stuff, and while we are getting, uh, you know, some some new developments, I mean, remember, didn't, didn't she have to first, I forget, go to the, what was it, the... Uh, the something engine, the nothing engine. Oh, yeah, that was that was. I can't even remember what issue that was, but yeah, she That's had to like go to that three, engine. I mean, uh, we're, we're getting we're getting the same story twice, basically, is what we're getting here. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like and it. <laughs> and uh, it's it just shows that this could have been three issues, but obviously you couldn't get your trade collection, could you? No. You know, and so we got to have at least a minimum of five, and I guess they put it out to six. So uh, we will be back for that six issue, but I do on the site. Did end up giving this a seven out of ten, and even now, I feel like that's probably a little higher. But I, I now remembering what uh, what I liked about the storytelling, I would probably only put it down to a six point five. It, it really, it really is a good looking book, and I think it has merit. Uh, what, what do you think you might have given it? I, th- I think a six or a six point five is definitely more than fair for it. Uh, I was a little bit lower before we discussed it because. You know, it was, I read it. I read it twice and didn't remember a thing about yeah. it. And uh, and then I read it. I, I looked at it before we started here today, and uh, it just it bored the hell out of me. Um, but yeah. after talking about it, 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 it comes together a little bit better. Which really? I don't know if that's a goal a comic book should endeavor to. Have. Yeah, but, uh, uh, that's a goal we endeavor to have. But yeah, yes, the comic yes. shouldn't need that so much clarification. But uh, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's cool. This is something I think that would resonate with people in the world. We're not those people, but I do think those people exist. Yeah, they uh, got you. And uh, they got it, right? There's, there's all types. <laughs> there's all types in this world. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that you know, it's it's a, not a it's not a low quality piece of junk. It's just sort no. of a meandering story that's uh, going nowhere slowly at this point. But uh, it's going to wrap up soon. What do we got next week, Chris? Next week we have the well. That's not the final number five, right? That'll be Mother Panic. Uh, we've got so, a yeah. yeah. We've got Cave Carson and his Interstellari number five, the penultimate Ooh. Interstellar issue. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, uh, you know, I had a good time with the last issue because it was sort of a one-off. So I kind of oh, hope, kind of hope they go that way again. And you know, I, I would love for that 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 series to end up with just like you know Chloe Cave and uh, Doctor. Uh, 
was it Barstow? Barstow, yeah. It's just like, you know, hands are on each other's shoulders, like, see you real soon, gang. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and they and they fought happily ever after. You know, they just yeah. go to a different, different earths, and we, we don't need to see them until they come just, back. Just imagine, you know, you can make up your own stories yep. in your head, but we'll see how it, uh, how it all wraps up. We do have an incredible piece of Young Animal-related news that I yes. uh, definitely wanted to share with the uh, listeners here. It uh, has to do with the Young Animal curator, right? What would they call him? I think we're calling him a curator. Curator, yeah. whatever. Uh, Gerard Way, his third Umbrella Academy comic is coming this fall. And this is from EW.com, EntertainmentWeekly.com. Uh, Gerard Way's comic, The Umbrella Academy, will soon be getting a Netflix adaptation featuring Mary J. Blige. But that's not the only good news for fans of the surreal superhero comic co-created by the My Chemical Romance frontman and artist Gabriel Bay, or Ba Bay, I'm going to say Bay, I uh, sure. have to look forward to. It has an accent over it. EW can exclusively announce that the third Umbrella Academy miniseries, titled Hotel Oblivion, is finally coming out from publisher Dark Horse this fall. Like a cross between the Royal Tenenbaums and the X-Men, the Umbrella Academy follows a group of former child superheroes originally brought together by their adopted father, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, to save the world from such menaces as a zombie robot version of Gustav Eiffel and a living, rampaging Lincoln Memorial statue. Um, (laughs) Sounds just so LOL random. Um, In the wake of Hargreaves' death, the team splintered, and things have only gotten more divisive by the time of Hotel Oblivion. The last time we saw the team at the end of the 2008 miniseries, Dallas, they had not only failed to prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy, they they had actively facilitated it. Even if that decision was made to save the world from nuclear annihilation, it certainly took its toll on the team. By the time Hotel Oblivion opens, they're more divided than ever. The gorilla-bodied space boy is lumbering around Tokyo while his former flame rumor copies with the wreckage of her first marriage. Kraken is once again on a mission of his own, while number five, that enigmatic time traveler stuck in a child's body, works as a hired gun. Vanya, who almost destroyed the world as the white violin, is still coping from her wounds. She was mostly catatonic throughout Dallas. Apparently, apparently, I think I'm turning mostly catatonic from reading this. Uh, Apparently, their insufferable brother Seance, who can talk to dead people and once came back from the death himself because not even God or the devil wanted him around, end parentheses, doesn't even show up until the second issue. Oh, now we know not to buy the first one. Um, <laughs> it continues. The Hotel Academy, the, uh, the Hotel Academy, the, the Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion reunites the creative team from the first two series with Way writing and co-creator Bay drawing. Nick Filotti will provide colors while Nate Picos handles lettering. The series will be seven issues long, the first of which is set to hit stores on October 3rd. Check out an exclusive preview below featuring a look at number five's hitman work in Space Boy's Tokyo Adventures. Which we don't have, obviously, we can't show you here how the you, you can't see it. We're can't see it. You can definitely find that online. Go go to ew.com yeah, and check it out. But, uh, yeah, this sounds pretty crummy to me, but a little bit. Uh, definitely, you know, saw this coming, saw this news coming, and wondered how much of this had to do with Doom Patrol delays. We can't know, of course. And but, young animal going away altogether. And young animal getting you know getting kicked to the curb, and you know this mm-hmm. is obviously the new thing the lucrative thing you know the netflix show is is going to do whatever it's going to do and uh there it is folks this is why you don't have celebrities write your comics Mm -hmm. and that 
I think is all we have to say. So, so we have, wait, this comes out October 3rd. It's seven issues long. Yeah. So we're hoping to have it done by 2022. Something like that. I mean, I mean okay. you know, I wonder, I, I wonder if he's going to go full steam because, you know, they did keep up with Doom Patrol for a little while. First three uh, issues. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> it was three. It was like three. Uh, and then, then they slipped. But the first slips weren't so bad. It was later. No, not really as bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, not not as insulting as the other ones. Oh no. god! Pretty much after that, Michael Allred issue was like just a calamity. With Done the deal. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I mean, I have no real intentions. I didn't. I never read the other Umbrella Academy stuff. I don't know. Have you ever read that, Chris? I read the first issue of the first one because it was, you know, it was a, a hot book back right. in 2006 or seven. The first one came out. Right. It didn't care for it. Um, yeah. You know, it, uh, it 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 almost feels like some of these young animal books that that we don't dig. Yeah, I <laughs> as mean, you can tell, this random. It's like, ugh. It's like this is like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we fought the Lincoln Memorial? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, Just I mean, you know, we can put Ghostbusters already. You know, put a pin in that yeah. one, my friend. But uh, <laughs> and, and to be honest, the 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 description, the royal a cross between Royal Tenenbaums and X Men. I'm like, I don't know. That does not sound interesting or good yeah, to me. Check, please. It's like, yeah. oh, all the boring parts of being an X Man, like like. <laughs> you know, like oh, all the fucking like they had the math class they had to take. Like, you know, yeah. I don't really care about that. <laughs> you know, I want to see the danger room for God's sake. But anyway, uh, oh. that's just a little a little news about the uh, young animals proprietor, curator, whatever he is, progenitor. Another so, nail in the coffin. Uh, yeah, take that. Identify. <laughs> take that for whatever it is. But uh, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Got anything else for him? No, I think I'll do it. Till next time, folks, I want you to keep it young and animalistic. See ya. Hello there, it's Jeremy, uh, and I'm here to talk to you about The Wildstorm, Michael Cray, Issue 9. Um, I hope you've had a good week. Uh, I'm currently recording uh, on the evening of Friday the 13th of July, uh, which is exciting because it now means there is less than a week before school breaks up for me. And I am, <laughs> I am so happy about that. It's untrue. Uh, anyway, we're here, as I said, to talk about uh, the Wildstorm Michael Cray, uh, issue number nine. Uh, it is, as always, written by Brian Hill with Warren Ellis. Uh, art is by N. Stephen Harris and Dexter Vines and Andy Owens, uh, both of whom are on inks. Uh, colors are by Ross Campbell. Uh, letters are by Simon Boland. It's published by DC Comics. It will cost you the princely sum of $3.99. And the burning question that is always there in our minds is, is the comic worth that money? Uh, let's find out. Michael Cray is playing a dangerous game, pretending to give his allegiance to the Wildstorm universe's mad Diana Prince, while secretly working with a psychotic John Constantine to foil her plan to bring back the old Greek gods, so that Constantine will help him deal with the sentient tumour in his head, which is a course of action that places him directly at odds with his boss, Christine Trelane. Cray's got not only a game within a game to consider, but also an opponent 
embedded within his own mind. To say that he's got his work cut out is an understatement. The fact that the stakes include not only Cray's personal well-being, but the fate of the entire world, only makes the game that more intriguing. Throw in the enigmatic Dr. Shahi and Cray's erstwhile team, and there's enough going on here to make your head spin. It's a good job that writer Brian Hill knows what he's doing then, isn't it? And the answer to that has to be, well, yeah, it, it is a good job. Uh, I think this issue is it, it's a little bit of a step down uh, from the previous issue. The previous issue was quite high octane, quite action packed. This issue is very much a matter of um, the creative team kind of moving things around, uh, moving pieces on the board, moving things into play, getting people into position and just sort of defining a little bit more clearly what the relationship is between certain characters. Uh, That said, it is still pretty entertaining and uh, I'll just take you through the issue fairly quickly and then I'll give you some concluding thoughts at the end. We start with a, a, a simple page, really, of uh, Dr. Shahi uh, at San, in San Francisco airport. Uh, she has quite sensibly dressed for the English weather. She's flying to London, and she's wearing uh, a coat and a polo neck sweater and, uh, and some slacks, which is, sounds eminently sensible to me. In the dialogue boxes, there is a snatch of conversation between her and Christine Trelane, where basically uh, Trelane has warned Shahi off Michael Cray and, and said, you know, you're not to go anywhere near him. And of course, the next thing, you know, or we see her in the process of actually flying out of the country to meet him because london is where he is at the moment so there's a nice kind of uh setup there we then go back to cray who if you remember last issue the last issue ended with him bowing the knee to diana prince and essentially vowing to serve her she kind of see she appears to have sort of taken him into her inner sanctum as it were uh diana prince here is kind of styled as a businesswoman uh obviously very wealthy she's wearing a kind of uh a trouser suit in her sort of inner sanctum as it were which is very kind of stylish and modern there is a there is a statue uh of somebody that looks like zeus he's sort of in sort of old uh, ancient greek outfit and what have you long flowing hair and a beard and he's surrounded by pillars so that these uh, sort of columns are sort of acting as as bars in a in a cage almost sort of keeping him uh, imprisoned and um so that's kind of quite a, a sort of a striking image and i think it's a it's a fairly useful uh, visual image and visual representation of what diana prince is trying to do she's trying to release the old greek gods from whatever place they currently are and allow them back into the real world again and um, that is that's her plan and and the statue kind of represents that Uh, she tells cray she kind of gives cray some justification as to why uh, she wants him to serve her and why she will not just kill him outright and and this conversation is 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 pretty good. I I will give this 
to Hill. I, I, I think he writes he writes this kind of dialogue very well. Sort of, Cray talks to her and says, Constantine says you intend to, to destroy the world. Uh, and she's kind of very casual. I mean, the, the art sort of makes this very clear. She's been kind of sort of quite, not flippant, but sort of very casual in kind of the way she answered that question. And she says, it's just its weakness. Uh, and then she says, do you believe in magic, Mr. Cray? And Cray says, everyone in this damn city keeps asking me that, and I keep telling them no. And then she turns to him and she says, perhaps the problem is no one believes you. And then she talks about sort of, you know, different cultures and the fact that sort of well, fairly obviously kind of Greece is a the, the cradle, I suppose, of Western civilization. And um, it, it, it's all reasonably well done. Prince and Cray have this conversation, but it kind of ends with her saying, you know, I understand your brain is trying to kill you. Dr. Constantine can help you with that. In exchange, I could use a man of your talents to protect my interests until my goal is accomplished. You can be my personal Achilles, which is kind of an interesting uh, thing to say, because obviously Achilles was kind of invulnerable, apart from his heel. Cray, on the other hand, I, I, I mean, what's interesting about this is is that Cray is Cray is not invulnerable, actually, and I, I think it's a, it's an interesting kind of thing for her to say to a man who's who's bleeding from a cut in his head and whose outfit is kind of almost ripped to shreds because he's just been involved in a firefight. She leaves, and he's kind of left on his own with this statue, and and he gives this quote. And it's from the Iliad, and it says, Hateful to me as the gates of Hades is that man who hides one thing in his heart and speaks another. And that is from, uh, that is, as I said, it's from the Iliad, and it is, in fact, a line that is spoken by Achilles. There's a kind of a nice, nice touch there. Um, it, it's, of course, to do with duplicitousness and the, the way that well, in a sense, Cray is being duplicitous here. On the other hand, Constantine is as well. Uh, so that there's, as I said in the introduction, there's, there's kind of a, a game within a game here. There's a, there's a plot within a plot. On the one hand, Prince is relying on Constantine to make these devices work, and we'll get to them in a minute, uh, that, that will open the way for these old gods to come back. Uh, on the other hand, Constantine is... is has enlisted Cray's help to work against that, to help him stop that. And it's all very kind of, well, sort of Machiavellian, labyrinthine, I suppose. Um, we then, it shifts back to San Francisco, and we then get uh, a very short scene of uh, Christine Trelane uh, together with some troops busting into Shahi's flat. Fairly obviously, now she knows that that Shahi has gone to find Cray. Then we get a couple of pages with uh, Cray and Constantine. What we've got here is is a kind of uh, first of all we, we get some explanation about how the how the machines work and they're based on kind of Tesla a Tesla coil kind of theory. Then we get a bit where where Cray kind of threatens uh, Constantine, who kind of says you know. What happens when I? You know, Cray says, "What happens when I pull the trigger, Gandalf?" <laughs> okay, uh, and and you know again, Hills 
Hill's dialogue here is pretty good. Constantine says, kinetic energy from the explosive compound on the bullet propels the round through a scored chamber. Bullet spirals on an aerodynamic path, probably crashes through my skull because you're real good at the killing part. Then I go to the hell that's waiting for me, and then the evil Greek lady wins, and you get to see the nightmare before you lose your mind. And he's saying all this with with Cray sort of pointing the gun at him. The problem with this is we've we've kind of already had the whole sort of Cray, why should I believe you, Constantine kind of kind of discussion. I mean I don't blame him for having having it again here because Constantine is a slippery bugger and we, we kind of know that and he knows that. But but the problem is 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 that it just does feel a little bit too familiar at this point. He talks about the the ritual and the fact that Constantine is the only person that knows it, uh, and that you know once it's complete, you know the the, the gods will return. The the last coil. Uh, there are five places on Earth apparently for, for where the, these coils need to be placed in order for the uh, for the portal to be ripped open and what have you. Of course, the last one is in Greece, so that's that's the plan. Then. Uh, Dion Fortune arrives. Now, this is an interesting bit of... done a little bit of research on this. Dion Fortune uh, is the name of... It, well, okay, here in, in this in this issue, or in this series, I should say, because she was in the previous issue, she's a kind of very smart, uh, smartly dressed woman with sort of... Uh, short hair and she's clearly a kind of she's a sort of a magic user or sort of psychic of in some way and uh, she's a little bit of a sort of a mysterious sort of Diana Prince's right hand woman kind of kind of figure and she comes in to say that that Christine Trelane is on her way uh, to find Cray and uh, Cray just kind of looks at us and says, how do you know what, what Christine Trelane does? Um, and she says, no organisation that gives information to men is closed to me. Which is a suitably sort of enigmatic thing to say. Dion Fortune uh, is a real-life, or was, a real-life person. She was a theosophist. Uh, from the uh, early tw- early to mid 20th century uh, so she was kind of she was sort of into sort of new age kind of philosophy as I, I, I'm probably doing her a disservice actually by saying that she was a spiritualist I think there's probably more to her than that uh, she's a writer as well uh, written some novels as well as some uh, some philosophical stuff. So there's an interesting choice there of uh, of name from Hill. But anyway, yes. So she's uh, she's there. So Cray just sort of says, you know. Well, sorry. Constantine says, seems we need to deal with your extended family before we talk about Prince. And Cray says, we don't need to do anything. I'll take care of them. And and then he goes off, basically. So basically what happens is Shahi uh, meets up with the team that Christine Trelane has sent to London. They have a conversation where Shahi basically sort of persuades them not to do what Christine Trelane wants them to do, which is to, to kill Michael Cray, but to just contact him and tell him that Shahi is in London, which they kind of agree to. 
um again I, i've said this in the past the the team is is quite anemic it's a they're, they're not particularly uh, memorable characters apart from victoria who is kind of badass they're they're okay the, the, again the, this is yes we sort of need this scene because it it, it sets up what happens later on but it, it's again it's this kind of it's a it's a fairly slow kind of talky pace to the issue at this point we then get a page of the entity within cray's head uh, who is, to be fair, is one of the more interesting ideas of, of this story. Now, I'm just going to kind of throw this out here. At the moment, what's happening in uh, the main Wildstorm book is that John Lynch, who created uh, Project Thunderbook, uh, which is basically his experiments on turning people into metahumans by injecting them or implanting, uh, alien matter, alien org- organic kind of material into their bodies. He's he's kind of going through uh, America, kind of searching for his his subjects, the people that survived and and kind of thrived with under his experiments. I'm just wondering. Uh, there's all sorts of kind of questions going through my head. One is is Cray somehow tied to project thunderbook in some way you know the 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 kind of the notion of sort of something being in him is this something that, that you know something that's sentient that's alien that shouldn't be there that's that's giving him these sort of disintegration powers that is speaking to him is that tied into project thunderbook in some way it could be don't know really what is interesting is is that it's it's become less less seductive and more threatening as the series has gone on as cray has tried to sort of assert his own will uh over his powers and over whether he's going to use his powers or not and the extent to which he's going to use his powers the 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 tumor inside him the creature inside him has become sort of more threatening and that's certainly the case here and uh, because he starts threatening people that that Cray loves, he actually says, you know, perhaps I should threaten uh, Doctor Shahi. And he says, no, we don't really love her, do you? Uh, and it's like, oh, it's your father. That's where the love is. So there's a nice kind of there's, there's some interesting psychology going on there. It's it's very it's very brief. It's only for that page. Uh, what Cray we then switch to the outside of, of that conversation, which is Cray sitting in his car screaming because he's having this kind of internal conflict. And then um, the the team's van kind of smashes into him. What what happens then is there is a there is an action scene. Uh, and what's what's kind of interesting about this is the fact that the, the the team know what they're up against because that they, they they get out of the as the van quickly um heading to the side of the car and the car is empty cray's not in it and uh one of them the one that isn't leon his name i can't remember says damn it here we go and it's almost like right okay we're we're in for it now kind of thing and and they kind of are and cray 
uh, to be fair, Craig, Craig doesn't, uh, he hurts them and he disarms them and Leon ends up covered in blood at, at, uh, by the end of it, but he doesn't kill them. Um, and in the end, he gets Victoria's gun off her quite easily and uh, puts it to her head and that, that ends the fight, basically. And so they, they kind of put their weapons down. Um, and they have a kind of a conversation with him. Um, I, I, I guess my issue here is, is this all becomes a bit too cosy, a bit too quickly. You know, bearing in mind that the, the team... Part of the problem with this is, and I, I've said this before, that the, the, those early few issues were, were, were a tad formulaic. And as a result of that, we, we never really get a sense of Cray establishing any kind of connection with with his team. So that, 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 that sense that, that they would fairly easily go against Trelane's orders and start working with Cray rather than trying to bring him in or trying to kill him. Um, it just isn't really there. So, so this all smacks... And I'm not here to diss Brian Hill particularly. I, I, I will say this, actually. I think Hill is a great is a great writer I, i'm enjoying his work on detective as well at the moment but here though I, I just don't think he's done enough work to make that relationship as as believable as it needs to be to to just kind of um well to to, to sort of deal with that feeling that that i have at any rate as a, as a reader that this is all just a bit convenient that okay they 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 meet in london uh, they have this fight and then it's like right okay now we're we're prepared to work for you kind of thing what is interesting though is that is that cray does have it would appear cray does have a plan uh, it's revealed, Victoria reveals that Shahi's in London. Uh, Cray is kind of annoyed about that because obviously it means she's in in harm's way. Uh, but they point out that it was her decision to come to London and it wasn't anything to do with them. So so basically it finishes with, with, with Cray saying to his team... Um, Call Shahi, I'll meet with her here alone. I want you to go on an intel hunt. Diana Prince, Hephaestus Industries, it's quite a nice kind of idea. Uh, Hephaestus was the uh, was the Greek god uh, of the forge. So I, you probably know that. But it, it, Hephaestus was the Greek god of the forge. Um, and so he's to do with sort of manufacturing weapons and armor and that kind of thing. So it kind of makes sense for Diana Prince to to name her company that. that. Uh, and he says, so I want you to go on an, on an intel hunt on Diana Prince, uh, Hephaestus Industries. Dion Fortune might not be her real name, but run it. Pull everything because we're going to have to kill all of them. I just don't know in what order. Uh, and then one of them asks him, uh, Leon asks him about John Constantine, and um, Cray just says, file under my problem. Um, and they talk a little bit about what they're going to have to tell Trelane and what have you, um, all of which is not all that important, really, I suppose. I suppose it's important in terms of you know, tying up loose ends and what have you. But we all know that Trelane is... Trelane knows where Cray has gone and he knows where Shahi has gone. So it's kind of... We'll, we'll see what happens with that. The last scene 
uh, is a shahi in her hotel room and she gets a call uh, it's from presumably the team don't really know because she says hello okay okay good text me the address and tell him i'm on i'm on my way so he she's on her way to presumably see um see cray uh there's uh, she's on her way out and as she opens the door she, there's somebody waiting for her and it is Constantine and he's got a uh, a barber's old-fashioned sort of barber's razor in his hand and he looks completely demented and that's the the kind of the ending basically uh, so you know, that doesn't look that doesn't look too good for Dr. Shahi oh dear um, all right this issue I, I gave seven out of ten to on the site it is competently written it's engaging enough it's entertaining enough just the things that happen in it are things that are not terribly exciting they are essentially preparing the narrative they're preparing the story to to head into the next chapter as it were which is going to be some kind of confrontation or whatever um between well some uh, combination at least of constantine cray diana prince dion fortune and it would seem christine trelane as well so there's there's there's, there's all sorts of different pieces in play here all of which is very intriguing but this issue on its own doesn't really take us very far it's it's all um it's all as i said it's it's preparation more than anything else so it's not a bad issue uh but it, it it neither does it represent really what this series is about i think i think it's a uh, it's a reasonable issue. I think it's uh, it's well written in terms of the dialogue, but in terms of incident, there's not really a lot here to really wow you. Um, particularly, and I hate to keep on going on about the art. Uh, when Stephen ha- and Stephen Harris is good, it tends to be in action sequences. His action sequences are pretty good. He's less uh, sure with with his facial expressions although although i will say i think he is getting a little bit better actually with with that i think um i think some some of his uh some of his diana prince facial expressions for example were actually added a certain level of subtlety to that first conversation between between cray and diana prince some of the some of the other facial expressions less so um so bearing that in mind it's i wouldn't say for example this is a good jumping on point uh for the series i think this is very much a a middle section of uh of a story uh and we're all kind of catching our breath looking at the pieces being put into play waiting for the next the next stage of the story really um that said it, as i said it's, it's entertaining enough uh hill's um a an intelligent writer he's he's a good writer um and there is stuff here to entertain you and there is stuff here to to kind of uh to appreciate it's just not as gripping as some of the other issues in the series have been 
so there you go uh, that's me done for this week uh, i hope you've had a good week um i have had a week that is involved rather more vomit than uh, normal so that's that's what happens when you take take children on a long <laughs> on a long coach journey uh, well not to worry these things happen um but anyway uh, i hope you have a you've had a good week please don't forget to check out the patreon uh, the patreon account if you if you don't already contribute i, I strongly recommend that you do it, it's just the, the, there's some great uh, there's some great stuff on the on the patreon feed there really really is uh, as i think i've said before in my letters i'm a huge fan of the sales and solicits podcasts don't ask me why i just i just really like all that stuff i'm sad <laughs> i'm really sad I, I i just i just love it so there you go um and indeed there's a, there is a new sales podcast up as we speak so uh that's that's all worth checking out but seriously the, the guys put in so much effort so much time and it's all really quality stuff that you know that it really really is it's it's great and it's it's worth checking out so uh do uh go along and check the the, the patreon uh patreon page out and uh and give them your support if you can uh it all only remains for me to say have a great week and i will see you next time and i'll hand you back to the guys in the studio thank you very much for listening take care bye-bye hey what's up everyone welcome back for another week of vermilion's visions josh vermilion here and you guys know how i like to do things over here on this segment want to bring you guys a review of a trade trying to stay away from the big two of dc and Marvel and bring you guys uh, a, a trade from one of the smaller companies out there. And I say smaller, but I know that it does usually end up being quite a bit of image. Uh, but this week, it's going to be something a little bit different. It's going to be Excel Volume 1 Homeschooling. Uh, and that's from Lion Forge Comics, written by Joe Casey. Art by Damian Scott, and it's the first four issues of the Excel series. Um, so just jumping right into it, um, this is actually my first book that I've done uh, for Lion Forge, I believe. Uh, so I figured I'd give it a try and see what this one was all about. Um, so our main character is Daniel Dos Santos, and uh, he lives in L.A., uh, and it starts off with him just chilling at home, playing video games online, uh, when one of his friends tells him to check out the uh, the TV and, and check out the news. Um, there is a, a terrorist attack happening in L.A. A plane, a private jet, has been hijacked, um, and it is heading towards the city and towards a building. Um, so when Daniel sees this on the TV... Uh, he quickly suits up. So Daniel has super speed, basically the flash, as he says he uh, can run faster uh, than the speed of a single thought. So he gears up real quick and he, he takes off for, for town. 
He's still pretty new at this whole saving people and being a hero thing, but he is he's all about it. He's all into it. Um, so he makes a comment about how when he's running, he can't hear anything. Uh, he can't hear any sounds. Uh, he also doesn't feel anything while he's running. So he runs up the side of a building at, at super speed, and then he jumps and he goes right through the bottom of this airplane, right through the metal bottom of the airplane. He grabs three passengers and takes them down to safety before busting back into the plane through the engine, making it explode, while also grabbing the assailant uh, from the from the or from the cockpit and taking him into the feds. So after the adrenaline starts kind of wearing off from from all that all of the pain and the injuries of busting through a metal plane starts starts coming back to him even as he runs and he says you know he's got he's on a ticking clock right now Um, he does barely make it to the hospital gets into the hospital and then just passes out right there on the ground so he wakes up a few hours later and his quote-unquote princess, his girlfriend uh, Monica, is there with him. I think it's Monica Hayes. Uh, the doctor comes in and wants to do some tests, but Daniel has another plan. Um, he's figured out that he can speed himself up even when he isn't running. Uh, so he plows through months and months of recovery time in just a couple seconds while the doctor is talking to Monica. Now, the doctor and Monica are amazed. They're confused, but he is fine now, so the doctor has to pretty much give him the okay to go. So, Danica, Daniel and Monica, sorry, <laughs> Daniel and Monica, uh, they go out to eat, um, and he gives her kind of the details on what he can do and how he got these powers. Uh, so not too long ago, there was a meteor shower with pieces of meteor kind of raining down everywhere, um, especially around L.A., but, you know, around the world, it seems. Daniel had one land real, real close to him, um, so he decided to go investigate and see what was up. It turned out to be just a just a really small piece of a meteor, um, but he grabbed it and took it back to his place where he put it under his bed and slept with it under his bed uh, for for about a week. And apparently, as this this piece of the meteor dissolved, uh, the radiation from it must have given Daniel these powers that he has. So Monica takes all of this in stride uh, and is really cool with the whole thing, actually. Um, she tells Daniel that she loves him, which he isn't too keen on. Um, and this happens quite a few times throughout the rest of the book where she's moving a little bit too fast for him, ironically, uh, in the relationship. And he's not really he's not really okay with it, but he kind of just, just lets it go. Uh, but now we're going to see that Monica's dad isn't too keen on this relationship either, thinking that, that Daniel is, is bad news for his daughter. Monica doesn't really give a shit what her dad says, so he so uh, he kind of takes things into his own hands. Her dad must be a must be a pretty rich guy, uh, and he goes out and hires a hitman 
who calls himself Barrage to take out Daniel. Uh, Barrage, he's uh, you go through and you see he has these uh, these little guns on the knuckles of his his gloves um, that he calls uh, finger cannons. So if he like punches or closes his fist, he can shoot um, kind of kind of like little grenades or just blasts out of his out of his knuckles um so after daniel's date with monica barrage is tracking him through the city on his uh, motorcycle uh we get some internal monologue about daniel discovering he had powers while he while he flies through the city on his on his bike um as he's riding barrage kind of jumps out and fires from one of these finger cannons um, and this, this takes out Daniel's bike completely, you know, it, it crashes and it's in flames. Barrage walks over to investigate his work as Mr. Hayes kind of berates him over the phone. Just, he won't stop yelling at Barrage, even though Barrage thinks that he finished the job. Mr. Hayes is all, you better make sure you finished it. I paid you good money, blah, blah, blah. So Barrage realizes that the body isn't there. And then Daniel comes out of nowhere in his in his Excel costume to take out Barrage. Barrage fires a bunch of the shots from his finger cannons, which Daniel he dodges these all pretty easily um, with his you know obvious super speed. Then Barrage pulls down these uh, these fancy glasses that he has that that tracks Daniel's movements and tells him where and when to shoot. Uh, he gets a shot in on Daniel's chest and Daniel then he gets pretty serious uh he circles barrage at super speed unleashing you know different punches from all all kinds of different angles and you know hitting him in the face mainly uh but barrage holds up actually pretty well through this through this assault and uh he kind of knows that Daniel is circling him so he holds out a fist and gets in a good a good gut punch on Daniel then he unleashes shots uh, from all four finger cannons from point-blank range um, and, and, and takes out Daniel. Now, Daniel is down, but he, he gets up. He doesn't quite feel the pain yet. And there, Daniel and Barrage are pretty deadlocked at this point. You know, neither one of them really has the upper hand. Uh, but then the cops show up in a helicopter ordering both of them to stand down. Uh, Barrage shoots up at the chopper with his finger cannons and this gives Daniel a, a good chance to to get away uh, while Barrage is distracted. So he runs off and he runs right back to the hospital and chucks himself back in. He decides to hold off on the uh, the super healing and take a little rest for the for the night, um, and the issue ends actually with him lying in a hospital bed, all bandaged up, watching the news f about his fight from earlier, and kind of questioning whether or not he's going to continue this this super heroing heroing thing. Well, spoiler alert: he is, or else you know there wouldn't really be much need for the rest of this book. Um, but the rest of this book is pretty much about him trying to figure out what exactly he can do, um, you know, trying to find his limits and the extent to these powers that he has. Um, it, the book, honestly, it kind of goes off the rails and junk, jumps the shark a couple times, um, dealing with a weird alternate dimension and shit, and there's really... 
the villains are really odd in this book. I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of the people or the, the things that Daniel ends up fighting throughout the book, but, um, it, it, the dialogue in this book is what really throws me off. You know, I can deal with the, with the weird alternate dimensions and the not great villains, but the dialogue and the character exa- characterization just isn't great. And it, it's weird because Daniel's inner monologue is fine for the most part. It's it's still problematic at some points, but the dialogue is just way way off. It's not good. Um, it's it's kind of over the top with the with the slang and the trying to sound. I guess, quote-unquote, young, um, but it, it, it just doesn't hit very well for me on the dialogue, and then because of that, it kind of doesn't really have a lot of character development. Daniel himself is an okay character, and we learn a little bit about him, but all the characters seem pretty one-note and kind of kind of shallow and it's kind of it's kind of hard to get behind any of them when when you don't find out very much about them uh the art in this book though it's pretty great it's a very cartoony style which was a little weird at first but by the end of the first issue i i was all in on the art um and i love the way it worked with the story the color work is great um can be a little bit confusing in some of the fights to see what exactly is happening but I love just the the way it depicts him running and everything. I I thought the art was pretty pretty good. Um, the story is kind of all over the place. Like I said, it goes off the rails some. Um, and one thing that I I, I wish they would have explored more. Um, how I said that after the adrenaline wore off, Daniel mentioned that it it was almost like he was on a time limit uh, before. You know, all the pain caught up to him, and he just, uh, all the injuries caught up to him. And while the whole not feeling anything while he's running does come into play more later on, uh, that whole idea of a time limit almost doesn't really play as big of a role as I had hoped it would. Um, and, and his power set actually uh, seems a little bit weird as as it goes on the way the way he runs to these alternate dimensions, just the, the powers kind of seem all over the place in what he can and can't do and what he can and can't control based on how fast he's going. Um, but, you know, I've complained a lot, but this book, it's it's okay. I had, I had some fun with it, um, but it's not my favorite book by any means. It's not super deep. Um, if you like the Flash and Speedsters in general and want to see that power set kind of taken in a different direction, this might be one for you to check out. Um, for me, though, I'd probably go with like a like a 5.5 out of 10. I like the art quite a bit and, and the interesting power set, but I really, really did not like the dialogue in this one. And the characters are very thin and just it was hard for me to get behind them and like I said, the story was kind of all over the place and didn't quite explore the things that I would have liked it to. Um, but yeah, 5.5 for me, but you know, there is some stuff here that I could see if you are interested in speedsters that um, would be worth checking out if it sounds interesting at all to you. 
Uh, but that pretty much wraps things up for the review section. So I want to uh, remind everybody to go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience. Support them if you can, not only for the big main podcast that they do every single week and the reviews that are on the site every week, but uh, by supporting Weird Science on Patreon, you also get, you know, your Cellars Dwellers shows, you get uh, the Pops Cultures, you get um, Jim's other comic review show, you you get your solicits and sales, um, you know, just all kinds of different shows, the, the, the comics news, um, everything uh, that you get over there on the Patreon, um, the, you, you get to power on Patriots Spotlight every every week um so yeah definitely worth the money and worth supporting them if you guys can um once again i want to remind everybody if you have any recommendations you can send them over to me at vermillionaire3 let me know what books you want to hear me talk about and give my take on um but that pretty much wraps things up for this week so i'm gonna send it on back over to jim and eric thanks a lot guys Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, it's mail with Derek. Hallelujah, it's mail with Derek. Oh yeah, let's hear what you have to say. We don't need no humor. All right, it's Mail with Eric, and the first Mail is going to have some Eric involved. It's Craig, and Craig All says, right. Dear Jim and Eric, usually just says, Dear Jim, it makes me laugh. Aww. Two questions, if I may. Sword Daughter, Snot Girl, Deja Thoris, and Walking Dead are mine, but what are your favorite non-DC Marvel books at this minute? I don't know that you have any, do you? My non-DC Marvel books at this minute? I, um, I don't really read anything. I, yeah. I would have to say it's some probably like uh, – the Transformers book that I read far and few in between kind of thing. Yeah. I just kind of go back and forth and uh, yeah, you read a read bunch them. of the trades. I don't trades. even know what order I'm reading. I end up just reading random nonsense. Yes. Like I think it was the Requiem for the Wreckers I ended up reading last week or something like or two weeks ago. But I don't have a lot of time to read outside of DC and Marvel for what we do. Yeah, uh, I figured you wouldn't have much. I have some from just the little things that I've read at Paper Girls, uh, right. Red Sonia, Tarzan, which I really like, and uh, Kyle Higgins, The Dead Hand. But I, I'm a little behind on that, uh, so I can't even say that I'm like up to date on all of these. So, But I do like those. Those are pretty good. And I'm probably missing one or two of the other things that I've had. I like that new uh, that Magic Order book by Mark Miller, but that's only had one issue, but I really right. enjoyed that first issue a lot. Um, uh, then he goes on. This is now we're going to flip flop because now I think that you'll have more to say about this next question than I do. Love and Rockets, Fish Police, Elf Quest, Tales of the Bean World, and Eight Ball are my top five 80s, 90s indie comics. But what are yours? And I'll say right away the only thing that I can really think of 
is that I did read a little Elf Quest because you had yeah. told me about it and enjoyed it enough. I did review the first issue on the site and then read like the first trade worth, which, you know, the first six issues or so, but I just don't have a lot of time. But what are yours, Eric? I know Elf Quest is definitely I'll on. I'll Elf Quest is my number one because I've been reading that for, you know, almost 30 years now, but, uh, oh, no, the 80 and 90s kind of thing. I'm just, I, I, I like read a lot ghost of DC worlds? and Marvel. I, I'm just trying to think. Like, uh, I don't remember. I actually know. You know, I read. I read a lot of like. I think it's Epic Comics that put out like that. Cl- the Clive Barker books, like the Hellraiser books and the okay. Nightbreed books. I did read a lot of those growing up, and I did like those. You, you don't like? I'm trying to think. I'm I'm looking up <laughs> like some things that everybody goes with as one of the bigger indie comics in the '90s. But I'm not that very. Most of the indie not very learned. Down growing up. You don't like that that day tripper, do you? Remember, the sweet tooths. I remember when they put out the Robocop versus Terminator, and I was so excited to read that. And I read that first issue at the end, though, like the last, like uh, the cliffhanger is the Terminators came back in time, and we had a mommy Terminator, a daddy Terminator, oh. a little boy Terminator. I'm like, I'm out. I, I'm I'm actually right now trying to look up things, but it's it's not giving me the list that I want. Uh, but I did read Mouse, uh, a Survivor's okay. Tale. I did read that, and. I still haven't uh, read that. Yeah, I, I read that. That's it's dismal, but it's really yeah. good. Uh, I'm looking at some other thing. You 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 a fan of the Savage Dragons? Are you, no, Eric? I, never was. Is that... I was a huge fan of Spawn. Though, I wanted I... to. That, a Savage Dragon was another one of those that I wanted to get into. Like I wanted to be Mister Savage Dragon. And there's there's way too much going you on. You want to read some Evil Ernie? No, no, I don't. Yeah. But yeah, you you did at one point, didn't you? The no, I'm telling you, I, I knew of it. I didn't read it, though. I did, ended up just reading the Halloween comics that Chaos Comics put out. That was a continuation of Halloween 6. Yeah, yeah. Crazier. But yeah, that's it's he. Uh, I, and I've heard of Love and Rockets, obviously. Never heard of Fish Police. I don't know what he's talking about. This elf quest? What the hell is that? What, what are they the questing hell? for? Santa Claus? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. I love Elf Quest <laughs> so much. Figuring out a, a new way to make toys. Is that what they're doing? Maybe maybe they're, they're them elves that make up the, the cookies in the trees. I wonder if and Greg's I, read Final Quest yet. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I'm glad you brought that up, that I, I would want you to finally read that because you ended up uh, not reading that, and now it's over. So you can get it in trade it's and stuff. such a weird Plus, thing how like, far I went away from I have that the review copies, too. Time, I know. Yeah, and I, I would kind of say, at first I was sending them to you. You weren't dealing with it. That's the thing is I read that first issue, and I realized it's been a while since I've read any Elf Quest. It's been a while. I have to go back and see what I've yes. missed to lead me into this. And there was so much. I'm like, I got yeah. overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, you did, just like I do when you're telling me all about that. I, I wish that I could remember the names, because the one day, we were talking for hours uh, about all this stuff. Well, yeah, I was just sitting there. <laughs> yes, yes, but I, I, you I had told you. to avoid for hours. At one point, uh, I was, I had those names in my mind, because yeah. I wanted to throw them at you later, and now I can't remember. And I was going to give the new Catwoman oh, a wide berth, thinking, oh. It's, Such a pike. Uh, what a pike. That was one of them. A wide berth, thinking. He was saying he was going to give Catwoman a wide berth uh, because it would be tangled up with Batman. But your review convinced me to jump on board. He thoroughly enjoyed the first issue. We'll be staying on with it. And that's Craig. Craig is not just throwing shade at you this email. He actually has some cool things. And, uh, yeah, I like that first issue of Catman. Catman. Catwoman. Craig and I are cool now that he realized we both like ElfQuest. Yeah, it's the ElfQuest connection. Now he's going to, like, next uh, thing, Eric, top five ElfQuest characters, and I will tune out. Luis is next. Fuck you. Yes. (laughs) Next is Luis. Hello, Get Fresh crew. Beep boop. I hope everyone enjoyed their week. 
Your review of Batman 50 was on point. There's not much to say about it. Now they're giving him a full worldwide event hero crisis. It'll probably be as good as all his writing as so far. So I am out before I even know what it's about. I did read the new Plastic Man. It wasn't bad. I want to give it another one yeah. or two issues to make up my mind, but I'm just down to four DC books, which is rare because DC was my life growing up. DC is sad. for me. I'm just sad it's a shit show over there now. I was only reading three Marvel books, Old Man Logan, Daredevil, and Spider-Man, but because of your new Marvel podcast, Eric, give it. He wants uh, it. He, <laughs> now I'm buying more Marvel than DC. I just hey, added I Avengers. Always, but we are in this issue of Old Man Logan this week. Yeah, we are. Uh, I, yeah, I forgot to even mention that. We're in Old Man Logan this week. I, I just added Avengers Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, which I haven't read yet, and Cap America, which I haven't read as well. Thor and Captain America are not exactly full out uh, on and Incredible Hulk. They are uh, not for unfortunately, me. We're, we're not that big on this week either. Uh, at this point, if you decide to make the Marvel podcast the main one, who will really care? I would. <laughs> and he wanted this for it, Eric. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, goodness gracious. You would care, Eric, if that was our main podcast. Yeah, I the said. thing is, you know, I'm a little bit down with what DC's putting out, but DC Comics are my favorite comics. Yeah, this so this same is switched over to something that I have not really read regularly for like yeah. 15 years. Like, uh, that'd be a problem for me. Yeah, I always feel like I'm not on like solid footing when we talk about some of this the stuff yet on Marvel. Yeah. But that is Luis. Thanks, Luis. And the last one is Rick. And Rick is reading episode or listening to episode 77 Rick's now. Been. And he says, hello again. This should be pretty short email, Eric. Get this. Since you only had four books to review this episode. And out of that, I've only read one of them. So, uh, yeah, we had one of those. That was the other thing. Uh, we were so happy when Rebirth started because there were these weeks that all of a sudden we only had four books. It was the best. <laughs> Detective Comics 935. Seeing the page full of Jokers and Gotham in the background on fire and in ruins sent a chill down my spine. Then when Red Robin overrode the program and the Joker started to deform was really cool. He's talking about the mudroom. The mudroom. Yeah, man. you're right. A little it. over two years ago. Yep, you're right. It immediately made me think of the Danger Room from X-Men. I love the yeah. idea that remnants of Clayface created this room. The idea of Kate needing to know how they react when they are in, at their breaking point is brilliant. I liked how she then broke down what their problems were. I don't necessarily agree with Clayface being forced to learn how to fight. As you guys have discussed, maintaining a form is tough for Clayface, so it seems odd to me to teach him to fight as a man. I think it would be more efficient to teach him how to use his powers more effectively. I think we should teach him how to live. Yeah. When yeah, when they kept telling him how when would he be fighting like a man? Later on he just does some funny things like when he's the police officer and when he's Batman. I like the touching Momo and Bruce yeah, with Bruce and Tim. I want Tim to go to the Ivy League and maybe he can uh we can see him working in a different neighborhood. Ooh, wait, you see what happens. The colonel knows way too much and hates Wayne. I get that he is Kate's dad and knows what is best for her, but you can tell their ideas. You say the colonel, no, Mike. Sanders? The colonel. The colonel, oh, the colonel with his with, with all his herbs and spices. With his wee beady eyes. But you can tell their ideas are right and wrong or completely different. I like that the colony is in Inside Batman's car sensors. Uh, it made me think of the Court of Owls and how ingrained in Gotham they were without Bruce knowing. Where do you get the League of Shadows? Anyway, I really enjoyed the story over the art and uh, uh, the story over the art on this book. I'd give it a seven five. Thanks for bearing with me. I'll be writing it again. And that is as it for Rick. And yeah, that's that, a blast that first, pass with Rick. That was yeah. I said I, I need a sound effect when we go. But uh, with that. Uh, I really was on to that detective. I when he when he writes that, I'm like, yeah, I was so into it. But what he wrote, 
really was what got resolved 40 some issues later. I'm like, really? This just points out of the, you know, treading water that we did get. But that is the end of the mails. Eric, we're going to go off now to end the podcast and do that sort of thing. We're here with America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea, and we're here to finish up the podcast with two books. And I think that with the first book in this section shows you that we had some pretty strong books this week, actually. I mean, this is one of the stronger weeks we've had in a while. And this first book is something that I've been looking forward to since the first issue. What is it, Eric? That is Hawkman number two, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, Daniel Henriquez, Jeremiah Skipper, Starkings, and Comic Craft. Carter Hall knows he's forgotten something. He just doesn't know what it is. And to discover that something, he'll track down old relics from his past and even get transported to ancient Egypt where he'll be forced to fight his earlier self. Does it all make sense right now? Maybe. Maybe not. But right now I'm having fun and want to see where Venditti takes his story. Yeah, I like it. I, I still like it. I like the idea that this, this for a weird deal, actually just feels like a six-issue mini that's set up to kind of get the continuity in but line. But already way better than that Death of Hawkman. No, I was thinking, I was actually thinking when I was coming up the stairs to do this, I made my coffee, Eric, and I'm coming up, I'm like, you know what? Why did we get this instead of Death of Hawkman? This would have set up so many cool things, even going into metal, where it was more revealed and things like that, because I, I actually really like it. Also, like, that at one point, he looks like Constantine, Eric, in one panel, and even when the, the lady that is helping him, like, you look like you've been in the pub for 25 or 24 hours or something. I'm like, oh, man, he does look like Constantine, wow. doesn't he? Is that? But with that... Gertie's you, throwing some shade. Yeah, yeah. And with that, you have a lot of narration. And usually that's a thing that throws me off. I Read like it. it. Well, I like it, but I just it usually makes it so that the book is more boring to me. But the idea of this journal continuing even from what we got in metal and going, it interests me. And I do like it. And he is trying to still, he's trying to figure out what this all means of his lives through time and space. Uh, and, and with that, he's and this there. terrible idea that some you know, winged monster of dread is going to yeah. come that he's going to have to face. And it's cool because you do get a couple call-outs. You get the whole Hannibal Hawks, Eric, the Night Hawk. Uh, he is mentioned. You have the Silent Night. I, I like these. And, and with that, you see these things happening while he's talking about all these different lives and things like that. I want to see all of these as well. And that, that shows me. I don't want to see that the bird, I, man. 
Nah, no, I'm not. I, you didn't hear me mention the bird, man. But you, no, you know, with this on Easter Island, I can with, do it. No, yeah, that, that can kind of go. But uh, Nighthawk Night and yeah. Silent Night, I, I really like that. And it's funny too because it starts where he is in London, uh, you know, on the the uh, in the underground there going, and it's like London. And then all of a sudden you see Silent Night and Nighthawk and Birdman. I'm like, why aren't they telling us where those are? I didn't realize that the wraparound was present day. He was still in London because he's there. But uh, with that, I do want to see. Nighthawk, and I do yeah. want to see Silent Night. These are cool things. That's when I know that I'm really enjoying a book where I enjoy it so much that I also want even more from things like, thrown like what in we have there. With the Bear Clan going on, and you know the Immortal Men this week. No, right? it's not like that at all. Uh, not the bear at tribe. all. It's the Bird Tribe. No. We got the Bear Tribe. It's all coming together, baby. You say that, and we were talking about the Immortal Men on the Patreon, and I'll admit that was the best issue of the series because of things like that, maybe. But you, you do get this continuation thing too, where you have Carter go up into the lady running uh, the the, the uh, conductor room. Yeah, the deal. The conductor room. I guess, you know, whoop, whoop, conductor room. She goes, I don't know why I said whoop, whoop. <laughs> she goes in, and it continues this whole idea. It continues the whole idea, and I love this, too, of a guy. It's like he's the opposite of Vandal Savage. Vandal Savage has been alive forever and has used that to manipulate, to, to hurt, to, to scheme, you know, things like that, even Rachel Ghoul. Carter, though, is such a good guy that his immortality has led to a lot of people owing their lives oh, to him. Just like we saw last issue when we had that guy yeah. with the, the boat who helped exactly. Carter Hall that's find what I'm out saying. where I the, love, that whole place was. And this, I this love this actually, continuation. One of my yes, yeah, one of my favorite aspects of this book so far. We're seeing all the people that you know Carter Hall has touched through as many reincarnations, yeah. and how that families of the people he's touched. Their descendants know, like, look, if Carter Hall comes, you, you let him in. You, yeah. you help that man. I it love really that. It reminds me of, like, Highlander and stuff like that with, you know, yeah. like Connor McCloud or Duncan McCloud in the series kind of thing where they, being the immortals, they would have these kind of connections that would show up every now and again. Yeah, and, and I really like that. And it's just, it's just a different thing. Usually we see immortals are the ones in, especially DC Comics, the Immortals are the ones that have used that to manipulate, to use that to do bad things. And I, I just really like the idea uh, that this is, it's almost like that sect that was in the uh, Indiana Jones uh, at the Last Crusade, where they come, right. and they're there to help Indiana, right? They're, they're not there to hurt him. We're here to protect the cross. <laughs> no, no, they were there to protect Indy, right? They owed him a favor, I, no, I, yeah, I remember. No, but, I, but again, I like that this whole immortality is something for once it, it isn't something that somebody's used selfishly it isn't something that they use for their own gain it just shows fully that carter has been good throughout most how, of his how time how many times do you think carter goes and calls tony we have two issues now in two different parts of the world. he just keeps calling oh, on i'm him. not saying well, that he's not calling on him now <laughs> 90 years ago i helped your great-grandfather out you still owe me Hey, oh, I'm, I'm thinking he's like, he goes and like, hey, uh, hi, Nancy Crock, you know, about uh, 60 years ago, I'm the one who gave your uh, grandfather the idea for McDonald's. I, I need a Big Mac right now. I'm really hungry. He just, everything that's happened, he's done. Now he's become Forrest Gump. He's just been involved in everything. And all the favors are coming to be now. But now he goes and he goes up. And it's a funny deal because you didn't need this scene. He didn't right. need to go up in the conductor room. Whoop, whoop. I like it. 
Uh, but I like it. I really do. And then it leads to where he goes uh, to the British to Museum. The Museum yeah. yeah, where he's going to the uh, Prince Khufu uh, deal. And when he goes, you're thinking that it's going to lead into this being like another favorite because he does even slip. We know that he's the one who donated well, all this stuff. Well, that's great because when they talk to the curator of the British Museum yeah. for the Prince Khufu exhibit, we find out that there was an anonymous donator back in like the 1920s who donated all this Prince Khufu stuff yeah. from the excavation. The like, anonymous right, benefit. That's, that yeah. was just a great little call for Carter Hall there, but like the whole thing is, it's it's just so weird, you know. For some reason, that Todd, this whole aspect bothers me though. We have Carter Hall going through; we have a lot of fun stuff going through, like you know, throwing out yeah. the whole idea where we we now know that Carter Hall is re, like reincarnating not only through time but space as well. But yeah. Besides the basic concept that he knows that he was these people, it bothers me that he doesn't remember what's going on with those lives for whatever reason. Like the whole idea that we have to go back to this Prince Khufu thing to kind of be like, you know, man, I wish I could remember what Prince Khufu yeah, was. Yeah, he's like, trying to figure you. out the deal. It, yeah. It's just a weird idea that like that for some reason him not remembering – I know it was for, you know – you know, millions of years ago, whatever it is, I, I, I'm bad with, like, you know, yeah, knowing yeah, yeah. how long ago things were, but he's been around for a long time. But the idea that he doesn't remember all these things actually bothers me. And I hope we get to the bottom of it where we do unlock his mind and he is able to tap into all this stuff because this block he has, it is our biggest part of the story. He needs to find out what's going on. It's the biggest problem I have with the book so yeah. far, though. But he does remember when he's fighting him then. When he goes back, he does remember that that's him and says, you know, you're me. So yeah, yeah. at least he, you get he knows that. he's Prince Khufu. I'm saying besides for the basic idea that he was these people, he has, seems to have no memories of it though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't mind that as much. If he remembered everything, then you, you wouldn't have a book. So he's trying to, and he's trying to go with this mystery. He keeps going back here. It seems to look at this, see if they found out anything else. He even slips at one point because I like, he's like, this uh, anonymous benefactor who donated this in the 20s was so great, whatever. And then Diddy makes sure, like, yes, there's going to be some dummies who don't know it's him. So he's like, yeah, you know, when I donated, I, I mean that anonymous benefactor. I want him and to even do the, the whole idea quotes. where he comes into this curator's kind of thing. And, you know, it's Carter Hall, archaeologist. He's well-known. Yeah. Comes in, check this out. I, uh, you know, knowing that he needs to figure some stuff out from his past, stuff like that, I've got this crazy new theory about why yeah. this was built, this, this whole temple was built. Uh, I don't know, Carter. Like, we've never been able to decipher all this. Trust me. I yeah, got a crazy me. theory. Yeah, I got a crazy all thing. This put together. Like, Just tell him already. But the guy goes yeah. off to get his notes because Carter needs to go and cross reference some stuff. And while that happens, Carter, for some reason, gets transported back to ancient Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Well, he turns into Hawkman there, right yeah. there, he and then, and then, right there, and then it yeah, takes and him back. then it takes him back. And the thing is, he doesn't remember the language. You know, it's been thousands of years. He says See, so. He okay doesn't really that. remember it. Yeah. So he's going, and he ends up fighting himself. I mean, he fights Prince Khufu. Then they're fighting. He can fly, yeah. obviously, but he thinks yeah. that he thinks Carter. He thinks Hawkman here is the winged the demon figure of that, my visions. It yes, has arrived. Uh, that he has been set to do. And uh, as they fight, it is extended. I mean, you have the whole thing where he's trying, like, no, no, I am you. I, you're me. Like, what are you doing? Huh, I do not step hear you. Step your gibberish. Boom. Like, don't you try to use your sacred language on me. Boom. And then they keep going, and then finally. He remembers a word that he knows. It's almost like one of those, if you're me, you know, what did I have for breakfast this morning? It's kind of that whole deal where he remembers the word and says it, and that sets him apart. And he says, it's Kalmoran. And when he says that, that's like, what? 
How do you know that word? I, I never told anybody that. That was in a dream of mine. It, I had a map drawn, all this stuff with this map. And then this seems to be like – it's almost like, Eric, that he is uh, leaping, t- trying to get home kind of. And when he, when, he, when, when, he gets, when he gets a clue like this, it's almost like this is a set thing. Things are in motion that, like you said, you don't know why he gets transported, whatever. Yeah. But it does seem like almost like – you know, it is kind of like a quantum leap where when he goes, he's there to find something out. And when he does, boom, he goes back. because he wrongs. Oh, well, he righted the wrong. The wrong is he didn't remember. Now he remembers and he goes back and Blue he realizes. Out. He realizes. But the thing is, he goes back. He's still a hawk, man. <laughs> Seems to not really care at this point. It's <laughs> and, and so he, funny to me. The, the curator of the museum, he walks away to go get his notes, yeah. leaves Carter Hall by the exhibit where he's holding thing too. Where it is this hawk like figure that they believe to be yep. Horace, yep. but he's behind the pillars where most of these you know statues should be in front of him. So it kind of seemed like they're bars keeping yeah, them. Yeah, the, uh, and the that's birds, what they said. The they said they thought like it was yeah. like something that was in prison. Why would they do this? Exactly. I don't it's, understand. It's aspects of this that it's actually locking in. You know, this is the whole thing where we had Prince Khufu talking about this winged death bringer that he's. Uh, yes. This is the whole aspect of building this to try and, to and, figure out what this vision yes. is. But and this when, does tie when, in. Before you go on, it does tie in where Carter actually comes to an epiphany before. Before he turns into Hawkman of the idea of maybe this isn't a, you know, being held back. This might be about him and his memories being caged. He has these, you know, these theories yeah. going around about that. But I know what you're going to say. The, <laughs> the one thing before, the, the curator, he looks a lot like Colonel Sanders, by the way. But when he comes back, he, he sees Hawkman. <laughs> Carter, Carter's not, not there. Not only Hawkman. Not only Hawkman. He sees Hawkman break <laughs> a part of this pillar, take something out of it. Oh, my God, the Hawkman. And yeah. he's stealing and it's like, well, why does Carter Hall yeah. not care about yeah. a secret identity anymore? I know. And, and with that, th- though, because he oh. knows that Colonel Sanders is dumb as hell. Not one point does he like, wait a second. I left Carter Hall here. I come back in the exact same he, spot. He Hawkman's there. Like he saw the Hawkman oh, my God. Something. He must have killed the Carter Halls. But yeah, he's, I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? The body? But he does figure out when he goes back uh, from what, he, uh, you know, that Prince Khufu had told him a map yeah. and all this and goes back because suddenly he, he can recognize or understand his language at that point. But he goes and he does see that there is this thing that he pulls out and he's like, oh, my God, all this time, you know, it's been in front of me. Now, I will kind of throw a little bullshit, uh, you know, meter here because I know for a fact if you were an archaeologist, you know, I don't know if you know this, Eric, but at one point I fashioned myself to want to become an archaeologist. At one point, they would have x-rayed these things to see if anything was in there. And it's just a slightly hollowed out thing that he hits and pulls out a very important thing to be there. It's okay, though. It's fine. I wish that they would have kind of put something and where... I, I think this is the thing that Prince Khufu was actually battling him with in that yeah, like, yeah. You know, when he went Yeah, yeah, it looks like that. It does look like that. It, like, he made that a map into that possibly. But even yeah. with that... I wish that they would have said that when Carter went there and Colonel Sanders was talking to him and like, you know, we really wanted to dig deeper into this, but the, these artifacts, they're so fragile. We can't even use the regular, you know, means to go because yeah. it's very silly that they wouldn't have studied these enough to know that there was a hidden compartment well, that wasn't even deep or anything, but it's you, okay. You, you think that's silly because we look at this goddamn map on the staff that he pulled out of this pillar. Now he knows he has to go to Dinosaur Island. Yeah. Like, God. Damn yeah, it. and like, that's the problem is, I love this issue. Why Island have to be a yeah, place to I know. Down? This is a place that Hawkman should not be able to go. No. From what we've established Hawkman, in this continuity. Nobody Superman. should be able to go there. I, I don't I need anybody in Dinosaur Island. And with that, 
it really made me groan at the end, like, oh, no, I'm really enjoying this. I don't Thank want Dinosaur God, Island. Skitaris. Yeah, really. That'll be next. You know they're going to go to Skitaris. Yeah, With that, yeah. though, uh, you know, my, my qualms or my pet peeves, archaeology aside, I really did like this. He he has this map. It takes him to Dinosaur Island. Like really, and also I love the fact. And this is something that Brett Booth, who we don't really get a lot of anymore. We don't really no. get to mention his name a lot. Uh, he ends up having a lot of problems when you have a scene like this where it, it's Dinosaur Island, so you have to have seven different dinosaurs just hanging out. They're hanging yeah. out at a party. I think they're at a hacky sack convention or something. They're doing that. They're on the quad. And they're on the quad, the dinosaur quad, doing hacky sack and listening to some Grateful Dead. But they're all there, and it just seems ridiculous. And next, Jurassic Smackdown. I don't need that. I, I no. don't need that. But that's that's for the next issue to to worry about that because I really enjoyed this though. I really like this. Is probably my favorite book right now, and it's crazy. I'm I just having a great problems, time with it. But I overall, I'm enjoying myself. And the yeah. thing is, I'm loving Brian Hitch's art on it. I and love I'm his art. Having fun with that yeah. reading, even though I have a few like I said, and, and, qualms about what's well, going on, just because. Here I am. I know it's only the second issue. I just don't understand how we're playing things yet. And it's a little bit of a frustration going on trying to like under, wrap my head around what, you know, we're doing here. Yeah. The, like, the you know, problem is with me. I don't care because if this was a six issue mini, I'd be pissed because we, this, if it sells, this could go on for. 3,000 issues, so we'll, we'll be able Hulk to go. Man, so I won't. know. Well, that's why I think that they're really like, get this out of the way. I bet you that this is going to be this first part. This six issues Let's will be this all Hulk this and then get forward and they're going to probably, I, I would guess that DC will go around the way with this and a lot of these books like this Okay, we're giving you six issue blocks. Get this story. Okay, now you get done the sixth issue and you're still selling well. Okay, now you can do six more. Get a six-issue story there. Boom. And it'll go like that. I don't think it'll last forever, obviously. It'll probably last to like 18 or so, maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm to, I like Hawkman a lot. I do not. First issue is so well. I know. Every so way better than Plastic well. Man, though. And Plastic Man, you had thought, would have been a really big uh, one. It sold a lot more than Plastic Man. So I have some hope that the word of mouth, because it seems like a lot of people are liking it as well, the yeah. word of mouth will keep this going. Because uh, I think that if it can stay in those like mid-20s throughout, uh, it can keep going. It shows. DC Look, will keep I, something I like that, that going. I think that Superman was really good. I think that the Silencer is really good. Yeah, and those, those sell the, 10. Those that's what I'm saying. Canceled. You got to keep it going. You can't be in the tens. You're yeah. going to get canceled. So hopefully this keeps going because I like but, it. And I like the idea that he there looks like it's setting up that idea of that he kind of sees something that jars a memory. He gets sent back to that and has to fight it. Now he's going to Dinosaur Island. We'll see how that goes. But I, I just like it. But what did you give it? Yeah, because of the things I said previously, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I give it an 8.5. I, I really liked it, uh, and I'm looking forward to go forward with it. Next book, Sideways, and yeah, you know, I don't know. This book is weird. It really I, is I don't weird. know. I'm telling you, every other, it's like up and down, up and down. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with Sideways, and I'm like, all right, we're just going to string this along until it eventually gets canceled. Yeah, well, and we have the whole idea where me and you have argued with Grant Morrison jumping on this book. He is going to do an annual, and I don't yeah. know if that's all he's doing. The rumor was, oh, Grant Morrison on sideways, Grant Morrison on sideways. Somebody had seen something with the names attached. It may just be for this annual. He may not be going anything else, but we'll see. With it, though, every issue continues the story but always seems to take these weird – 
backward steps, sideways steps, sideways steps. But it never, it always seems like this book is written on the fly to me. But here's my thing. Sideways number six. And this is story by Dan DeDio, art by Carmen D. DeMonico, Dan Brown, and Travis Lanham. I keep getting this feeling that this book is just written on the fly and overall story just keeps changing. The issue as Derek and Tempest Fugitive fight Venom and become friends while Uncle Ben, I mean Mom Helen, looks deeper into Dark Star Science's interest in her son. Instead of letting a robber take some money because it's not his problem, Derek just doesn't answer his mom's call. And because he's an ass, uh, the end result is the same. Peter, I mean Derek, has his loved one killed. And now we're going forward does, with that. And does I, this mean that we're going to have David like you know come really for like up like up front as the role of father here? I don't know. You did see the father all of a sudden be there, so yes, I think that that might be something. The problem is. It actually threw me off when the mom was found dead. It doesn't seem like that. And it's funny because I'm like, boy, this doesn't seem like that kind of book that you'd have that. And then I'm like, what am I talking about? This is it's a Spider-Man ripoff. Spider rip it's yeah. too far in, though. Issue six, you're getting something that would have been a Spider-Man first three pages. You know, it just seems a little not down the road. Michael Bendis was doing well, no, Spider-Man. No, really, but he's not. He's not doing this. It just seems like, okay, well, we weren't going to have the mom die, but let's do that. It, it does seem to like me, an out-of-nowhere kind of thing yeah. because, you know, like we said, it, it's a Spider-Man-like kind of book. So it seems like they did originally weren't going to do that. Yeah. They decided out of nowhere. That's what I'm they, saying. All of a sudden, they're like, here. yeah, let's do that. And I'm... I think to myself at the end of this, huh? When we get these things, like you, you have the last issue, Hawkman, like off the dinosaur island. Like, okay, at Aww. least, at least it won't be the the book is not set in Dinosaur Island. But even then, you're like, why, yeah. why, why are you going there? And with this, by the end, I'm like, the mom dead does not make me look forward at all to this book anymore. It actually throws me off because I like that whole, you know, back and forth with him and his mom. And I just think that this issue shows that maybe, you know, Dan DeDio wants to have Sideways all by himself because even Ernie isn't really talking to him now. He's becoming friends with Tempest Fugitive more. It's just very odd. His not existed even though yeah, he's in the background it's really sometimes. odd because it starts off and you have this whole argument. Derek's fighting with his mom and she's like, you know, you don't turn your back on me. I want to talk to you. No way, Ma. I'm no heading way, out. Chill out, Ma. And heads out. And she's just like the whole thing. This almost is what we hate about. Like, I have a secret I have to tell you. There's a very important thing going on here where his mom has discovered uh, that Dark Star has knows about him being sideways. And she knows she never brings it up. At one point, she just has to stop and say, I know you're sideways. We have to deal with this. Instead, it's like, don't Miss you go Dominus, away. who obviously isn't a villain, has a secret fire on you yeah, at Dark yeah. Star Enterprise. So, so with that, she's just yelling at him, and then it's like, I'm out of here. And with that, you have, you have the dad. Who's just on his phone the whole time, just sitting there not paying attention? Like, David, will you please stop? Aren't you going to say anything? Yeah, he's like, I'm not getting into this. And she's like, what? And then you get the whole idea where he's like, I'm not getting into this. Uh, Whatever. I have to go to work. What? On the weekend? You don't work on the weekend. Listen, you son of a bitch. I'm telling you, David, get off your ass and get a job, and maybe I wouldn't have to. I mean, you you haven't been around. All of a sudden, you're here. Full bore. He's got that shift thing where he might have, like, you know, a a reflective kind of safety vest he wears. No, I actually. 
actually think that he's in on the whole deal, that that this is something where he wasn't a good guy either, that he's kind of involved, like almost like How a, a sleeper agent. About David Flynn? All of a sudden he's there, and, and he's there on the phone. Who is he talking to on the phone this whole time and messaging? I, I think that he is in on this. I and, think he's uh, still trying to work that television. Yeah, he's not doing that. It's a phone. He's got the app on the phone. He's just there. But yeah, she goes off to work. He's not doing shit. And, and Derek goes over to find and talk to Ernie goes and he gets to her house Weird and Emmy's there and he's like oh they're identical sometimes I even get confused who's who and then she, Emmy's like oh sit on the couch he sits there for an extended period of time for no reason whatsoever except the, the page space and then says hey where's Ernie I'm sick of waiting oh she's not here She's with my mom at the, the street fair. So two pages of Derek Nothing. sitting on the couch, getting a call from his mother that he then declines, and then finding out that Ernie's not there just to leave them. Like, yeah. Yeah, th- this book's got nothing going on yep. right now. And then you have mom, the mom show up at Dark Star Sciences, and they have to go full out. This It's such a weird scene. Like, you're not supposed to be here, Helen. Uh, well, uh, I just came here. Yeah, but you don't have clearance. Yeah, I do, 24-7. Uh-oh. I better it, call some. It's, it's weird, so too, weird. I, it kind of makes sense to me if they would have put a certain like, because, you know, she's not supposed to be there. So the guard might even say something. But it seems that the guard is waiting for it. Because as soon as she yeah. leaves, like, that's right. Yeah, you know why? Because the dad called them ahead of time. The dad called them. And I'm telling you, he's in, he's not on the up and up. He called and said she's on there. This Ms. is just Dominus a series a of deal. Watch no, everybody. A satellite. No, she's got a stupid red-headed guy that sits on his fat ass trying to work a TV. Uh, it's, it's funny, too, really? because oh, no. that guy's not supposed to be there either. And, you know, like, hey, what are you doing here, Jimmy? And they're like, ah, I'm coming from somebody, whatever. But the the problem is with this. Hey, you don't have to go. Dan DiDio is playing it so over the top. You're not supposed to be here. You will get in trouble. Why don't they just like, hey, why are you coming in for work in the weekend? Man, you know, we don't see you here often. Ah, I got things to do. Boom, shows her badge, goes. And then the guy can just, she's heading your way. That would have been a better deal. Also, he we looks, Jimmy, Jimmy looks exactly like the limo driver from Team America. That, that was like the woman with the mustache. I'm like, what's going on there, buddy? You're an ugly fella. Maybe you can use this overtime to get some plastic surgery. But she goes, she gets in the elevator and comes out. And then, and also the other thing about this is we have, Dan DiDio has not really let us settle in on these characters. The doctor, we saw him, you, mean you know. Dr. Portfoy? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out of nowhere, it's like, Flynn, Portfoy. <laughs> we don't know these people. I, I'm but, telling you, I, the thing is, too. We had Portfoy, I think we had one issue where he was yeah. just a big yeah. fat freaking creep. He the was whole time. there. Even the idea of, you know, Derek's mother being Miss Flynn, that throws me yeah, off because I don't think that's something we really spent a lot of time with the whole idea. Yeah, obviously Derek's adopted. I didn't know if they would take, you know, if James was their last name or not. Or yeah. Just out of nowhere, we have David and Helen Flynn. I'm like, yeah. All yeah. right, I guess that's something we're doing now. Yeah, and again, that throws a little weirdness to that husband. I don't know what's going on with him, but yeah, the whole doctor and the doctor's there, and like, it's uh, it keeps going too much. Uh, Miss Dumbass, I'll learn of this transgression. What, I showed up on a Saturday? I, I mean, it's so over the top with this because she does seem to be a higher up, you know, with the company that she'd be allowed to show up, but whatever, they, they go. She wants to get these files. She ends up taking forever to download them. She sees 
she's fully now. Which is now. weird because she can now access these files on her own personal computer, it seems like, yeah. in her office. Yeah, she goes and, and does that and, and downloads them all, uh, hard copies them in the meantime. How, how over the top is it, though, that we go into her office and she has to pull the blinds down? So I when know. the power goes it's out, so man, I can't see anything. I can't like, see. Oh, look, I, pull I know the like blinds. blinds keep out a lot of light, but geez, they do not do. I got blinds here. If they kept the light out like this, they'd be the most amazing things ever. Yeah. Complete yeah. darkness in the daytime. Get yeah. out of town. Yeah, you're also blind, but he, he, she can pull the bl- she can pull them up now. Oh my god! No, goodness. no, she, the, she even says, "Shouldn't even try, even trying to find the blinds in this darkness. <laughs> Just gotta find my way out so of this stu- small ass office." So stupid. It's so stupid. But again, th- this issue isn't horrible. It isn't horrible. And I do like where you go. And it's funny because again, where I say on the fly, you end up where out of nowhere, sideways. Like you know what? Kind of been screwing around with this, you know. Now that I'm not doing stepping out with sideways, I got a lot of free time. Uh, I'm figuring out how to do these powers. Now that and I'm it's not one talking of those... to my mom and not yeah. stepping out sideways. Yeah, I wish she died. But uh, he says I can now do a thing where I don't think of a place; I think of a person. I can go, uh, you know, oh Emmy, and now I'm That's with Emmy. Cool. Ernie, I'm Ernie. Mom, boom, she can do all this. He can do all this stuff. He ends up using that then to go into the multiverse, you know, craziness with Tempest Fuginot. And Tempest Fuginot is in the middle of fighting Venom. And yeah. we saw this is the Venom that deal. Dark multiverse that we saw that ooze before. Nowhere that for some reason, even though it crossed over into our world, we're now in the inverse with Tempest yeah, Fuginot and, and fighting that's it as the, a giant Venom again, monster. Again, it seems like something that was supposed to be something else, and now they just have to throw it in. This is where I told you where earlier in the, the podcast about Red Hood. Where, yeah. like, I need my gun. I don't need something like this, though, where they're like, okay, we have this threat out there. We have to get rid of it. Let's do something ridiculous to get rid of it. They basically fight Venom in the inverse with Sideways helping by the way that Tempest Fuginot can lock in, use him almost like an amplifier, right. and amplify the powers to beat Let this Let me channel Venom. my powers through you, young Derek. And also, it, it does a couple things here. Number one, you, you have trust between them. Also, yeah. it gives them a connection that even after it's done, you know, you have Derek like, boy, you know, I know we're not fully engaged right now or whatever, but I still feel a connection. And then out of nowhere... You get Mopey Emo Tempest Fuginot, who may be my favorite character of all I'm time. You, I love Mopey Tempest yeah. Fuginot. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. I, I want him in every book now. Just walk around. you okay? I am Wait. fine. Oh, I'm telling you. The last two millennia have taken a greater toll than I care to admit. Yeah, and I want him like they had at the beginning of the New 52 uh, with Pandora. I need him in every book, just moping around. Yeah. See him kicking cans, like skipping, <laughs> skipping stones, kicking cans. lonely skipping stones in a, in a lonely pond because he's like, That's, huh, that's funny, hey. Tempest. You don't look a day over the dawn of time. Yeah. Thank you for your jest, young dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. He's just like, you know, I just <laughs> love that. That life is a solitary I, That's my one. favorite. I want that. I wish that that wasn't that skinny panel. I need it as a full spread of just him kicking a can. A fugitive's life is a solitary one. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You're making me care about the fugitive life. I, I, I really, that's what I want. I need the fugitive's life. Feel less alone. Uh, made, it made me laugh so much. I'm like, oh my, what are we doing here? But I loved it. We, we wanted Tempest Fugitive to be his mentor right away. And it, this is true. It was kind of like a premonition that we want. Now we're getting it. It's paying off in spades, baby. I oh, love yeah. it. I love and the emo Tempest Fugitive. We can't stay on this high, though. <laughs> because you, you turn the page and you get into freaking Derek's mother 
just getting flat out yeah. murdered right there. Yeah, yeah, and she because she's like, okay, I'm gonna download this. I'm gonna do all this. Yep, might as well be my resignation. No, no, that's your death warrant, baby. Because yep. she does this, the it's lights then person. go out. The lights go out, and she doesn't have a signal. You had that whole thing where it that seems like they're blocking that out. For some out. reason, because he was in the inverse, I thought that her phone saying that she didn't have a signal was because she. Was no, I just think because she's I'm in sorry, the I building. I guess they shut down the signal yeah. in the building, but for some reason, because he was in the inverse, I thought there was this weird cell phone thing where, huh, I no know. signal. That's it's, odd. A, it's only a one-way phone. Uh, yeah. But no, with the whole idea, I, I can even think that Hardcore the way it, it's Dark Star Industries, you know they're up to no good. Mm-hmm. And I would think that when you go into that building, they probably do have a way that, you know, you, you're not going to have, you're, gonna, you're not going to let people sit there in a lab and go to town with stuff no. like that. So I would think that there wouldn't be much of a signal there, though. No, I'm surprised they think, don't have to freaking turn in their phones as soon as they well, leave the building. I know, and, and, the and the weird thing is, is that she does seem to think that this is something different, so you can only think that they're blocking it <laughs> out. They have weird. a dampener. Yeah. So while this is going on, you know, the lights go out. She can't get to the – I can't get to the blinds. Eva, you know, I couldn't possibly turn on the flashlight feature. She didn't download the flashlight app on her phone. She's trying to, but she's only using the regular screen deal. It's not going to give you much, and then yeah, she's dead, basically. You have Derek go home. He feels he finally bad. decides to call his mother. Oh, yeah. He and feels bad, too. Ringing. Yeah. As the cops pick it up to bag yeah. it as evidence next to her cold, dead body. I, just, I, I would love it if they're like, hey, hello? This phone ever again. Hello? Yeah, is my mom there? Uh, she got the, the blonde hairs and, and a suit. Suit, uh, you know, a smart suit jacket thing. Yeah, she dead. Hangs up. I'm like, it's such a weird deal that they're like, huh, you, somebody's you calling her. Bagged and tagged. Wouldn't you That's think one that? Call, no one's answering. Wouldn't <laughs> you? <laughs> That that is that's cemetery humor. That's that's gravestone humor. There, Eric. They're there, and he. I just like the idea that it's not even somebody like you'd answer and like hello, like trying to figure out who it is. Maybe this is somebody. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he's making jokes. You know, <laughs> looks like nobody's answering. Job too long. Looks he's like yes. <laughs> looks like that. There's no service here. I, I don't. She's now in Crime Alley, too. I actually thought that they would have been smart and just had her look like she committed suicide. That just jumped out of the building, but it looks like she was, like, taken there and just What a shame. Looks dumped. like Crime Alley claimed another victim. Yep, Crime Alley. I don't know why we don't change the name here, but hey, this alley's bad news. Why the hell would you change the name? It is so poignant, that name. It, 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 it should be Death Alley. Huh. Another one in Death what, Alley. All right, what are we going to call it? Like, Crime Alley. We're getting a bad stigma over here. Let's call it Safe Alley. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I'm, how many I'm, people are going to sue us for like, Yeah, I'm telling you, they're like, wait. Hey, don't you remember? They tried to change that neighborhood in Metropolis, called it Happy Harbor. They had to change it back to Slaughter Slums. <laughs> what, what did suicide they get? Slums. Suicide Slums. Where, where did they get these names? Oh, you know, so like Slaughter stupid. Swamp. Yeah, Slaughter Swamp. Everything, like you, like you said, Dark Star Industries. Oh, I think they're on the I, up and that's up. That's the thing is, I love comic book world because I would go there and I would know exactly what to do and what not to do yeah. based on things' names. Yep. You have a guy who's doing some weird experiments and his name is, you know, uh, Timmy Fire. You stay away from that guy. <laughs> it's, things that. are Dr. not going to go good. Yeah, I don't know. Dr. Fire. But it's F-Y-R-E, Eric. It's fire. Oh, no, he's be a badass Oh, no. <laughs> and he's doing experiments on emo heat. supervillain. Oh, no. What's going on? Yeah, they uh, – oh, no. Dr. Miserable. I don't want to be near that guy. Ah, uh, yes. But, yeah, it ends with the mother in the, in the alley. She's there. She's dead. She's dead. That call's never going through. 
And yeah. you have Derek, like, the whole idea of, like, yeah, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> Better call Ma. Now he's stuck with Dad, who can't work the TV, and I think is on the – I think he's part of the deal. I think that will show that oh, good. Uh, in my mind. his father won't die then. Huh, no, no, because, you know, the whole deal. And it's a weird deal, too, because you have the mother die, right? You had earlier where he was with Ernie or seeing Ernie, and that's when he mentioned, like, oh, man, I wonder what my birth mother's doing, and I wonder what this and that and what we would have done. Would we have these moments? His his mother dies here, and we pointed out that he has this ability to think of a person and go to them. I think that that's what's going to happen, that he's going to go to find his birth mother. There was It just came out very weird there right at the point where they're talking talking about going and finding people and being able to go. I I really did not expect his mother to get killed here as an adopted mother kind of thing. So I really thought he was going to think of her and go there and end up saving her from getting kidnapped or something like that. And then they're going, oh, we got some talking to do. When we pan out, there's one call no one's going to answer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. But yeah, what would you give it? It's one of those like changing things that, you know, I always look for in a book kind of thing. We just talked about earlier in the thing about, you know, like Red Hood shooting Penguin in the face. Yeah. That's one of those big moments. But Helen Flynn, I barely knew you. Yeah, yeah, I I barely knew you. About you. Good night, funny man. I just it doesn't work for me. I'm telling you, I don't like the art in this. I thought like a lot of stuff what we did in this issue wasn't needed. It was just to fill out pace up. And by the end. You killed Helen Flynn, who I barely knew. Doesn't yeah. really do it for me, so I still have to give it a four point five yeah. out of ten. And, and the weird thing about it is, actually, me finally being interested in her because yeah. she's found out this info. You have her now, maybe on the run with Sideways. He can get her, and then she's dead, and it just threw me off. And it's it, again, it's not one of those like we've had too much of Sideways. We've had too much of him with Tempest Fugitive now to make it the Uncle Ben moment where yeah. he decides then to be a good guy and, and to be responsible not dying was the uncle ben moment yeah but it's it's at issue six it just seems know. too late in the game to like this her, his mom dying how is that really going to change the character of Derek and sideways he's already kind of changed he's gotten rid of that stupid deal with this stepping out deal because he's yeah. killing he's killing people he's ripping off arms and things yeah. we already had these moments and now we have this it seems it just seems false it seems just thrown in there to make it more again like spider-man but also just to be the shocking moment it does just doesn't ring true for me and uh, because of that I'd give it a 4.5 I, I didn't mind the art not, uh, that much love Tempest Fugitive emo Tempest Fugitive so I need more of that. He's the best um, part of the book in my mind. Yeah, it's funny because Hussein really did like this issue. This was one of his favorite issues. I think he gave it like a 7.9, somewhere along there. So at least some people are liking it. I just yeah. – this book just keeps – you can't get a grip of what it wants to do. It keeps changing. It keeps kind of you know morphing around and trying to do different things and, and stuff can't like that. Can't find its footing. No, it can't. So I'm, I'm worried. I'm not worried about it. But again, if we were voting – I say this every time we get to a number six. If we were voting, would we continue with this book? I'm done with it. I probably would be too, but we will be continuing with it. But you'll you'll see. So if it I'm gets sorry, better, if we'll I be had happy. A choice in the matter. This would stay on the yeah. goddamn show. Yeah, I think that this shot. would be it. I'd be like, okay, I've had enough and go. But that's that, Eric. It's the end of the podcast. All right, Eric, and what's your book of the week? My book of the week is Red Hood and the Outlaws number 24. Mine is Detective Comics something, something, something. I'm going 984. back. 984. Detective Comics 984 is my book of the week, and the month, and possibly the year, Eric. Take nice that, try. buddy. Actually, hey. I think it is your book of the year. Nice try, buddy. How about that? Do you like that one? 
No. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go. I'm pulling up the file now, which I thought I had set up about what we're going to be talking about next week. Here we go, Eric. Batman number 51. That'll be on the Patreon account. Again, uh, you will start the whole trial of Batman. We have Batwoman number 17. I think that is the finale of the series. Maybe the penultimate issue. I think I that don't may ever be... remember. For some reason, no. it always sticks in my head that it's over and over. Well, this is the problem is I remember talking to Isaac on the site and saying that something about August, so it may end in August, but I remember August being a big deal, so we'll go with that. Right. Uh, Chris and Reggie will be talking about Cave Carson as an interstellar eye, number five, which that's the penultimate issue of that series. We have Damage, number seven. We have Green Lanterns, number 51. Harley Quinn, number 46. Uh, Just League, number four, but we also in between there, we do have Injustice versus Masters of the Universe, number one. Do we? Brandon is going to be reviewing that. I'm going to check it out, and if he likes it enough, maybe me and him will do a little thing that we'll put after his mail, almost like a, a Marvel Minute that we'll I'm talking about I'm looking at all that. my He-Mans right now, and we'll I'm like, I don't want any push. We don't have book. a lot of I'm books. Gonna here. I'm, I'm going to pull out my DC figures here. I'm going to have a yeah. whole thing with the DC Injustice World versus the Master of the Universe. I'll play it out right here, and I'll videotape it for yeah, each and Eric, every one of you. Eric, and you won't, and you, no, just, want, you just want a two-hour podcast. New Challengers number three. <laughs> Uh, that will be when V. Ken Marion steps in halfway through the book to take over the art for the remainder of that series, which is cool. One of my favorite yeah. artists, which I proclaimed on Twitter, Eric. And I haven't old, seen him for put all a lot of stuff out for that, and they look pretty good. Yeah, The Brave and the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman, that ends with number six. So that'll Thank be done. Liam Sharpsteel and uh, Jeremy will be talking to Wildstorm number 15. We don't have a lot of books next week. Obviously, Batman will be on the Patreon. Back to that. And uh, one of these other books will be picked by the badasses to be on the Patreon uh, when I decide I, I actually clicked out of my thing but here we go I would say that if I'm going to guess it's probably going to be Justice League it probably. probably will be I think it will you mean uh, they won't pick Green Lanterns number 51 no, I don't think so. But also yeah, with that, people don't love I, that book. They might get Brave and the Bold number six, though. That ends it. Yeah, I also I may put, I might put Injustice versus Master of the Universe number one on there, and then me and Brandon would do that. And I was going to do a little side project, Eric, and I was going to put on uh, the unique or the uh, the exclusive stories of those big 100 issues that went to Walmart, I was going to oh, actually right. put those in as a group that they could pick that. And one of those caveats, again, you don't pick it, we ain't doing it. But if you want to have it on the Patreon, we could do that. And that's all. Like, they're only 12 uh, pages each, so it would be like talking two, uh, two books, you know, Ridiculous. one and a half. But I may put that just because of those. Uh, I would like to talk about them. I'd like to check them out, and I won't check them out unless we're made to talk I about know. them. So I, I have to go that route. So I may do that. i got to figure it out just because we have so little amount of books. I don't ever review again. Reggie has one. You have five. <laughs> I thought you had one. No, I don't have any. What book do you think I have of those? I, know, I don't. I have three. none. Oh, you have three? Okay, yeah, yeah, I have none. I do not have a review. Reggie has one. And does everybody remember that one time, that one annual week, where Jim was just running his mouth up and yeah. down how much bullshit running it was? Running his mouth. I had five books that week. You had none, uh -huh. and four of mine were annuals, which were double sized. And then here it was you go, like week after yeah. week after week. With it no was reviews. like I had ten reviews that week, and you had none. I had uh -huh. ten. 
It's nonsense. You have three. Whoop de doo. Three. You you mail those in in freaking ten minutes with your non spoiler reviews. The the you stamp it out. Mailed it. You say. But yeah, I learned from the best, Jim. Moore. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But yeah, that's it. That's the podcast. Uh, we are here now. It's it's after four o'clock on a Sunday. Now I have to edit this. I have to do the rant and raves. I, I got to do all this nonsense. But we're gonna get out of here because of that. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.